And just like a red, white, and blue phoenix rising from the ashes of political bipartisanship, we are back to Salt the Streets podcast. This is Saturday, June 11th, 2022, 12.04 p.m., episode 127. Yeah, that's right. That's why I put it right back there. <laughs> We're back. And welcome back, everybody, to the Salt the Streets podcast, your one and only source for social and political commentary and all the weekly news, pop culture, and sports that you can handle. The best part about the whole deal, it's all built from the ground up for people like you and me, the everyday normal person. So come down and join us. As we discuss life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and continue our endless endeavor to bridge the gap between people and information. As always, I am Colin. And I am Donovan. And I forgot to mention that we are your hosts. We are the hosts. I was so impressed with myself. It's, no, you It's been it. over a month, dude, and I just slayed that. You crushed it. And y'all should get used to that because, or don't get used to that, because this is the last time we're going to do that intro. We've got a new intro in the works. And so it'll be really fun. So look forward to that next month. Yep. This is our first show back. Ooh. We've been out a month or six weeks or something. Something like that. Celebrating the, band, the brand new baby. Welcome salt baby number two. Salt baby number two. Baby reason. Mm. Oh, man. So what are we talking about on today's episode, Donovan? So we have a great episode going on. And this, so we'll explain <laughs> these things further in detail as right. we get deeper in the show. This was billed, as everyone remembers. As everyone will remember, as, everyone as the will women remember. and children's show, and yeah. it's, it's still going to be that, right? We, I had a whole grand plan here that <laughs> fell apart as the weeks as the weeks went on. It was like a last minute deal. Yes, we were had initially planned to have two guests on here um, that both declined to be on for different reasons, and we'll kind of talk about those things as we go later on. Um, but. We're still going to talk about some of the stuff that we intended to talk about. So mm -hmm. in part one, of course, we have some local stories. I have some really funny things. I have one very random thing and then some good things that, of course, are very freedom-based freedom that will, in fact, impact your liberty. Yeah. That's what we do here. Uh, in part number two, we're going to, going to be discussing the leaked draft opinion regarding Roe v. Wade from the Supreme Court and the implications and the opinions and things like that i told you i saw a commercial from when i was watching cable that literally made it sound like abortion was already illegal across the entire country right and only at the very end mentioned that oh you know a leaked draft opinion yeah it was not good so so we'll be discussing that and in part three we'll be discussing the school shooting in uvalde texas and the horrific takes uh about the gun debate that have come out after that some gun control things obviously we're breaking into all that the second amendment is an enormous enormous theme here on salt of the streets we'll be just discussing some of those things including a new bill passed i believe it was one bill with several different statutes passed out of new yeah, york it's like an omnibus jo joint body armor increase the ages of on assault weapons so i did in fact Ooh. bring my kit today so that we can talk about and i can show you exactly what it requires to be qualified to wear this body armor qualified it's, it's, it's much simpler than you think it is. So we'll, we'll go over that in uh, in part three. And then part four, we have some grab bag topics. Uh, we have lots of random things. We have uh, someone who was going to try and kill Judge Kavanaugh relating to part two and three. Um, People on Twitter, the January 6th public committee, the, they are the committee, they had their public hearings uh, kicked off this week. Yeah. So, yes, Thursday. Thursday, night. yes. And then we have prime the second, time. That's right. Prime time uh, produced by, was one of the producers from Good Morning America. Correct? Yeah. Is that? Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think he used to work there, if I recall correctly. He's like, still uh, not good. Yeah. He's, he's a te television producer, though, which 
just, good. It says a lot. Why does why does the legislative branch need a television producer there to help them lay out their case for what is supposedly so obviously an insurrection, an obvious attempt to overthrow our democracy? Why would yeah. we need a television producer to help us lay out that story if it's so obvious? So obvious. So we'll be discussing those things. And um, I'm just realizing now I left my uh, my work notes, my paper notes out in the truck, I think. I'm going to have to run out in between segments. And that's okay. That that's one. okay. That's why we take the breaks. So that is it. Yeah. So those, that's what we'll talk about today. Yeah. We have three minute breaks in between each part. And, uh, excuse me. It's, uh, going to be great. Fucking A. So we were talking before about mattress store, right? When I yeah. used to work at the mattress store and you bought your mattress from a place called Sleepies. Sleepies. And they had a similar logo. And I worked at It's Bedtime, which is no longer a company. And the logo that they had was three bears in a bed together it was like a mama bear a baby bear and a papa bear all oh, yeah, like I in in one bed together and when i was working there they told me a story that someone called one time to complain about their logo and was disturbed at the insinuations that their logo presented of you know animals in bed together and they're like <laughs> trying to understand what this woman is saying and she's not able to even really articulate what she's upset about because there is nothing to be upset about no. she's trying to draw a very they're all all of the bears are in clothing like they're all in, in pajamas they all have pajama hats on like yeah she was very was adorable very, very upset about the insinuations of bestiality um oh uh, bestiality. Yes, yes because they're all sleeping together in a bed that these you know we're insinuating that the animals are are having sex together and then even <laughs> though it's evidently a mama bear a baby bear and a papa bear they're quite evidently a family dude that it's definitely terrific. says way more about her than that's, it does about yes. the logo. It was a, yeah and that's what they're like it was a fairly long conversation because they were just trying to understand what she was actually what are upset you talking about. about she was not able to articulate it so. oh my god yeah so yeah, those the off gassing of mattresses right. and stuff like that we were right. talking about. It's such a weird concept when you think with all the new kind of foam technology and mattresses and stuff. It's like a thing you got to keep an eye out because you you open those things up and then you're like, oh, what is that? Oh, just sweet lady cancer. Yeah, that's what that smells yeah, like. Exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. Although I'm not gonna lie, I do want to get me one of them uh, them box mattresses. The mail order shows up in a box. You cut it open and it just unfolds and which one? Uh, which company i'm thinking i would want to get the oh my gosh the jeff bezos mattress is it uh, a thread tuft and tuft and needle i think is what it's called i have no idea yeah there's, there's an amazon now. brand and oh, okay. it's uh slightly cheaper than like the, the ghost mattress is wicked expensive and then there's a couple other ones that are not too bad but that one's like the best deal and it looks like it's got great reviews and stuff but that's what i want to get i want to get me one of them jams and make me a nice new bed frame and stuff you could see in the studio, I have my old bed frame uh, off to the side here off camera because we took that apart and we're doing something different. You're going to give Bezos more money, huh? <sighs> I already gave him so much money. All I give him money. all my money anyways. Does. It's just so convenient, but also f Jeff Bezos. That's right. Hola, William Wallace. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thank you for joining us, sir. Um, oh, shout out Will Wallace. He was, uh, he left, or we, he was talking to, to me this morning about uh, yesterday's beer show video. Okay. And I'm, I was having like this problem recently about trying to be able to show, you know, a nice close up high quality picture of like what the beer looks like up close. He's like, bro, just get it like a little underlight. They make special coasters for him like that. That's a fucking great idea. Genius. Shout out Will Wallace, bro. Genius William Wallace. Yeah. 
<laughs> You're getting a half a percent cut in future beer show things. Hey, careful, bro. Half a percent <laughs> cut uh, of <laughs> an undetermined amount of time. That's right. That's right. We'll so we'll talk about what your cut is in the future. Mm-hmm. You'll be involved somehow. You're in. You're under contract, yeah. though. We got you. We got you. <laughs> so let me ask you this, right? I was watching Timcast this morning, the episode from last night, because of course I had to hear our name mm-hmm. said. So again, indeed, shout out, shout out Timcast. It's very nice. Um, and I was listening to something that, what is her name? Libby Emmons. Libby Emmons. Right, that's her name, right? Yep. So, and they were talking about protests and the different ways that the left and the right fight for their rights, mm-hmm. right? And how the different adversity that they come after and the conservatives don't fight as hard and stuff like that. And I was just thinking, so this is a very rough question because it was just from this morning, but she was talking about how conservatives and the people on the right needed to fight harder um in different ways and uh, okay so the example she was giving was live and let die right for too long they have given this live and let die way of like well i don't care if i don't agree with you but you know go ahead and do your own thing and Mm -hmm. she what i took from what she was saying is that that has led to the chipping away of the rights that we're continually fighting for and arguing for right yeah and it didn't sound to me like she was giving a lot of advice or examples of things that they should do just saying kind of they shouldn't be doing this anymore mm-hmm. um and so i don't know if you remember that part of the conversation not really um but so i was wondering what your take was on that if you think that that's true um and she also talks about some of the things about how they because people on the left have begun to be increasingly in positions of power mm-hmm. uh when people on the right do protest and fight for their rights they often get more pushback from the establishment uh, than people on the left do. And I think just, so just going off of that and not remembering the specific conversation, I feel like I've heard her talk about that before. And I think really what, what's being described is like a, the right in general is not very good at activism. Um, Even the activists that they do have can be kind of, you know, they're generally like in the pro-life arena and stuff like that. And they can be very unapproachable. Yeah. if you will. Um, but other than that, I think in general, yeah, the right's always kind of generally had a problem with on the ground activism, getting getting popularized, popularizing movements, if you will. I, I think they've always been bad at that. And they they've always been bad at like voter outreach and all these types of things. So all the specific issues that they might be trying to push, they're just generally speaking just bad at it I, yeah. I just don't think you know it's and it lends itself to the type of person that would consider themselves a conservative i think compared to you know somebody right. who's more left they're much more open socially and are willing to go out there and beat the pavement and just have random conversations with people and they're much more agreeable most of the time so they're you know they it just lends themselves to a to a better larger activist crowd in my mind and so i don't i don't necessarily agree with her if that's her line of thinking and yeah, I mean, it would be, I think it is getting better now. I think it's probably the best it's been in a very long time as far as, for lack of a better term, right-wing activism, right. conservative activism. But it's still, you know, we're not having pussy marches with hundreds of thousands of people where the right. left can do that just by dropping a line on Twitter and then boom, it's out in the streets and protests and the right doesn't do that very well. And I think it just lines up more naturally with the ideology, which yeah. maybe falls into kind of what she's talking about, that if, you, if you're if you a conservative, then you're going to come from a more 
conservative place, obviously, yeah. right? So if you're coming from a more libertarian mindset, then you don't want other people to necessarily change their mind. You're not trying to change their mind. You yeah. just want them to not be infringing on what you want to do. Yeah. So the whole approach doesn't necessarily fit to even what your goals are as a conservative, right? Yeah, it's, so, it's like the difference between somebody trying to get, trying to push a change in society versus somebody that's basically just wanting society to be, you know, to be left alone. Right. Um, a, a better way to put that's probably the left is generally trying to get people to do something and the right is generally getting people to like leave them alone. Yeah. And I think that's probably, yeah, they're just, it doesn't work very well on that side. It's hard it's, to have a protest where the message is leave us alone. Yeah. <laughs> that's, really? a, that's a weird protest to have. Right. Imagine those signs. <laughs> right. <laughs> if it's not just a bunch of Gadsden flags, I don't know what you're doing. But yeah. Be, that's just a, a bunch weird of signs deal. that say fuck off. Yeah. That's just all the signs say. Fuck just, off. Yeah, just fuck, fuck off. off. That's it. God, that would be pretty funny. That's awesome. Okay, well, I'm into it. Uh, I want to thank everybody again for joining us and uh, remind you, obviously, we are here at our YouTube.com slash Salt of the Streets. We also have our Patreon, our Facebook, our Instagram, everything at Salt of the Streets, saltofthestreets.com for all of this information. We also have our personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram and Collins at Big Bird Off. You own both of those things. Again, you can find all this at saltofthestreets.com. Go to our Patreon, sign up, help us make more better content, content. become a patron. I want to thank Swell Blended for this beautiful, beautiful haircut. If you are in the local area, in the Kitsap County area, go there. Go to his website. Go get a haircut from him. Stop being stupid. Quit mm -hmm. wasting your own time. Leggings and aprons on Instagram for cakes and everything like that. She is getting ready to open those books back up pretty soon. That'll be cool. Lexi Cairo on Twitch and, of course, Location Skate Shop in downtown Bremerton if you need anything. Um, speaking of the Patreon, we have all kinds of stuff going on. We have the book club, obviously. We missed the first live stream back, but don't worry. Next Thursday, we will be back. Um the beginning of next month, we will have a whole new review preview. We have the newsletters that just came out, right? There's one mm -hmm. that comes out every month, the last day of the month. So go there, check those out. Only $5 a month. It's all it takes to get you that newsletter. Five bones, bro. It's a beautiful thing. Five bones. So first we're here. Uh, let's go with the crazy one. Let's go with the crazy one. Yeah. So I can send you this article here in Signal if you would like. Oh, yeah. I should probably open up Signal. Hey, Oop. Excuse me. See, this is this particular article is Fox 13 Seattle, so I will send this to you, and then we can talk about it. Salt boys, boom. Salt boys. Okay, done. Hopefully, so, show up. Auburn fraudsters who fled town to avoid court, sentenced to prison, fined more than sixty million dollars. What? Uh, yeah, this is just as I was finding local stories. This is just one that <laughs> they came across. I just, it's such a ludicrous <laughs> amount of money. It's like, uh, that is a ton of money. Yeah, no, it's a it's a ridiculous amount of money. So, oh, do I got to reinstall Signal? Wow. I'm gonna murder somebody. Wow. I'm telling you, bro. I love Signal, but the PC app is buggy, glitchy, no and. Every other time you open it, you got to uninstall it and redo it again. And I haven't had to uninstall and reinstall, but I do have to update frequently. That is for sure. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That's interesting. Well, we're going to, it should only take about 30 seconds. Yeah, we'll watch no it. No problem. So I'll just go ahead and start to read this article. The Seattle U.S. District Court on Monday sentenced Bernard Ross Hansen to 11 years and Diane Renee Erdman to five years. Announced U.S. Attorney Nick Brown. The two were convicted on July 2021 and were originally slated to be sentenced April 29th, but fled their home in Auburn and left town. Ooh. Yeah, they were arrested in Port Townsend. Um, oh, God, I remember this now. Yes, yeah. following an 11-day okay. manhunt, they had bought a new vehicle and three loaded guns. The two were found guilty of defrauding thousands of customers of more than $30 million through Hanson's bankrupt company, Northwest Territorial Mint. 
According to court documents, NWTM was the business of manufacturing medallions and awards, as well as buying, selling, exchanging, storing, and leasing precious metals like gold and silver. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering how it got so high, yes. what, why the amount was so much. Now I know. Mr. Precious metals will go a long way. Mr. Hansen and Miss Erdman defrauded more than 3,000 people of some $30 million. Damn. Money, yeah, that's wild. Money that represents the victims' plans and dreams, retirement, college funds, and inheritances, says U.S. Attorney Nick Brown. And it's heartbreaking to hear how the fraud upended their lives, left them working longer, harder, and in deep stress to try to recover. The impact of this fraud goes beyond the significance of dollar figure. I love... Damn. Not that it's not tragic, but it's just the the flowery language and all. I don't know. It's just funny. Um, but that's all. This is... It's just... Ridiculous, yeah, and that's you know, and especially with we just had Ivan on not too long ago. He's talking about gold and all those things. So it's a it's a ridiculous amount of money for someone to have stolen from someone else. Oh yeah, dude, that's like I don't want to say Madoff levels, but I mean that's like small time Madoff levels. Yes, yeah, exactly. Bernie Madoff, dude, have you ever listened to that? uh, It's on Audible. It's an Audible original. It's a whole little mini series about the Bernie Madoff scandal. No. Oh my. God, it's so good. I've never really fucked with Audible before. Oh, I've listened to audiobooks before, but never through Audible. So. Judgment. Yeah. that's I'm, I'm like a shill for Audible, man. I've been on the Audible kick since well before it was popularized. I mean, yeah. it was back when I was working at Benick the first time. So we're probably talking five, six years ago I've been into right. the Audible game. It's I got like 300 titles on there, man. I got tons. Yeah. So you might have to send me that link again. No, that's okay. That's all that it was. We can move on to the next story. King 5. This one actually has more to do with everything else. So um, I do want to say hello to Shannon. Thank you. She's here from IRL. So thank you. Thank you again for everybody who subscribed last night, who's here, who's joining us. Thank you, everyone. So now we'll get into one of the real stories we have going on here. Um, This one, like you said, is from King 5, which is one of the local news companies here Mm -hmm. out of seattle the u.s supreme court rules against owner of notorious hotel in blaine blaine is town in washington obviously it is right on the border of canada um right on the yeah it's like right (laughs) on the border yes (laughs) yes freedom yeah we make way too many way too many references to willie wallace well you know if the shoe fits (laughs) he has to just get it every day especially working with you i can't imagine how he does it i don't think we went a whole day without me hit giving him a freedom line at some point yeah you know asking where his kilts at today you know that kind of stuff (laughs) you're gonna paint your face blue or what's up buddy (laughs) does he have long hair (laughs) i am william wallace no no he's a he's a short hair guy William Wallace, you are blowing an opportunity right now. You've got to grow the mane. Do you think you could do it? It's, man, I don't know. I can't, I'm trying to envision William Wallace in like the lion's mane. That is Bravehearts. Does he have a full head of hair? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's just short. Yeah, he just keeps short. You know, old military dude, military cut. Then go for it, William Wallace. Do it, yeah, bro. You've got to do, do it. it. You've got time. It's. I'm telling you. I think I've been going on a year to cut my hair. It's worth it. Okay. Now we can get to this story. <laughs> it's too much. Okay. Oh, this hotel, this bed and breakfast, this inn—it's called the Smuggler's Inn. It's on the. It's on the border of Canada, right? It's so yeah, much on the border of Canada on? that the border actually runs on his property, and he has a line of rocks that draws out where it is. So, obviously, they're. That's the, yeah, that's right, because that's the border that is just the line of rocks. There's it's, nothing. Yeah, it's yeah. just a line of rocks. So 
There's a history of, we'll read this article a little bit, then we'll talk about it. Washington, the Supreme Court on Wednesday limited when people can sue federal officials for violation of their rights, siding with the government in a case involving the owner of a notorious inn on the U.S.-Canada border. The justices said that the owner of the smugglers inn, Robert Bull, <coughs> excuse me, can't sue a border agent over a confrontation at his inn where he said the agent shoved him and then retaliated against him when he complained that the man had used excessive force. It's the latest in a line of cases narrowing the public's ability to sue federal officials for rights violations. Violations. Mm. So, this is another, we'll go into this a little bit more. This is another example, again, limiting, said he can do awake that <laughs> Another example limiting the times in which you can sue a federal agent for infringing your constitutional rights. Okay? Because it's found in this case, they did in fact infringe on his constitutional rights. Those things did happen. Yeah. But he doesn't have the right to sue them unless Congress says that it's okay first. And that's what Clarence Thomas wrote as an opinion here. So, um, We'll move on. The justice said the owner of the smugglers and Robert Bull can't sue a border patrol agent. I just read this. Congress is a better is better positioned to create remedies in the border security context, and the government already has provided alternative remedies that protect plaintiffs like Bull, Justice Clarence Thomas wrote. Thomas wrote that the court's cases have made it clear in all but the most unusual circumstances, creating the ability to sue is a job for Congress. And that seems so I'm I'm no constitutional scholar, right? But it doesn't makes sense to me um in in what i've read here and the other research that i did in any justification especially after it's ruled that you can in fact sue a federal agent for infringing your constitutional rights that we're just going to narrow the reasons that you can do it if someone breaks into your home and they assault you don't break into right so let me i got to contextualize correctly if they come into you to your business and they assault you and in the story that I originally heard, they took documents from him. And that's how they found out that the person who was staying there was an illegal immigrant. In this particular article, it just says that the Border Patrol agent figured out that they were illegal. So mm. I don't know how they did that. Um, but that, Magic. That's what comes into like the search and seizure thing is that they, they got documents from his residence that show, or from this business that showed that the person was an illegal immigrant. That's so weird. So I don't... This does this isn't good. No. Right? And the biggest concern, I can't even say the biggest concern that I have here, it concerns me that we're continuing to see cases that give the authorities in different definitions, different avenues, hmm. more power over you. More powers to infringe on your rights, to do things to you, and you can't do anything about it unless Congress says that it's okay. Yeah. But if all of these powers are aligned, right, and that's what the kind of what they were talking about, Tim Timcast last night, is all these different powers being aligned that even if they're not actively working together, if they're all aligned ideologically, then they are inherently working together because they are all working towards the same common goal. Yeah. So even if they're not being directed to do these things, the fact that they're being given more power to infringe on your rights and it's being done under currently a Congress that falls under the same ideology as the Biden administration, this isn't good. Mm -hmm. I, I, I see these as added protections for more and more agents of the state. Because yes. that's really what they're talking about is in, is suing the individual Border Patrol officer for infringing on his rights. Because Otherwise, you have to sue the U.S. government for inf for that one individual. Which is a way be, bigger job. Which is a mass and a very large undertaking that most people can't do versus your average citizen can sue another person for infringing on their rights. But if that person is acting as an agent of the state, then I feel like, yeah, it, legally you'd you'd be suing the U S government or the state government or whatever the, whatever the, the, 
the arm of the state that they're dealing with. Yeah. And I kind of feel like, and we'll talk about that in the next story too, a little bit with these various overreaches, I think, in authority. And um, I think really what they're doing at, at this point is they're finding kind of chinks in the armor, little weak spots in various arms of the state and their enforcement. And then as soon as somebody has even like a chance to to break in legally so they can start to fight against them and, and get some of their own rights back, they're trying to they're find that hole and they're trying to plug it. Right. And they're like, to, well, you know, you have harden, to do it because they're in the power of the executive. Yeah. And that's all that it's doing, even if that's not the goal, you know, because it's difficult. I don't know. I don't know Clarence Thomas as an individual. Right. But <clears throat> supposedly he's very conservative. So I have a hard time thinking that in his mind, it's best that we concentrate more power to the executive. But yeah. even if that's not your end goal, that's what you're doing. Yeah. That's what's doing here is that you're, again, narrowing the circumstances in which you can sue somebody who is actively infringing on your constitutional rights, where if they were doing it as a private citizen, you could definitely sue the shit out of them and you'd probably win. Yeah. But now, because they have a badge, because they work for the state, yep. you can't touch them, right? There's another example in here, we'll still read this article a little bit more. Um, the high court said in 1971 that people could sue federal officials for violating their constitutional rights. But over the last 40 years, the court has consistently declined to expand these kinds of cases called Bivens actions after the 1971 case in which a person could sue. Most recently, in a case in 2020, the justices told parents of a teenager killed in Mexico by a U.S. Border Patrol agent who fired across the border that they couldn't sue. Thomas said the original 1971 case would likely come out differently today, but the court's current case didn't require the court to reconsider it. So I actually have the article that they link to, and it's an article from the AP, and I will send this to you as well. And it's the court closes courthouse doors on slain Mexican teens family. That's rough. So, yes. Yeah, I remember when that happened. That was a yes. That was a while back. So this is from the AP. Twenty. Yep, Washington. The Supreme Court ruled 5-4 Tuesday to close the courthouse doors on parents of a Mexican teenager who was shot dead over the border by an American agent. The court's five conservative justices held that parents could not sue American courts, could not use American so American courts to sue Border Patrol agent Jesus Mesa Jr., who killed their unarmed 15-year-old son in 2010. Mesa was on U.S. soil in Texas when he fired the fatal shot. Justice Samuel Alito wrote for the court that the case is tragic, but that the border security, strong border security and international relations issues led to the ruling against the parents of Sergio Adrian Hernandez Gareca. Since regulating the conduct of agents at the border unquestionably has national security implications, the risk of undermining border security provides reasons to hesitate about allowing the, the parents to sue in American courts, Alito wrote. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, writing for her liberal colleagues, disagreed, saying the parents' lawsuit does not endanger border security or U.S. foreign policy. Mexico's Foreign Relations Department said in a statement Tuesday it regretted the Supreme Court ruling. Tuesday's outcome also is certain to doom lawsuit to doom a lawsuit filed by the parents of a teenager killed in Nogales, Mexico, from gunshots fired across the border by a U.S. agent who was standing in Arizona. The case has been on hold. The case tested a half-century-old Supreme Court decision that allows people to sue federal agents for constitutional violations. Over the years, the courts have made it harder to bring claims known as Bivens actions after the name of the high court case. Ginsburg wrote that, quote, it is all too apparent that to redress injuries like the one suffered here, it is Bivens or nothing. I resist the conclusion that nothing is the answer required in this case. So let's take a stop there, right? What other avenues do they have if they can't use an American court to sue this federal agent? Then there is nothing. Their son dies mm -hmm. from somebody who shot. And I don't know the exact. I would have to do more research on this particular case, right, before I can. So we have to just kind of use it as a loose example. But your, your son is murdered by a federal agent. 
and you don't have the ability even i guess this is this is a little bit different because they are in mexico they're not american yeah, citizens it right? seems like the major complicating factor there certainly um I th and I think that that hits harder on her point that that is the only option that they have is this Bivens yeah. claim. The only thing that they can is try to use American courts to sue them because what what else are you gonna do? Option is there? Yeah, Mexico so, doesn't have jurisdiction over uh, the border patrol. Yeah, I I would. I am curious how it would be if it was if it was American citizen if they could do the same thing right? Mm. Um, if the same decision would be made that they could not sue on this Bivens claim against a federal agent. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm not a constitutional scholar, so I can't answer that question, but that's a, that, cause that's a big international type of question. I mean, that's if, if somebody, if a citizen from one side kills a citizen on the other side of another, of the other country, where, who has the, you know, the legal jurisprudence or the, the, what do you call that? The, uh, their responsibility. Well, and it's not just a citizen. This is somebody who's acting on, on as behalf the agent of the, of the state. He's a federal agent. Yeah, he and works for the government. He's like it an would, agent of the state. It and would he be killed somebody. Yeah, and it would be, it would be just as, or if it, it would probably be more complicated if it was two citizens. But since it's an agent of the state at that point, then the state killed somebody in another country. Like we do with drone strikes all the time, and there's zero retaliation essentially. And uh, yeah, that's a tough one, man, because I don't know what's the right thing to do there. I mean, you're not going to extradite this Border Patrol agent to Mexico and stand trial over there. I mean, that's that's not going to happen. No. So, yeah, what do you do? That's a that's a weird situation. So even if we can't postulate on how it would be different if it were american citizens in mm -hmm. this case right we are seeing in this original example of the smugglers in on the border yeah. that these are coming closer to home and they're limiting our rights as american citizens our constitutionally protected rights right however you want to define that at this time however you want to put it it's coming closer and closer all the time right at first or the most recent one after this or before this was was this mexican teenager yep. and i'm sure it was a little bit easier people were real upset it was during the trump administration so a lot yeah. of that ap article is even about like you know the militarization of the border patrol and stuff like that so that's a lot of the take there so it, it even seems like the focus which is even shifted from that of the oh, people's yeah. rights to well the militarization of the border right which is it's an issue in and of itself but that doesn't it doesn't seem like the real issue at hand. Yeah, that's here. a this separate is issue. Trees. Yeah, and forest for the trees. Yeah, definitely yeah. on that one. And and I would beg everyone to keep their their eyes open for things like this. And so we'll go to the bottom of the article, and we can talk about kind of the end ruling for this year. Um, Ule notified. Oh well, it's. Um, Rooms at the inn are named after famous smugglers and other notorious individuals, and a black SUV used by the inn to transport customers to the property has the personalized license plate smuggler. Boulay makes money by picking up guests who sometimes travel long distances, charging them for lodging, even if they never intend to stay, Thomas said, inserting a photo of bunk beds in one room of the property. But Boulay has also served as an informant for the U.S. government, and parts of the documents filed in the high court case were redacted. Boulay's lawyers have said he has a long-standing cooperative relationship with the U.S. government and has alerted officials to people of interest. Excuse me. So interesting. That even adds another layer to it that even if you rap for them, they don't give a fuck about you. Yeah. Even if you work with them, they don't give a fuck about you. That's that's your people, man. If you aren't actually an agent of the state, they don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> this should surprise nobody. Yeah. And even if they are, they still, even if you are, they still don't give a fuck about yeah. you. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
So uh, in March 2014, Belay told Border Patrol agent Eric Egbert that a guest arriving at the inn was from Turkey. Egbert was suspicious that the guest would travel over 7,500 miles to stay at a rundown bed and breakfast. And when the guest arrived, he went to the property to investigate. Belay asked him to leave, but Egbert allegedly threw him to the ground, injuring him. After determining the guest was legally in the country, Egbert left. The guest ultimately crossed into Canada illegally the same night. Wow. Insult to injury. So... Lay notified. So that's okay. So that's what I was talking about, right? After determining the guest was legally in the country, so that means he asked you to leave, and you still, you even if you didn't take the documentation, you still asked for documentation after somebody asked you to leave their residence, right? <clears throat> I don't know. I get. I'm sure that there was arguments of um, what do they call that? Like a reasonable suspicion. Oh, you know, yeah. Something was going on. Um, so exigent circumstances, maybe. Right. right. Blade notified Egbert's supervisors and told, oh, this, um, what is the property? The guest ultimately crossed in Canada legally the same night. Blade notified Egbert's supervisors and filed an administrative claim about the rough treatment. And Blade says Egbert retaliated by making reports about him and his business to various state and federal agencies, including the Internal Revenue Service. But no agency found Blade did anything wrong. Meanwhile, after a year-long investigation, the Border Patrol took new action, no action against Egbert. So the person who did all of this, nothing was even done. There wasn't even any internal actions that were taken against him. No. Nothing. So you literally... No course of action at all. You can't, I mean, you can, you can ask the Border Patrol to do something. Yeah. But they're not going to. And they put him through the, like, the whole ringer, man. Like, yes. talking about bringing. And found nothing. Yeah, and found nothing. So, for no reason, this person got put on blast by the U.S. government, investigated for, for a year, and then was like, oh, yeah, nothing. We didn't find anything, even though there was nothing to begin with either. Yeah. Belay sued, saying Edburn had violated his Fourth Amendment rights by using excessive force and his First Amendment rights by retaliating against him. A federal trial court ruled for Egbert, but an appeals court reversed the decision, and Egbert appealed to the Supreme Court. Mm. So, after the agent of the state doesn't get his way, then he appeals, goes to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court says, now nah, you good, bro. Oh you good. God, man. More and more power, dude. Less and less power in for ourselves. There's less and less individual liberties. They just keep getting stripped away day by day by day, case in, case out. I mean, I, I no way to see this other than that. I mean, this is just the state continuing to just do whatever the fuck they want to do and rolling right through citizens on their way to it. And then at the end of the day, nothing. They don't find anything. They don't do nothing. They don't, there's zero retaliation. There's zero uh, pushback at all that you can give at that point. Yeah, William, William Wallace. Wallace. From my experience as a former Fed cop, there's really two outcomes with suing the state slash government: either they are not going to dispute it or tie it up for years in litigation, yep. and they'll yeah just run it out and run it out and run it out until you run out of money yep. because they they're running on your tax dollars. So yeah. you're paying their, for their lawyers as well as yours, even if you don't think it. Even if it that is feel so like it messed time. up. Yes. Yeah. 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 What's the old? You can't fight city hall. Yeah. <laughs> Because, yeah, yeah they're going to use your tax dollars to fight back against you. Exactly. Well, me, man. And we can move on. You have the next story, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, let me pull this up here yep, yep, real yep. quick. Oh, this one is so good. And I heard about this one earlier this week as well. I heard about it on the radio, and I was like, I'm not sure I even understand what I just heard on the radio. Right? Yeah. Washington State. Oh, excuse me. This is the Washington State Supreme Court made a, uh, a very interesting opinion recently that yeah. it's got some things going. So we're just going to read this from the OPB right now. 
I've, I went ahead and pulled up also the actual opinion from the Supreme Court, 37 pages, and we'll just say that the articles written about it uh, were quoted correctly. Okay. So we're not going to cover that entirely. But Washington State Justices, race a factor in analyzing police stops. So a person's race and ethnicity must be taken into account when deciding whether they were free to leave an encounter with police. The Washington Supreme Court said this Thursday in its latest decision seeking to counteract bias in the justice system. The unanimous ruling concerned Paula Sum. Paula Sum. I'm probably mispronouncing that word. A man identified in court records as Asian Pacific Islander. When a Pierce County Sheriff's deputy found him sleeping in his car in Tacoma in, in 2019, some gave a false name and birthday, drove off as the deputy was checking for warrants, and crashed in someone's front yard. Whether some was free to leave when he did was a key point in this case. At his trial, he sought to suppress evidence of his false statements, saying they were made only after the officer detained him by implying that he was under investigation for car theft. In reality, the car was not stolen and the officer had no reason to detain, him, to detain him until after he sped off. The justices said, meaning the intentional detention was unlawful and a lower court judge should not have allowed evidence of the false statement in trial. So we'll just pause for a second. Right. What does that mean? What, right? what happened? So right. this guy was asleep in his car. Cops came and asked him for his ID and they all that ran, stuff. They, they ran his plates first. Because they assumed it. the car was stolen for some that, reason. Right, saw that it wasn't stolen. And at yeah. that point, they don't have any real reason to go and interact with him. No. Right? They have zero so reason just, whatsoever. Just completely leave him alone yep. and move on. Because it's not illegal to sleep in your car. Yeah. Whereas, I will go a little deeper than that. I think the cop could have interacted with him if he wanted to and say, hey, man, do you, what's going on? You know, you know you, you're tired. Are you know, you, you want to. Yeah, what's on? going on? Yeah. You know, and if you got nothing to hide, you got nothing to hide. Maybe you can actually help a dude. Maybe his fucking car's broke down and he's just passed out there waiting for somebody to come get him. Yeah. Who knows? There's a million different reasons. Last thing you need to do is go tell this guy that he's he's suspected of, you know, this is a stolen car or, you know, what's going on? Yeah. For just sitting in your car sleeping? I don't, not into that. No. But you could, you know, potentially have an interaction with somebody like that as a police officer in a positive manner. But... It doesn't involve you going and running the plates and just go ahead and, you know, taking, I mean, that's state overreach is what that is. This is a law enforcement officer just diving into something that's essentially none of his business. He's got no probable cause other than a supposedly suspected case of car theft. And has the discretion to not do anything if he wants. To Indeed. Move, to move on with his night and find something better that actually maybe deserves his attention or someone who could like actually use his help. Yeah. Who maybe is in trouble or something. Yeah. And so we'll get it. We'll get into it further into the article, but um, the result of this ended up in a search of his vehicle, in yes. which case a gun was found that he was not supposed to have, apparently, right. so, for one know, reason or another. Do we know, does it say in here if it was like unregistered to him or if he just wasn't? Because I know Washington, right, is very particular about like if you don't have a concealed pistol license, you aren't supposed to have a loaded gun in your car. Yeah. You're supposed to have everything separate and like in its own box and everything. And you're not even supposed to have it within arm's reach. It's supposed to be in your trunk and shit if you don't have a concealed pistol license. It's, they're very particular, you know. Yeah. So it could be. It doesn't really matter either way. It's kind of bullshit. Um, but I'm just curious whether it's a legitimate Oh, they don't even address that yeah, in this particular article. But, so. yeah, I think in the Seattle Times, it's all right. it doesn't really matter. They do. Weird. 
I don't know why it's not coming That's up. That's all right. Um, so anyways, we'll just carry on here. All right, where's some of this While the court may have reacted to the same conclusion in the case of a white defendant, it used... Wait a minute, did we skip that one? False statement trial. Yeah, whether the court might have reached the same conclusion in the case of a white defendant, it used the case to emphasize that people of color have different experiences with law enforcement, as borne out by data showing that police have long disproportionately arrested and used force against black people and other minority groups. Because of these experiences, they might have different perspectives regarding whether they are free to leave an encounter with officers. This makes minority status one factor in determining whether a person has been, quote-unquote, seized by law enforcement, the court said. I, I want to take a second because I want to point out that they are now, and I can't speak for this particular outfit, right? There's a mm-hmm. outfit. But the, the narrative throughout the entirety of George Floyd, right, is that police are murdering black people. Yes. Police are murdering black people indiscriminately and just all of the time. It's happening all the time. Mm-hmm. But now they're drawing this really fine distinction that has been the argument of conservatives throughout the entirety of George Floyd. Is that certainly there is evidence that they have been disproportionately interacted with police officers. There's been a lot of aggression, things like that. But you can't say, and that's why they didn't say in this article, that black people are killed more often than white people because you can't say that. Statistically, yeah. there is an evidence for him to believe that the police officers are going to kill him. There isn't statistical evidence of that, and that's why they can't say that in this article. Yes. Even though throughout the entirety of George Floyd, that, that's been the whole argument, right? Is that the, the cops are killing black people. They're killing black people all over the place. I yeah. just want to make sure that that's evident, that the, the language is so important in this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. The way they're choosing for this to be written. Yep. And so let's continue. Quote, today we formally recognize that what has been true... In interaction with law enforcement, race and ethnicity matter, Justice Mary Yu wrote. Therefore, courts must consider the race and ethnicity of the alleged seized person as part of the totality of the circumstances when deciding whether there was a seizure. Seizure. Yes. So that's the other important part about this. This is all after you've already been henned up and are in court. That's why the the court has to determine whether or not your race or ethnicity had anything to do with you your responses and interactions with the police after the fact after the fact yes someone needs to judge whether or not you or the police officer acted your actions were um influenced by your feelings or their feelings about these historical interactions that the two communities have with each other so even though (laughs) That's crazy. So the the judge has to then decide what was in your brain when this happened. If you thought that you were afraid that you were going to die, or if the police officer thought, maybe I'll fucking kill this guy today because he's black. Like, yeah. And what what, what are we doing here? Because the problem here is that if you are a member of a historically oppressed minority, if you will, that has, uh, as they put, uh, shown out through the data to have more, you know, interactions with police in a negative fashion, then... I, I, just, I still don't understand because you're already being charged. You're already in court, but we're going to be more lenient on you because of essentially historical oppression with the police. But if you're not a member of one of those my marginalized categories, you don't get that benefit of the doubt. And there's like, no you way that you were scared. You, if no you are a white person, you cannot be afraid of like when the cops come to you because right. you know statistically they're not going to kill you. Right. Um, no. At all. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with that. I mean, I'm sure that some people, 
I mean, hell, you sit there over the last few years and you're told by all the media institutions out there that if you're a black person, you can't go outside because police are trying to hunt you down. Some people, after a number of years of being told that every single day, day in and day out, seeing it on social media, are going to believe that shit themselves. Right. And that's not okay. The truth of the matter is the state, the agent of the state, the law enforcement officer is trying to hem you up, period. It doesn't matter what color you are. Right. If they are pulling you over, if they are going to initiate some form of a interaction, they are acting as a law enforcer of the state. And you are the subject of their, I don't, I don't know what you're going to call it. I don't want to say it's like a, always a negative interaction, but just as it is, you are in a negative position because the state's coming after you, period. Period. It doesn't yes. matter what, what color you are. It, either way, like if I get pulled over, I would hope that I am just as nervous and on edge as anyone else that gets pulled over by a cop. Because you, you don't know what kind of day this cop's had. You don't know if he's going to give you a warning. You may not even know why you got pulled over. Yeah. You know, and you don't have no idea how this is going to go. You're just going to try to do the, the best you can, act as calm as you can, and just try to get in and get out and... Hopefully you don't walk away with like a $350 ticket or some shit. I don't know. I'm, it's just not a good – I feel like you're – by focusing in so much on the aspect of race and ethnicity, you're removing the fact that most people are intimidated by the authority of the state. Yeah. And that's the real problem here. But then you get into the court at this point because this has already been ruled. This was ruled Thursday. The opinion's out. It's done. So if you're in that position and you're – not a member of a marginalized, a historically marginalized group of people, you don't get the benefit of the doubt for being fucking terrified because you're in an interaction with a police officer. Right. Even uh, if you've even if you've taken the last two years to look at a lot of the statistics, yeah. look at the interactions and see that actually, again, statistically, you have a higher likelihood of being killed by a police officer than all this narrative that you've heard of the last two years. Yeah. That doesn't matter because you don't have the historical context that would line up with that. No. So you don't really have reason to be. I can personally attest that I am much more nervous to interact with a police officers since I started carrying a firearm because I don't. Because you don't know how, for, like you said, you don't mm. know how they're going to react. No. People are jumpy about that type of shit. Yep. We talked about, I was talking to Trenton about it, Flano Castile. Flano Castile yeah. had a concealed pistol license and everything in his car. He was actively communicating with a police officer and still got shot in front of his wife and his kid. Yep. They don't care. They don't care about you. They don't care what color you are. They don't care if you have a license. They don't care if you're trained. They don't care if you're anything. They don't care if they have you, like the guy in the hotel, crawling on your hands and knees oh. and you're trying to pick up your pants. They will shoot you in the fucking head because yep. they are scared and they have the power and they can do what they want and they won't get charged in the end. Yeah. Nine times out of ten. It's not well, a good situation. Matter. The other aspect of this I thought was really interesting, this whole case, is the guy, after he... Well, the the main argument behind this is whether or not he, this individual knew he could walk away from that scenario without having to go through the standard ordeal with this police officer. Yes. He literally could have been like, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm, you know, there's no reason he should have. He's terrified, I guess, apparently. So he gives him a fake name and birthday and stuff. But that's not inherently illegal to do that unless you no. are actively under arrest. But if you're just having a conversation with a cop about something there's nothing says you have to continue to be there unless he is doing like a, you know, if it's a traffic stop, right. that's a whole nother situation, something like that. Cause you're already being, what's the right word? You're already involved with a law enforcement. I don't even know what you would call that. Like you're already in a situation now. Like if you're getting pulled over there, you're being 
not arrested, but you're you're, you're being controlled by the state. Suspected already of doing something wrong. Yes, um, you're yeah, and so they need to do the whole thing, and so you're kind of it's not even like being detained, but right. it's similar along those lines. You don't really have the freedom to just go away. Like right. if a cop pulls you over, you got to pull over. And that's why you can't just flee. Yeah. Yes. And, and that's by thinking. Speaking to your point, right? And uh, we can turn it to school or to anything that we run, right? We're, when we are told... I still don't like interacting with cops. When we are told about police officers, we are told just do what they say. Yeah. Just listen and just do what they say, right? Our knowledge and our, the things we're taught about police officers is is their power. It's not your power. It's not your power, your right, your ability in this situation to mm -hmm. control yourself and control this interaction all within your own rights without putting yourself in a compromised position. Those are not the things that we're told. Yeah. We as a society, as individuals, need to be empowered with the knowledge of the rights yes. that we have to control that situation in every possible manner yeah right? that was gonna be my next point is you know i don't know if there is a i'm pretty sure there's not a generalized knowledge of when it is okay to walk away from a cop no everybody just assumes that if a cop's talking to you you're you're right there say you're yes, involved officer. i gotta do it yep. i gotta you just say yes yeah. officer yes sir do you can i and that's even like you don't have to agree to a search of your car when they if they ask yeah. you can i search your vehicle no you cannot search my vehicle not without you, a warrant you, baby you saying no is not reason enough for them to have probable cause, cause to search your vehicle yeah right you, you did just the simple denial of the search is not reason enough for them to be suspicious yeah people don't know that so they just say yes and get themselves into situations all the fucking time yep. when they could just say no I, i'm on my way i got shit i want to do i actually don't have to have a reason for you to not do it i just don't want you in my fuck shit yeah. because you don't have the right to just search my vehicle you don't have the right to just search my things it's the same deal as if you have a lockbox in your car they can't force you to open the lockbox in your car yep it's a locked thing that's its own entity you got to get a warrant for that locked box yes. in your car yep. people don't know that shit they just they don't know yeah. these things and with the laws being so complicated i mean there's a uh i'd have to look it up real quick there's a uh an essay from an anarchist um i've been going through uh the anarchist handbook recently at max sterner okay and he was talking about um kind of it's a different set of subjects, but, you know, essentially a citizen's relationship with a state, you are essentially you're born into state control. So you are then subject to all the laws thereof. And he was making an argument that any given citizen should be able to understand what it is that they are agreeing to and uh, being a part of the system. And so if you got, you know, he makes a reference to English common law and it's like 50 editions back then. And it's like, you know, they're all 1500 pages or whatever. It's like, how is any normal citizens supposed to be able to understand and comprehend what right. they can and cannot do and the u.s legal code is far more complex than that at right. this point how is anybody truly supposed to know what they can and can't do until they actually break a law in that giant like if you were to print out all legal just in the federal code you couldn't and all on like index cards you probably could overfill this entire house right and that's that's not how is any citizen supposed to know what they can and can't do at this point and this guy he freaked out he drove off ended up crashing into somebody's yard which then he had already you know he you know he uh, ran from authorities right then which, it's suspicious. yeah because then, then it's, it's a problem <laughs> yeah. and so after he, he he ran he crashed then the cops then had um you know reasonable suspicion or whatever it is to be able to search his vehicle and then they found a firearm that he was not technically allowed to have for one, for reason, one or reason or another and so now he's getting hemmed up they did drop the initial charge um of the uh false fine statement in the beginning 
But at that point, they're like, scared. well, yeah, dude, we have you on a gun charge now, so we don't care if you lie to the cop in the beginning of it. So it's not a good situation. Not a good situation. Just another example of a problematic relationship between the citizenry and the state. Once again, confusion in who has the authority and what your rights are as a citizen. Not awesome. Yeah, it's 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 like um, I don't know. Speaking to your point of how is anyone supposed to understand all of these laws, right? Oh, yeah. And I think that's why I started to look at like I don't know if it's schools or parents or what, you know. However, whoever teaches you, whoever taught you, because it could be at school, it could be your parents, it could be whoever who whoever taught you how to interact with police officers. That's who's at fault here. Whoever's teaching children the way or people the way they should interact with police officers is is at fault and it's i it's not even necessarily their fault if they don't know either but the the positive aspects of the rights and not de- the defensive aspects of your rights mm-hmm. needs to be what is the more common knowledge yeah you know? and i like this from uh our great friend william willis he says great question to ask if there if things get squirrely am i being arrested or detained Right. Just put it out there right now, you know, get a good indication of what this police officer is thinking is happening right now. And if he says no, I'll be like, all right, so I'm free to go. Right. All right. Well, you know, bye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's not, it just, it really frustrates me, man. I don't, I'm very uncomfortable with authority, um, especially arbitrate, ar- arbitrary authority from the state. It just, I don't like the fact that anybody... They're human, just like we are, and they have bad days. They have, you know, they got families. They got a whole thing. What if he was up with a screaming baby all night? And he's, what if he's in a bad situation with his wife or the if you know husband or whatever the case has got going on? And and now they have to interact with you from a point of high authority, with essentially the authority to use lethal force as well. Right. Like I don't, I don't like that situation. It does not set up a good doesn't lay the groundwork for a good interaction between the two of you. No. It no, does not. And, and we'll talk more about that, obviously, when we talk about Uvalde. You know, yeah. And parents interacting with police officers and oh, the power so dynamic bad. and the structure in that relationship. Yeah. Um, it, because it gets all of these things fall into a common theme of you, all of us, being put at the further mercy of the state. Mm-hmm. Whether it is through the enforcement wing of the police officers or whether it's in the actual enforcement of the law, depending on your race, right? Because as we've seen and Will Wallace pointed out, they, they have just re-ingrained discrimination into our law in Washington. Yep. Again, e- even further, we have, we have the equity council that helps craft law that helps, you know, they look over the laws, they look over everything that everybody does, certainly within the actual state yep. of, of the way that people are interacting. They help, craft the curriculum for the school districts within the state to make sure that everything is falling within the you know the emotional and social learning uh aspects of of their guidance and that's mm-hmm. that's a whole portion of our government is just equity and inclusion equity and inclusion equity and inclusion the equity and, inc- and inclusivity council along with social and emotional learning is a huge situation yeah well and i mean you know it it we should have seen this coming when there's a clip in 
Benjamin Boyce's documentary of the Equity Council, and they're crafting what their definition of racism is going mm-hmm. to be. And the original one they can't go with because it doesn't include anything about about whiteness. Pimp that documentary that, real quick. It is the Evergreen documentary done by Benjamin A. Boyce on YouTube. It's twenty something parts. It's all about the they're all those small small parts broken into a longer documentary. It probably is like two and a half hours if you put it all together. Um, but it's all about the situation with Brett Weinstein, Brett Weinstein at Brett Weinstein at Evergreen College, and the breakdown and the chaos that happened there. I cannot recommend it highly enough. Along with all of the other videos that Benjamin Boyce does, they're all incredible. Mm-hmm. He's having m- very, very important discussions right now with people who <laughs> mine just did that too. <laughs> with people who are detransitioning and the experiences they have had to try and break through the lies that are being spread through corporate media. Yeah, he's a he's a fantastic character, man. Ex- I really like him. I don't I I can't believe that he isn't more well known. Yeah. But he's just such a quiet dude having very normal conversations, just a split screen, two people talking about just their experience. So yeah. it almost yeah, Boyce Benjamin A. Boyce. That's right. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, and I will. Um, let's link to one of his things in the chat there. Yeah, um, can do. I, I can send you a link to it through the signal, and that'll probably be easier. Yeah, um, that's no problem. Yes, Easy, Benjamin squeezy. A. Boyce, and I will link to the first video of that documentary. Actually, nice. that'll be the best way to go about it. Yep, that's great so, series, man. Go the complete evergreen story is what it is called. Whoop whoop. Yep. So sorry, everyone. This was obviously unexpected. He, uh, speaking of just uh, Brett Weinstein, uh, they he just did a massive oh, shit. I have few. Up. I'll just go to the chat and put it in there. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, he just got done with a massive conference over in. Uh, uh, oh, I can't remember. Over overseas somewhere with a bunch of uh, COVID frontline doctors and stuff like that, talking about some of the current problems going on in the kind of healthcare and say pharma arena. And I can't recommend those enough. Excellent. So yeah. there you go. I just put, and the link should be coming in just a second. Cause I just posted that as well. So. Oh, work. Cool. Well, thanks yeah. man. Everybody, Everybody watch that stuff. It's pretty great. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, Benjamin, a voice, voice on YouTube. So yeah. And will, I'm not going to give you no shit for trying to be a cop. If you want to be a cop again, because I, although I have a very, I have a, I have a principal position on policemen and law enforcement, I also understand that I live in a reality that is not my utopian dream. And I would rather have more people like you, more people like our friend Caleb that are on law enforcement who I trust as human beings and I, I can trust them to make better decisions than a standard rando. I'd yeah. rather have people like that in a police force because I know that there's not going to be no police force i would rather have the good people there and so that that would be good i like it when people i know are cops well, you know officer brian officer brian's a great dude yes if there's anybody that i want to be a cop it's officer brian because i know that at his core he's a good guy and he's not going to be hemming nobody up that doesn't need to be hemmed up it's you know it's i think if we had more of those type of people that that would be a better situation the link is not posting oh no um, I could pull it up real quick. Yeah. It's like, I was one of the good cops, bro. I actually gave a damn. Man, I believe you, man. Yeah. I believe you. Oh, there it is. I'll post it up this way. Yeah. Copy, copy, copy. No, and we talked, yeah, I don't know. We talked about the cop thing and 
yeah it, I thought it's about that complicated for a while um it is complicated it's a very big decision um i was you know we could talk about it for a second prior to COVID, i was like very i think i told you guys 99.5 percent sold like i was like very convinced that that's what i wanted to do was to be a police officer oh you were that, close man um yeah and i just especially once all the george floyd shit happened mm -hmm. you know the the way that they were being treated was horrific uh the way that they were treating people during covid was horrific yeah. um and i started to have a lot of questions of having a job that cuts against your morals and being asked to do things that cut against your morals and whether or not i wanted to invest time in a job in which i would be asked to do something or else lose my job you know um especially then all the, the vaccine mandates and all that type of shit start popping off and yeah so, i just got more and more negative items in the uh, the pros and cons column yes yeah i think that was ultimately a good decision for you yeah because and it's tough too because a lot of times if you don't really if you don't really sit down and have multiple conversations and go into like a deep conversation and deep thought about that path a lot of the the a lot of the people that want to do something do things on a very surface level, and then they don't right. truly get an understanding of what it is they're getting into until they're already into it. I mean, and that's not just in the career field, but like in all aspects of life. And I feel like there was a different conversation we were having about cops back then, yes. and as we saw more and more different. things, yeah, fundamentally different. And you know, you just you through conversation and through time and research and experience you have a better understanding for what the reality of that situation is. And then you, you can finally make up your mind about something. Right. It's hard to make up your mind about something when you don't actually know the deep ins and outs of it. I don't want to just say blanket statement. Like you don't know what you're talking about, no, but I, no, at I the end of the day, that, we don't, I think surface level is a good way to put that because when I, the thing that made me so activated about that was that I wanted to do better. I just yeah. wanted to be a better police officer than what we were seeing. Like, I want to have positive interactions with the people and yep. not hem people up for dumb shit and use the discretion that you have to not go to people's cars if you don't need to go to people's cars and do shit like that. And that, like you said, isn't, isn't the true reality of being a police officer, especially yeah. in 2022, you know? That wasn't the reality of it in 2019 when we were having that discussion, and it especially isn't the reality of it in 2022 no. now. Um, Vastly it's different. completely different discussion. So, hmm. yeah. My coffee's cold. Uh, oh, I'm surprised. <laughs> where's your, your heat-em-up? Where's, where's the heat-em-ups? Oh, I, uh, I, it was acting up, so I, uh, I changed it out. I, got, I, I think it's now a candle warmer okay. in, in my wife's studio. Oh. Works. I just it wouldn't activate whenever when I, when I got my big mug and I put it on it. It was like a it's supposed to activate automatically, and it just kind of quit working one day. So I was like, ah, I don't know. and then she goes over there and puts a candle on it. It works perfect. I'm like, the well, big good. mug is probably too heavy, man. That might be. It's probably not used to such a fucking beast of a it's mug. It's a beast mug. That's probably the biggest mug I've ever mug. seen. It's because it's got large undulates on it. It has to be big. <laughs> That's right. Large undulates. Undulates is such a great word. It's my favorite. That's great. Oh, speaking of, I had a, I we're getting ready to wrap this segment up. Right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so we'll just go out on a light note. I was uh, having a conversation about large undulates earlier this week, probably with you, Chad. Um, we were talking about like moose, or and then I was Common listening to uh, topic. indeed undulates. <laughs> large undulates. Yes, large undulates are a very big topic in this household. <laughs> 
which is a weird <laughs> thing to think about. You guys are freaks. <laughs> You'll be there. Trust <laughs> yeah. me. By the end of the summer, you're going to be like, all right, um, so let's talk undulates. I'll play home. <laughs> you guys see those fucking undulates out there? Look at that tiny little undulate. I'm just not going to call them deer anymore. I'm just going to refer to everything categorically as an undulate. Yeah, it's just a really large undulate. If you don't know, then you can't be in this conversation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But that, I, I think I was listening to... Uh, no, it was a Joe Rogan thing. It was the Joe Rogan episode on uh, uh, Flagrant. Flagrant. Oh, uh, where they were see. talking about hunting. The sh- Dude, that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, some people just shouldn't smoke weed. <laughs> but uh, that's all I'm going to say about that episode. But they, yeah, he started going hard up about like moose and how moose are terrifying and really aggressive and yes. they will just stomp you to death yes. if they don't like the look of you. And that is basically a horse with giant, you know. 1990 satellite dishes from fucking direct tv as yeah. you know with sharp jagged edges on them and shit I think like joe that called them saloon doors saloon, saloon doors, doors on his head. yes <laughs> the saloon doors on yeah. his head yeah they're terrifying man you gotta have respect for those things i saw one earlier this week it was like a it was a picture not a video of a car that hit one but usually you hit a moose you basically knock the legs out from underneath that and the entire body and the right. antlers, everything comes smashing down and it's usually a deadly situation for the human. Right. And but this one, you saw it, the car was stopped, you could see like the the skid marks and stuff like that. And here's this moose ten feet in the air, upside down. Just legs up, flipping over. Must have hit it just right, must have hit it like a glance. I don't know how you get like a I don't know, what's up? What's a moose weigh? Like sixteen hundred pounds? That's the yeah. That's what they said in flavor. It was like fourteen to sixteen hundred pounds. Yeah, and it and then it's flying in car. the air, rolling. That's how much force you got to hit with that thing. That's crazy. So on that note, let's get out of here. Segment one. Let's yes. wrap it up. We'll put a bow on it. That's right, Zeke. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. That's right. Everyone who's here, don't go anywhere. This is how this works. We'll be back in three minutes for part two. We'll be talking about Roe v. Wade, the leaked draft opinion. All that stuff. It's going to be great. Work. Back in just a few minutes for part two. Thank you, everyone. Bye. The alpha brain mouth is just going. Just going. Oh, God. That sounds terrible. (laughs) Thank you. Welcome back, everyone, for part two. Salt of the Streets podcast. Thank you again for joining us. My name is Donovan. I'm Colin. (laughs) Sorry, I was distracted by the chat. You're good. We're happy to have you. We're very, very happy to have everyone here. Thank you all for joining us, especially those who are here from IRL. Whoop. Thank you again. I want to thank you all for like a fifth time for joining us. And tell you again, you are youtube.com slash salt of the streets. I want to make sure to ask you to like, subscribe, and of course, share with your friends. If you're here and you like what you're hearing today, it's going to be a great conversation coming up. We also have our Instagram, our Facebook, the Patreon, um, at all at salt of the streets. We also have salt of streets.com where you can find all this information, including our own private or personal social media. I'm at salt of the street on Twitter and at alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. And Colin is at big word off on both of those things. Go to the Patreon as well. Sign up there. So you can get some of our writing. The newsletters come out at the last day of the month. $5 will get you the newsletter and every one that we have written before this. Uh-huh. Um, I like the newsletter, bro. The newsletter's fire. The newsletter's fire. We're going to talk about that a little, a little bit in the next segment because I wrote mine about Uvalde shooting and 2A rights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a lot of writing about guns yes, on the show yeah, here. A lot of writing and and, and the, about the guns. rights there, too. Yeah, exactly. Let's put that way. Um, again, Swell Blended haircut. I got my haircut yesterday by Swell Blended. So if you like this haircut, it's beautiful. It's fantastic. If you're in the local area, go to Swell Blended. Get your haircut. SwellBlended.com. We also have location skate shop downtown Bremerton for skateboards obviously lexi kyle on twitch colin's wife if you want to watch some video games and leggings and aprons on instagram for cakes yeah um 
I think you should tell the people what you plan on doing for your your hairstyle in the <laughs> yeah, future. So, uh, yeah, I don't think that I've talked about it on the show. So the plan is is I told my barber. Say, this I is want, the first time I've heard of it today. So which I, I like, can't <laughs> believe because I can't believe I had not told you. Yeah, we um, just started working together again. So yeah, yeah, it's to be expected. Um, I told my barber, Paul Swablended, that I want a modernized, revolutionary haircut. I was watching a lot of revolutionary era TV shows and stuff like that. So it's going to be. I'm not going to have curls on the sides. Right, nothing like that. Yeah, that's a good example, though. I think of just long, and it's going to be pulled back. Yes, that's a great example. So pulled like back, that. yeah, into into a nice low pony like that. And when I get classy, maybe tied up in just like I said, maybe two or three ribbons or two or three little braids, and then like one braid, two or three twists is what I mean. And, and when then you feel fancy, you'll do a nice pullback. Yep, like and then that. a little ribbon at the bottom, a little ribbon at the bottom when it gets Love real it. fucking classy. I think Boom. in in that the one next to that picture he might have a ribbon in his hair. No, it's just a, just a ponytail. But oh, yeah. so I'm saying nice low pony, little little braid in there. With I'm America, yeah, I'm fucking here for it. So, <laughs> I love it. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, huge fan. It's gonna get hot. It's gonna get real hot. Uh, yeah, it is. It's gonna be a hot boy <laughs> summer, but I think it'll be worth it at the end, and it'll be about probably about winter time. By the time I'm there, yeah, you can do the low pretty... chop too, like the mid chop. Uh, yeah, we'll see what's up. I like to have a little bit of sideburn, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't. I we were watching Supermarket Sweep. You you never seen that show before, Chad? Supermarket Sweep. You know what I'm talking about? The fuck is wrong with you guys? We don't watch garbage sweep. TV. <laughs> oh, fuck Hey-o! you! Oh fuck you! <laughs> Supermarket Sweep. At least one person in this chat is going to know what I'm talking about. Is a That's '90s right. television show that is based around a supermarket. Yeah, and so they ask you a bunch of random questions. Um, that are obviously all grocery themed and stuff, you know, little puzzles and things. And then you have to like run through the grocery store and find certain items. And there's a sweet portion where it's, it's three teams of two. And one person from each team has to run through the store and fill up their cart and try and rack up the highest bill possible in the store. And then whichever team wins that sweep portion. It sounds so um, familiar. Like I feel like I've seen this before. You have seen it before. You have to have seen it. It's such an iconic 90s show. You have to have seen it. And... Super yeah, they're in the sweaters, sweet. the neon sweaters. It's it's absolutely fantastic. Um, okay, no, I have not seen this. Yeah, that guy hosted Let's Make a Deal. Um, yes, so that's the sweet portion, right? They're filling up their carts with as much stuff <laughs> as they can to try and rack up the highest bill. And then whoever, whatever team gets the highest bill. Oh, so they brought it back at some oh, point. Oh, that's, uh, that's What's-Her-Face. Um, yeah, Supermarket Sweep. Cruises back to ABC what's for the, season what's that two. That doesn't matter. That's the that's the woman that Milo Yiannopoulos made fun of. Oh uh, yeah, um, <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. I can't remember her name. It doesn't matter. I remember what he called her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna talk about that. That's, nope. We're doing good. We're not gonna cancel today, Colin. We're doing good. No. Hey, Milo's interning for MTG, bro. Anything can happen. That's right. I, I, that's crazy. It's, I heard it's a and gimmicky thing. thing yeah it absolutely is but yeah i'm here for it. i think it's <laughs> right so but anyways you were watching supermarket suite um what about what i don't remember why we were talking about this and we were just going on let's drink some beers so, let's do it so yeah i have uh, i already opened it because i'm an asshole this is the uh we'll call it the ash cloud amber you picked a bunch of random beers yeah from, from total wine it's a good time so let's see we'll get myself yeah. a, little a little higher a little higher you gotta awkwardly get high Right here, right yeah, there you go. That's a good pour. Look at that, that's healthy. Way better than my pours on the show. There we go. Hot dog. And that's just a luxurious little foam head right there. That's good. Get the fucking perfect pour on the podcast. The nice 
That's a nice color, too. A little salt to the streets. Yeah, laser edge. There you go. That's nice. That's right. Smell good? Yeah. Nice. It's pretty mild, you know? Ooh, that was loud. Dip on the that nose. was a lot louder than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> a little schnoz dip? Yeah, it's, it's a problem. And then I got this cool red cap Irish red ale, which will be Irish style. I don't know what an Irish style red ale is, but we're going to attempt to do this. And conveniently, I'm always over the keyboard. That's good, though. Yeah. Boom, boom, that was solid. Boom. Way faster than mine, too. Ooh, that's dark. That is dark, man. That is a dark red. Yeah. It's much more kind of a brownish yeah. red than a reddish brown. Oh. Here, let's uh, there you go. boop, boop. Yeah, dude, that's like yeah, crazy. And yes, Will Wallace, I'm getting those, I'm getting those light up coasters because that'll be legit. You'll be that's able to right. get a nice color here. Well, cheers. Cheers, bud. Welcome back. Welcome back to okay. part two of four, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, why in the fuck are you talking <sighs> about supermarket sweep? Yeah, I don't know. Who knows, man? Oh, well, it's probably just we just want some light, witty banter before we get into the soul crushing morosity of the state of the world. Oh god, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> part two, right? Part two, we are going to be discussing the oh, that's good leaked draft decision, draft opinion yes. from the Supreme Court, right? So we're not lawyers so we're not going to dig too deep into the weeds on roe v wade because we all we can really do is say whether we thought that it was decided correctly you yeah. know um so we'll talk about it a little bit and talk about how it was decided because there's a lot of confusion on that as there always is people don't actually know what they're talking about a lot of the time yeah. so well, I, thought, I thought it just means that like all abortions are good immediately yeah. it means that they're immediately that. banned as soon as it's done actually yeah. now that even just the draft opinion happened it's they're all they're, it's all illegal right now so no they're oh, not geez. at all so on the 2nd of may um late in the evening i believe it was politico that originally reported that a draft opinion from the supreme court from justice samuel alito had been leaked in regards to roe v wade this draft opinion was legitimized the following day was confirmed to be real the following day and it seems to indicate if if you believe this to be the draft of the final opinion, it would indicate that their intent, the Supreme Court intends to overturn Roe v. Wade. That would also overturn Planned Parenthood versus Casey and kind of reset the precedent for abortion in America. Yep. That assumes a lot of things, right? So we yeah. have to take the first kind of break right here and go over that. This is a draft opinion. Yeah, so, and I just showed it, and at the very yes. top of the header, it says first draft. Right. Now, sometimes first draft can essentially be the end result i mean they might could end be up with that draft of the final exactly or we don't know it could mean as is very common this could be samuel alito's first draft opinion that he was circulating around to convince the other justices of what his opinion was so that they understood his argument to try and get him on his team mm -hmm. it could also be anywhere throughout that process it could be his first one the first one the first draft of the final it could be any of those things we don't have any way to know at all nope right so which is why they're not leaked right right and we will definitely no no, no. We'll, <laughs> we'll definitely get into that um yeah so it, it could it, it it is a draft mm -hmm. and it like I said it could be any number of drafts along the way so that also means because the draft also again it means that it's not the final decision it's not yeah. the final opinion so nothing is decided within this this is just no. a piece of paper it's almost a, just a note that's being passed from justice to justice from clerk to clerk mm -hmm. so people can understand what they're thinking are right yep 
excuse me, especially at this point without any more information. That's really all that you can assume that it is. It's just a note being passed around to, so that people can have a better understanding of Samuel Alito's, Justice Samuel Alito's mindset going into this case, right? Yep. Um, so, let's see, yeah, it was the next day that they confirmed that it was real. Sorry, I'm going to turn my... Yeah, because uh, what do you call the Roberts, Justice Roberts, that... that John Roberts. Yeah, the John Roberts. What's his title? The um, Chief Justice. Chief Justice. Yeah, he did confirm that that following yeah, the day. Following that it was day, he authentic. also also initiated an investigation into the leaking of the document itself, right? Uh, when this was leaked was the 2nd of May, so at that time we still had some time that we were waiting for the decisions. Now that it's June, we are going to start seeing the decisions for this term of the court begin to be released. Mm -hmm. So we will obviously soon find out whether or not this is the, the first draft of the final opinion or whether or not it's just one that was being circulated. We will be able to see how who wrote the final opinion, um, how much of this language was translated into that opinion and everything of the nature and everything of that nature. So no one knows exactly when they get released. It's just throughout the month of June. It's yeah. just kind of when it ends, they release them as the decisions are finalized and everyone signs them. And it's not usually all at one time. It's kind of over a little bit of time over a few weeks or so. Yeah. So yeah, we're prime time at this point. I mean, it could be any day now it could yes. possibly, you know, with, with all the, the issues that have propped up around this, I mean, it could be, maybe even earlier into July, just depending on how things go. We never really know, but we're prime time, yeah. anytime. And the last big thing I think, basic thing to clear up is that even if this was the final decision, the first draft of the final decision, and it were to be handed down this way, abortion would not immediately become illegal across the United States. That's no. not how this would happen. It would be turned over to other outside of the states that have trigger laws on the books because there are laws that have are states that have laws on the books that if Roe is overturned, then abortion becomes illegal in their state. Yeah. That is something that exists. But outside of those states with those laws, abortion would not become, and even, even that it wouldn't become illegal across the United States, just in those states with those laws. Yeah. It would then be left up to the states to decide within their own jurisdictions how they were going to handle things, which is already to a certain extent how it is now. Yeah. And we can start to get into kind of some of that other stuff. So... Um, Let's talk about the leak itself, right? Yeah, let's, I let's, feel like that's the best yeah, place to start. Yeah, let's start here because there was a lot of language, especially right after this happened, that, well, the leak doesn't even matter. And to discuss the leak is just a distraction from the real discussion of Roe v. Wade. And really, the main point is abortion rights. Abortion, abortion, abortion. The leak doesn't matter. So, so let's stop there. Yeah. The Supreme Court in itself, there is a tradition, to say the least, mm -hmm. of secrecy within the body itself and that it's designed that way and done that way for so long to bolster the autonomy that it has from the other two branches to keep it completely separate right yeah. we've discussed many times before they don't have an enforcement branch there is no police force for the supreme court there is no anything the mm. only thing that gives the supreme court its legitimacy is all of us believing and choosing to do what they say yeah that's the only thing that keeps it there so they have to for their own best interest, and if you, as an individual, want the country to stay as a whole for your best interest as well, they have to keep themselves separate. They have to stay autonomous from everybody else to appear to be completely separate, to appear to be uninfluenced, to be unchanged, unwavered at all by mm -hmm. outside opinion, governmental opinion, by anybody's opinion other than their own. Even their own personal opinions yes. they need to be unswayed by. Yep. That is why this tradition exists. Yes. So it's... and. 
the way I don't want to like I don't want to use that word secretive. Um, there, I don't necessarily know if I would classify it as secretive. Okay, I would call it more of an opaque process um, because it's all open within the court itself. And I definitely didn't all mean that, but anything inherently negative. But yeah. I, I, I appreciate that because I, secret, especially speaking in a governmental context, does it's a weird context. It has an though. undertone <laughs> of negativity. I don't so, think anybody no, misunderstood, no. but it's no, 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 and that's I appreciate. Mm-hmm. It. It's just to keep it transparent, and objective. Mm-hmm. That it's there isn't any in negative intention in no. that opaqueness in yeah. that secrecy it is again to keep them sovereign to keep yes. them autonomous from the other two branches yeah the the separation of powers is not just fancy exactly. words on a paper it the sanctity of the court needs to be completely separate from the rest of the two branches especially now that the other two branches have essentially merged into one right for the most part right you know the sanctity of the court was damn near the only thing the republic had left and with the i mean you said it before there was a lot of people that are saying you know the leak it, that's not the story. The leak doesn't really matter. What matters is what's coming out of there and blah, blah, blah. And you had elected representatives getting on national television and saying that the leak is just a distraction. Yes. When the conversation about the leak and the import of it is just a distraction on the substance of whatever is in this draft opinion. If there is a way to go back and hit a button and erase the memory of everybody that saw that opinion, that would be the best situation here. Because yes. now... Public, public interest. It's it's like guns, right? Uh, or ghost guns, if you. We've talked about it a lot in the last episode. You can't uninvent something. You can't once the draft once the draft opinion went out. You can't take it back. People know now. Society knows, and obviously we'll talk more about it. But all the justices are very aware that the public knows, and so there is there is sway now over their final decision. Right. You can't get around that. You can't put that back into the box at this point. And it's a very, very dangerous precedent now that it's just been and it's been pushed by our elected representatives that it's okay for this to happen because the Supreme Court needs to know what the public's opinion on it is so that they can so that they can be swayed to make the right decision, if you will. And all that does is pull every last bit of legitimacy from the court right away. Right. And it is it has become a just another political apparatus at this point i mean we've argued that beforehand when you talk about liberal and conservative judges it's just another political thing but now 100 percent it's 100 percent. and it says something about their long-term intentions because like i said if if your goal as an individual or even as a party Hmm. is if your long-term goal is the maintenance of our nation the maintenance of the republic for us to continue on then this is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. If that's what your goal is, is for us to all stay cohesive, then this is a bad thing. And if you're not against it, then that says something about what your intentions are, what yeah. your goals are. That you don't care about this. Well, I don't care. I don't care whether they have legitimacy because in the end of the day, you know, we we that turned into arguments of expanding the court, overdoing the filibuster, all these things, and saying that claiming that the court is legislating via opinion. Yeah. Right? That these other... It's... Which is, it's something that they've been trying to do for a very long time is essentially legislate through the court anyways, because the Congress can't get past certain roadblocks or whatever. So they, they put so many extra things on the court's table so that they can essentially walk away. And if they don't get the result they want, they can be angry at it. And there's no real legislative way around that unless they actually change the law that or amended the constitution so that the, the decision can be overturned. Because now it is constitutional because you amended it. Or 
there's things you could do to to get there, but you don't because you really, as a as a political party, as as a party holding power in some court of some form, you want there to be a bad guy that you can point to that essentially you can't do anything about. And because it's great for re-elections, it's good to get the base riled up, to get voters out, to do all this stuff, and it's a good way to get out there and pl- proselytize the messages that you want to proselytize. And there's no consequences because right. oh, it's 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 up to the courts, man. The courts let us down. The uh, you know all the Trump justices, blah blah blah. And we've heard, I should I didn't I didn't I should have come up with a list to to have, but we've seen that in the last few years from Democratic legislators, and I'm sure conservatives as well talking about how supreme court decisions haven't gone as far as they think they could have you yeah know, well they haven't they didn't decide as far as they could have they didn't go as far as they could have or or turning down certain decisions that they should have taken up and saying well, this doesn't need our our eyes it should mm-hmm. be handled in a lower court there's been a lot of language of that why aren't they handling this why aren't they handling this because no. they're telling you as legislators that it is not it's your job it is incumbent upon you to solve this issue and not them yep. and they don't as you said they don't then take the legislators don't then take them back upon themselves they just complain about the supreme court yeah. that they aren't doing their job political liability yes. that's the word the term i was looking for that's yes. they they get rid of their political liability at 100%. that point and that's and it's just a football it's a political football yeah. um, just to be passed back and forth and mm-hmm. they don't care because you said it's out of their hands no one's name is on it at that point it's yeah. just a, it's just a an argument of who's fault do you think it is do you yeah. think this is a legislative issue or do you think it's really a judicial issue is this a a civil rights issue or is this something as simple that legislators can handle you know yeah, yeah. so and i think this is increasingly concerning because in that time where the legislators are scrutinizing the court we've seen that translate through the last confirmation hearings that i've seen in the rhetoric right where you're talking about whether or not a justice is a conservative or liberal, conservative or liberal, it's, that's it isn't even possible to assume at this point that they might be objective. It's just now, are we putting up someone conservative or liberal? Yeah. And we've talked about that when we went over those last confirmation hearings, that when you approach it with that view, it removes the objectivity that is supposed to be inherent in a Supreme Court, just a prospective Supreme Court justice, yeah. right? And it increases that scrutiny and the questioning suspicion um perceived illegitimacy of the court by the citizenry when your elected officials are saying that to you yeah you know this person oh they're conservative you can't even straight off the bat they're conservative yeah. we saw so that it's a five to six balance on yes. the conservative side and we saw that reappear in these discussions when and i don't have a particular lawmaker but I've, i'm sure that we could find it when they're saying that we need to stop doing the confirmation hearings because it's obvious that the justices are being deceptive. It's obvious that they're lying, right? When again, we've gone over every time in the confirmation hearings, if you ask someone in a confirmation hearing how they're going to rule on a case, they cannot tell you that. And if they do tell you that, they shouldn't be a Supreme Court justice. Yeah. And now we're turning that as legislators and twisting it and twisting it and twisting it to because they wouldn't tell us. And then they ruled in a way that we said that they would, they're lying. Yep. They're lying because they're ruling how we said they would and they said that they wouldn't. Now they're liars. So we can't even trust they're being honest in the confirmation process. It doesn't work. We need to expand the court. We need to do away with the filibuster and we need to move on. I'm serious. Yep. Like that's that's how quickly it turned within oh, days so to quick. expand the court, remove the filibuster, 
Um, we need, and then we need to vote on Roe immediately. Mm-hmm. All of this, we need to completely change the process of confirmations because it's not working. Oversight is not working at all. That's insanity. They are contriving this scenario through their rhetoric, to which the public at large cannot trust the Supreme Court. They have mm-hmm. no reason to at this point. Yeah, yeah. When they when they've become so delegitimized. And, and it's not even necessarily through their own doings. It's no. through the, the legislature has made them an illegitimate body by convincing the public that they are, you know, they are, bye, baby, have a great time at the gym. Um, like you just said, like you, you're influencing the court at that point. You're, yes. you're making it a political mechanism. And once... Once you convince the public that that all these judges lie and they're not telling us how they're going to vote and do all this stuff, then and then people get upset about that because they don't understand how the system's supposed to work. Then boom, in the eyes of the public, they're totally delegitimized. They're just another political apparatus, and the sanctity of the court it just doesn't exist anymore. Which you know I say it all the time, but you know my little my favorite saying of the republic is dead. If there was one thing that really put the final nail in the coffin. This it was it, it. This was it. Yeah. The minute that that draft, the leak draft opinion came out, and there wasn't immediate and complete outrage to the fact it was leaked. Doesn't matter what it was on. It could have been on some arbitrary tort law bullshit. Doesn't right. matter. Then at that point, the third branch government has now officially merged, essentially, with the omnibus piece of democratic yeah you know governance that we have now i mean this is this is democracy this is democracy that's what the fuck democracy is yeah there's no separation of powers anymore you have the executive branch that just makes things happen you have the legislative branch that works lockstep with the executive branch to make things happen and now you have influence over the court and and not to mention you know i'm sure we'll talk about it a little later on but like pushing the idea that you should be protesting outside of a a Supreme Court justice's house. Right. So we'll pause here before we get there, right? Because you were talking about influence in the court. And I think that's really important mm. because now we should talk about what the arguments we've heard for why this was leaked, right? Yeah. We still don't know. The investigation is still being done. The fingers are being pointed immediately as to, oh, the... And the fingers are being pointed to lay out the different intentions, right? I heard, we've both heard that it was um, clerks from any number of different justices, yeah. right? And Left first, and right. Right. And at first, and again, that feeds into the different arguments of, you hmm. say it was a clerk for Justice Sotomayor who leaked it so that the conservative justices would have to try and change their opinion because they would see the backlash. Yeah. And then if you've heard that it was from a conservative justice, oh, well, they were doing it to try and force the conservatives to not change their mind, to double down on their opinion, to make sure that it, they still stuck with this. Yeah. No one knows, right? Absolutely no one knows to this day who leaked it yeah until yep. like i said until the investigation is done but there's assumptions either way mm-hmm. you know yeah so there's assumptions that are again postulations that it was to bolster the opinion in either direction um there are there are federal laws against them protesting outside or fail justice at home Absolutely, yes there are right? so let's talk about this now because again as soon as that and it will kind of lead us into some of the topics a little bit later we'll talk into mm-hmm. the the kavanaugh attempted kavanaugh shooter in part four that's kind of a grab bag topic um yeah, because there have and we have seen actual real life consequences at this point for this type of rhetoric, because not only 
And we'll just start here. We started to see protest outside of the home of Supreme Court justices, of any number of Supreme Court justices, particularly conservative justices. Uh, how could you do this? Uh, you know, people out there with coat hangers and all kinds of crazy shit, signs and, uh, you know, you're a piece of shit, you're a liar, you're a fucking ripper, all, all, all kinds of things outside of their homes. And when the White House and the press secretary are asked about it, they're like, hey, you know, uh, obviously we don't think that that's right, but people protesting peacefully is fine and we support the right to protest peacefully yeah it was one of the last things jen Psaki did was yep. get there and legitimately say that peacefully protesting outside of the supreme court house supreme court justice's house is the way it's supposed to be done that's how you as long as it's it. peaceful don't worry do the fact that you're going to terrify the 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 family of the justice you're definitely influencing their decision at this point 100%. because you've just ter i mean they're under threat at that point that i don't know the proper terminology for that but you're co coercing them or i, I don't know they're under threat you're intimidating, intimidating. for sure yeah 100 percent. how do you not think that a decision is going to be swayed one way or another if all of a sudden you got protesters outside your house yeah it's it's 100 percent and and the white house is backing it up White House is backing it up, and we saw even more intense rhetoric from, you have a Chuck Schumer video there, Lori Lightfoot, who had a legitimate oh. call to arms, said, yep. this is a call to arms, my brethren, they are coming for us, telling telling the LGBTQAI plus whatever community, they're coming for us, yep. they're starting with abortion, and they're coming for us, this is a call to arms actually saying that, she really actually said, that's not, that's not me, uh, you're not paraphrasing. No, I'm not paraphrasing. I'm not exaggerating her statements. That is actually what she said. And then we have Chuck Schumer here. Let's play this little this video. Was, and this was right. actually context. This was two years ago. Jesus Christ. Um, that he did this. So I got to unmute the site. Yep. Boom, boom, boom. And I got the audio set up, bro. There this it is. This should work. There it is. Switch it up. And okay. oh yeah, magic buttons make it jump too. And they're taking away fundamental rights. I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. What the actual fuck? You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. And, and we've only seen the country at large get crazier and crazier in the last two years. Yep. That's terrifying, man. I mean, and that's that's two years ago, man. Like you said, we've only things have only gotten more powder keggy, if you will, over the last two years. And videos like that resurfacing where you can tell why the temperature in the country is so much higher now. It's because that rhetoric has been going on since, I mean, it's been more than two years now. I mean, this is all the way through the Trump administration. The rhetoric really right. heated up. You could argue that during Obama's, especially the last term, things really started to kind of kick up and you know, get pretty nasty, but they were nowhere near. I mean, these are exponentially lower problems, I guess. I don't know how I'd want to phrase, it, but yeah, it was an exponentially lower temperature then than it is, than it got to during the Trump administration. And then even more so today. I mean, it's terrifying, man. This is, I mean, I, I used powder keg earlier. I mean, this is a powder keg just waiting to go pop. And I don't right. want to just, I don't want to, you know, give Tim Cast too much love necessarily because we talk about him a lot here. But, you know, he said, you know, over a year ago that if there's going to be something that kicks off the boog, the great luau, it would be something like abortion and Roe v. Wade getting struck down 
And when you look at the rhetoric being put out there now and the groundwork being laid, you can easily see it happening. It, once the final decision comes out for that, and if it, if they're overruling Roe, things could get pretty crazy for a while. It might be another, especially because it's the summertime now. It's not going to be wet and cold and nasty, which always kind of subdues a lot of protests. But early summertime, late spring, this is prime time protest time. Summer and there's going, to be, there's going to be another summer of love yeah. with lots of fiery but peaceful protests. I, I can foresee it now. And that, I don't. I do not know how you turn the temperature down anymore. I don't, especially when you're talking about the sanctity of the court. The one, the one last branch of government that's supposed to be independent. I don't know how you do that. Another summer of love. That's yeah. right. So yeah, it's uh, it's not good. I'm gonna see if I can find. I thought I had Lori Lightfoot's little convo the other day. <clears throat> yeah, look, there's Benjamin Boyce. There he is. Oh, this video was great. <laughs> Somebody put this up. It also has to do with the uh, kind of the Kavanaugh hearings and stuff like this. Somebody was talking about the gen footage from January 6th is just harrowing. It's people slamming on the doors of that of Congress trying to get in. And then he goes, oh, actually, wait, that was during Kavanaugh's confirmation hearing. <laughs> Whoops. That's funny. It's, She's it's, trying to peel the doors open. Yeah. I, I saw that video come up and I was like, wait a minute. That's not Jan 6 people. Those, really those people are, they got way too much soy in their system to be Jan 6ers. Yeah. Yeah, so we it's not good. No. Um, so we could talk a little bit more some some of the effects. The law itself. Um, again, we tr mm -hmm. part of the reason we tried to have two guests on today uh, was we we're going to have two women on. I'm not going to name them or anything because I don't want to call them out or embarrass them. It's not whatever. That will make more sense when I talk about it a little bit later. I have some more stronger words and things like that. Wait. Um, tried to have them on to have just a deeper discussion about abortion. Right. Mm -hmm. We've talked about abortion a bunch of times in the show. Yeah. And. It is generally an exploratory conversation. Yeah. Um, I, I was thinking about this earlier. And I was thinking about it earlier this week, actually, when I was thinking about my family. Mm -hmm. And maybe think about the way that, like, abortion is kind of presented and stuff like that. The first time that I remember bringing up abortion, I don't remember how old I was, maybe in, like, a fourth grade or something like that. And Damn, hitting uh, early. Here, there had to be something in the news that was popular mm -hmm. um, that I had brought up. And I had said something to my mom, asked about abortion, and she was like, well, what do you think about that? And I said, I think that I'm pro-life. And she said, you think that if a woman is raped and she gets pregnant, she should have to keep it? And it's then, not a fair statement. And that's the first thing that she said to me was yeah. that. And I then, as 10 years old, was like, oh, well, fuck your shit. I guess I'm pro-choice, you know? So that is often how it is presented, which I think is not its not a helpful way for the entire argument to be presented, right? So we've talked mm -hmm. about this a lot of times. Um, and we continue... I don't, I don't want to speak for you, right? I continue mm -hmm. to find myself in a difficult position of... Um, believing very very deeply in individual autonomy and bodily autonomy and people's choices to do whatever they want because i think that that's incumbent upon you and wondering at what point we as a society decide that the life growing inside of you is a baby and now has that exact same right to bodily autonomy and deserves to have the right to live to try mm -hmm. and do whatever it's going to do with its life i don't I don't know, you know, and 
the real struggle that I come into is because the only logically consistent point that I feel like I can come to is like at the point of conception. And that's not based on religion or any of that type of shit. It's really like a scientific thing of what yeah. we're talking about. Crowder and all those people have uh, the alien argument didn't necessarily convince me of like, oh, well, if we found a single celled organism on another planet, you know, then we would call it life. And I certainly, but that didn't necessarily convince me. Um, but you know, at the point of conception is when an individual set and code of DNA is created and genetics for an individual human being exist at that point, even if you don't have a, like a, a baby, you know, quote yeah. unquote, at that point. But that's when there's individual DNA, individual genetic, genetics at that point. So mm -hmm. logically, that feels like the only consistent point for me yeah you know like there's a chemical change of event that begins to occur where if if left in the optimal situation because obviously there's complications all the hell but if it's left in the most optimal situation it will grow and continue to form into a human and i don't because it's not from a religious standpoint i don't have anything inherently against like plan b and stuff like that that you take the next day that just stops this potential life from yeah. implanting within your uterine wall and growing into a full fetus right yeah. i don't i don't have an inherent issue with that because i don't have like that base anything is a life and any you know i just don't like it's not a, a religious thing for me so i don't mm -hmm. have that um so i don't know you know i that's and that's why i wanted to have more people more women here in particular to try and expand this discussion because yeah. i i i don't I don't know, and it's, I don't like the idea of government involvement really at any level in, in people's decision to do what they want with you know, their body. You feel like um, it should probably be down on the smallest level possible, the smallest threshold. You know, you, you should handle it at the lowest level possible. That yeah. should be in – and we'll, we'll just say this. Like I, the Every time we talk about abortion, it's always nice to have the female perspective because it is going to be a completely different perspective yes. than ours because we only have a, a certain – you know, angle to that involvement. You know, we're not the one carrying things to term and, you know, it's not inside of our body and all this stuff, but it does take two to tango, yes. generally speaking. And so when people make the argument that like, you know, unless you're a woman, you don't have a, an opinion on abortion. I would say, well, kind of fuck you because what if I'm the father of the child? And I, I do have fucking say, oh, yeah. you know, somewhat, I don't know, you know, it's not overbearing, obviously, but I have some input that is, that I am, I have earned that Certainly input. Should, you yeah. know what I mean? But I too am very, I don't like the idea of any authority telling women what they need to do with it or a couple what they need to do with it, um, or what they can and can't do when it comes to an abortion. I, I'm very much against it myself, just on a personal level. I'm not, you know, if I was in that situation, I would not advocate for that within my own relationships. Um, but again, I mean, every circumstance is different and I don't think this is a problem you can legislate away. There's no right answer that's going to fit everybody's situation. So right. it shouldn't be everyone's, it shouldn't be everybody's problem to solve. Right. It's only one to two people's problem to solve. And I think if you were to fall back on that thinking, I don't, I don't see how you, you lose in that situation because you're giving the it's not the individual, but it is two individuals. It's the smallest level you can do it. And yes, I if have. If they're both involved. If they're both involved. Yes. Yeah. 
So let me ask you this, right? And I don't necessarily, it's, it's a conversational question. I necessarily yeah. expect you to answer it, right? Because we've also talked so many times, and we're going to talk more later, about you can't legislate morality, yeah. right? And a lot of this, especially even if you are religious, a lot of it is a moral argument that to, to have an abortion is immoral because you're yeah. killing a life. You're taking yeah. a life. You're killing a baby. It's immoral. It's not right. So you can't legislate morality. We've discussed that dozens of times. So, uh, Using that as the base, right, that you cannot legislate morality, there isn't, you, we, murder is illegal, people still murder people. There's nothing you can do about it, right? Is the answer then to make no limitation and hope and expect that societal pressure will curb? Because we, we've seen, there are states now, and I have a, like a little diagram here that we can go over. Um, there are states now that don't have any limitations at all on abortion yeah. you know that I, I talked to jake about this three days before reason was born she was born three weeks early so jordan was 37 weeks and i was out shooting with jake and i was talking to him and he did not know this at the time and i said to him do you know that jordan could go to oregon right now and have an abortion this was the day after the baby shower so Oof. she's that pregnant i said yeah. do you know that jordan could go to oregon right now and have an abortion and no one would stop her and he said, what? He said, and that's not the only state in this country in which you can do that. He yeah. said, and I'm not, that, that is fucked up. He said, that, that's a baby. There's no doubt. Mm -hmm. When you, you put your hand on Jordan's stomach and you feel reason kick before she was born, there's no doubt that that's a baby. He said, and we're, we're going to act like that's okay, that that's not morally questionable, you know, regardless of whether you're religious or not. We're not going to act like that's morally questionable yeah. for them to, to kill a baby that's that could be born three days after that and be perfectly healthy now because mm -hmm. she's you know over a month old now so and she's so adorable so see Deborah said no you can't legislate morality but it's a god issue do you believe in god is who he says he is and if you do how can you destroy the life that he has ordained certainly and i we've we've talked a lot of times on this show about making sure that the pro quote unquote pro life argument is not boiled down to oh you're just a religious zealot you just want to control people's bodies yeah. right because I understand even if it isn't my mindset and my opinion I understand that especially if you are religious that if that's where you're coming from that's your take is that this is a life We're be mm -hmm. from beginning to end this is a life that God has created and you are destroying that life yeah. and that is a one thousand percent valid opinion and 1000% valid argument mm -hmm. that is delegitimized to no end by the left by by the pro-choice crowd uh for you just like i said you just want to control people's bodies you just don't want women to have choice this is a woman now deborah mueller who's telling us this is a god issue this is not a moral issue this is a god issue right so this is obviously a very valid opinion 100%. Um, and i don't i don't know you know um it's it's one of those things where it's so moral morally reprehensible um and constitutionally reprehensible in, in my personal opinion because the minute that there's a possible life it's an american life who has rights and you there's some there's some weird gray area there where you know people argue one way or the other about when does that person when does that thing get personhood because when is it once in sold, right? That's when they were on Tim Cast. That's what they're talking about. I don't remember who it was. Um, it was one of the Daily Wire guys. They had Jeremy Boring and somebody else on there, and they were talking about the question is not scientifically. It's not even a question of when is it a life at this point because yeah. we've settled at conception. It, it's a it, that's a life. You yeah. know, like I said, the DNA is there. That's a life by pretty much 
all means standard. that's a life, right? Yeah. The question now is when does that life have a soul? When is it ensouled? And if we're if you listen to someone like uh what is what Libby 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 Emmons. Libby Emmons, right? Last night she was just talking about talking to many people who are on the left and growing up with people who are on the left and them not having a concept really of what a soul was that it was just a life you know that they didn't oh, have yeah. a concept of there being two different beings of your body and your soul it was just that you're a person if you don't even conceptualize those are two different things then it's it's not even about that it's just mm -hmm. about a life and it's so much easier and it's not i don't think it's correct but i can understand now how you get to the point of well until it's born it's not a life if you don't even conceptualize a soul as different than the the life flowing through you if you don't conceptualize those as two different things then then you aren't a person until you're born but that's a distorted perception i think of what a person is even from a mm -hmm. non-religious standpoint i yeah. you you definitely have a soul there's definitely something in you outside of just the electricity in your brain you know, in your body that's making your brain, your body operate. There's yeah. definitely something more than that. And I don't know, I can't turn that into a definitive thing, but uh -huh. there, there's, in my opinion, there's definitely something there. There's definitely a soul there. Have, so I don't know if, I, I can't, I can't necessarily go that far because I, I can't conceptualize what that is. Um, I guess I can conceptualize it. I can't rationalize it. It's a weird deal for me to try to to try to, to figure out what a soul is and whether it's a uh, you know tangible thing. But I will. Let me ask you this. I don't know if we've ever talked about this. You ever seen anybody die? I have never seen anyone die. No. Okay. Because I can tell you right now that there is. I've seen it multiple times. Like at at the point where it's over. And there is I've seen animals something a person. There's something that, and it's different when it's animals, because I've seen the same thing, right? But there is something different before and after. Certainly. You know, whether they're in a coma and they're just, you know, they're eventually, essentially a vegetable or something like that. The minute they die, you see something different. You can, and I don't know if I could, I can't contextualize that and call it a soul myself, but there is something else going on. Right. That, that body is no longer... Now it's just a thing. It's not. A, it's no longer a person anymore. Something is gone, and it's weird that when you see that, you notice it. It's very, very noticeable. And I don't know if that's an instinctual biological deal. If it's a, you know, maybe it's a religious thing. I'm, I mean, I wish I was a religious man, but I, not. Um, and it's it's hard for me to to call it a soul. But I will say that there is, there's something that happens when a body dies. You can see it, and it is. It's, it's not disturbing, but it's it shakes you at your core when you see it, no matter how many times you you see it. And I think that that's how I, that's how I would describe it as well. Even not having seen that, right? If you yes, even just there is. I watched Definitely. my younger brother die. Yeah, so there is so something. Even even if you didn't watch it, right? If you know someone intimately and then you see them like at their funeral at an open casket, mm. there's there's something. There's that's not the same thing yeah. outside of that. Oh, that's just a body. That's it's a completely separate thing. You know, there is not something has gone there. And even though no. the same deal, I, I can't, I can't describe that into a tangible asset, but yeah, but that's how I would describe it. That's yeah. even though from a religious, I would still yeah. describe it that way. That yeah. that's, that just happened. That person's soul is no longer in their body. Even yeah. 
I don't have a religious point for that. I wouldn't say anything other than that. That that's your soul, man. And I don't know if it's your galactic energy or your whatever. You know, your every, feetins, everyone bro. has a different thing. You know, even yeah. like Jordan's not religious, but she like you know believes that everyone is energy. And so when you die into plants and all that, I I don't know. You know, and so I would never because I also couldn't tell anybody that they're right or wrong. I would never tell Deborah that she's right or wrong or Jordan that she's right or wrong because no one actually knows. Mm-hmm. And that's why I would never try and put it into anything more than that because to mm-hmm. me it doesn't matter you know you can call it whatever you want we're all he, me you deborah and jordan are all agreeing that something is happening there and calling it something different yeah doesn't matter what we call it man we all are acknowledging that something is there and if if you not you but you as a person as a leftist as an example can't mm-hmm. conceptualize that difference even to the base that you and i are of something is different yeah if you can't conceptualize that then it's just a just a, a clump of cells. It's just a just a yeah. thing that you're just getting rid of. It's a whatever a parasite. You know that like I've heard oh that. God, I've yeah. even heard that before. That's so, so disgusting. All I've ever known is women should have a choice whether or not they bring a child to term. But it is also possible at the same time we are telling women there are no consequences for their decisions. One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. And that's when you're seeing it's your decision, but there are consequences. When you're seeing eight hundred thousand abortions being done every year, right? It's a lot, man. What are we here? Let me. I should have pulled it up. Um, I've I've always heard that there was a year in New York City where there was more abortions done in New York City than babies were born that year. 2017, the Google the Guttmacher Institute reported 862,320 abortions, an abortion rate of 13.5 abortions per 1,000 women aged 15 to 44 years, and 18.4 abortions per 100 pregnancies ending in abortion or live birth. That is a fuck load of abortions. That's, I don't care how pro-choice you are. There is no fucking way that there needs to be that many. There's no way. There is no way that almost 900,000 women, people, don't have a choice. There's no other choice but to kill that baby. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no fucking way. There is no way. And... Well, especially in modernity. I mean, there are so many options. And, and most of it... I don't it's so it's so hard to just throw blanket statements on these things because every situation is different. But for the most part, there is that's why there's, there's another way. That's why there's different yeah. options. And that's there's more today than one. ever. And I wouldn't go as far as you know, we tell like Steven Crowder of like women need to be more responsible. Right. I'm talking a blanket statement yeah. of personal responsibility, not I mean, just people, women. Everyone. Yep. Everyone needs to be more responsible. Everyone needs to take responsibility for their actions and for what could happen from them. People are like, oh, people shouldn't be able to fuck? I know. I don't think if you're 15, you should fuck. I yeah, don't. I don't think a it's a good idea. idea. I don't think it's a good idea. I don't. You call me whatever you want. I don't think it's a good idea. No. It's because you you don't have the ability to conceptualize the consequences for your decision, right? You you don't have the ability. Women do need to be more responsible. 100 percent I'm I'm not I'm not disqualifying them from that statement. I yeah. just don't mean only women because there are it does take two people, to tango there are men like steven crowder who would put it solely on the woman and i yeah. don't think that's right because again it, it, that's a that's a two-person situation yeah. if if you as the the man in that situation have uh ceded that that right then then of course it's completely on one it's, it is then up to her to make that choice mm-hmm. and i don't I'm not going to speak for it because there's situations and circumstances or whatever that go into that, you know. But outside of that, that's that's there are two people in this situation that need to 
have a role in this. Learn about other forms of contraception, not just abortion. 100%. Yeah. 100%. You know? Because there's so many now. 100%. Yeah. Um, now, mind you, there's also... And that's the responsibility factor of you even just using contraception. I'm yes. Just, and not just... Not I'm just, just like the pill, that, you, know? you know. But yeah, there's, yeah. That, that is the level of personal responsibility of using contraception. It's it's not as fun. It's not what it... No shit. I get it we're we're all yeah. we're, we're all three men in this room right we all get it no one wants to use condoms no one likes it it's it's not as fun we all we all get it it's it's, it a, doesn't, it's a deal you man know what I'm saying? it's one of those things yeah is so, it and that's i believe that that is part of the problem when it comes to lack of responsibility in sexual activity yeah is that there is such a primal biological pleasure that is taken from it and i mean you know just as in as well as anybody else, when people get horny, they get fucking stupid. Yeah. You know, that's just a thing about it. I mean, you, there's that old saying, you know, you're thinking with your little head instead of your big head. Right. It's like that. But that shit's real. That shit is real, man. And people make really stupid decisions when they're in the heat of the moment like that. It's like, oh, fuck, I can't, I can't get the goddamn pen. Fuck it. Let's just do this. Yeah. And that's, that's no excuse for not dealing with the, the consequences after that, you know, or, or trying to take a cop out for it. And, Again, that's not to apply to any and all situations, but it's in. It is certainly happening where people are making bad decisions, and then they're caught in a circumstance in which they might end up going to get an abortion at that point because they dropped the ball when it comes to their level of personal responsibility. They fucked up, right? And part of me has sympathy, but a part of me says, "I don't care." You know, you you the consequences are real, real whether. It doesn't matter how it happened. The consequences right. for it are real. I mean, there's, a, it's a totally different conversation when you're talking about like rape and shit. Right. I think it's a totally different thing because these are not two willing parties. So this is know? a good. This is a good example, I think. Right, Jordan. Um, we were we just talked to Jake and Morgan about this like two weekends ago, whenever we were at their house. Like Jordan's line that she dropped in conversation was like twelve weeks. Jordan's had two babies, right? She's been a woman her entire life. She's had plenty of periods. She's had all these things, right? She also has had extremely irregular periods her entire life, so she understands the non-irregularity. Yeah. Like, she understands the whole entire deal, right? Um, she was on birth control for a long time and, like, didn't have periods to help deal with some medical issues and stuff. So she understands the the swath of of variances that there can be in periods, right? Because that's a big argument of like, well, some people don't know and they're irregular and they go X amount of time without one mm -hmm. and they blah, 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 blah. Certain medications handle Even things different. Jordan's I mean, line there is, which I think, I'm not saying this should be the law, but I think it feeds or lends well to both personal responsibility and also personal choice. 12 weeks is three months. That's a long time. That's three periods for you to miss. That's three cycles for you to miss. That's a long time for you to notice that something is different, mm -hmm. right? That's also soon enough that you can argue i'm not going to say it's correct or not but you can argue about whether or not it's a baby right it's like six weeks and stuff like there's all kinds of stuff you know people like, ah, it's too early you never know you whatever mm -hmm. but e even then right the personal responsibility there for women is not only in the initial stage of ensuring contraception and stuff like that but even past that point of being paying enough attention to what's going on in your life to notice i've missed three periods now something is going on in my life I should maybe check whether or not I'm pregnant and not just like, oh, I'm stressed out. Fucking shit is weird, you know? Maybe maybe do something. Maybe figure something out because something is going on, yeah. you know? So, yeah, definitely. I mean, you might have some kind of medical condition that you would want to get looked at or something. Exactly. But... It's not just that you're pregnant, but that's a good place to start. 
buy a fucking cheap ass test, take a piss on it. Word. Figure it out, you know. Figure it. Figure it. Figure out. it out. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, and it's and it's tough because you can't say that without sounding like a misogynist asshole. Yeah, you don't know. women what to do. You, you know? don't have it's lived like... experience. We'll get Dude, into that more yeah, later. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into yeah. lived experience more later, everybody. Yeah. It's it's so complicated because it is such an individual decision, I think. Um, I agree at 12 weeks, you definitely know. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. That's kind of what I've heard anyways. Yeah. And I, I cannot get over the fact that uh, when it comes to the entire abortion debate, like... I don't understand, like, a lot of these, I don't want to say a lot of, you know, pro-choice, and actually, I have a hard time calling them pro-choicers now, because there are now essentially three or four camps in this thing. There's yeah. there's pro-abortion, there's pro-choice, there's, and we'll just say pro-life at that They're point. They're not even good labels anymore. No. no. That's why I've said, like, quote-unquote pro-life is because that's yeah. not even, like, a good, you know, we fit into pro-life technically, but we're yeah. also, like, but I also wouldn't tell you that you can't take plan B, yeah. you know, but that's what, if you... Type in pro-life, that's what you're going to get. You know, if you Google pro-life, they're going to go, oh, they don't think, no abortion, no no contraception at all. And that's not, I don't, so, I'm yeah. sorry, go ahead. Um, God, sorry. I'm so I lost sorry. it. No, 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 uh, there's three or four different camps, like you were oh, saying. Yes. There's pro, yeah. Like, in the, in the pro-abortion camp, right, it, it's hard to, it's hard to participate in that, especially as a man, because, for one, you're not welcome. And I think it's a really... It's a it's a massive disservice because if they're looking at somebody to, I mean, at some point you, you got to bring the man's decision into this too because it took him, it took a him to make a you know to make a little little 100%. baby at that point. It definitely and took there him. is and there's a there is a finger to point and there's somebody to blame that nobody's doing and I don't understand that if because you could take that whole side of so even like a pro-choice argument and just make it solely about the the male's responsibility in it and you could point the finger at them because that's i mean let's just face it most most of the time i feel like it's probably relatively safe to say that men in general are going to be helping to initiate a sexual activity Yes. Because that's kind of genetically encoded in us. Even if they just agree. Yeah, you know? and I don't understand. Even you. if all it is is consent. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Here's the document. Please fill it out. And yes. Let's fuck. Um, but I don't understand why they don't point the finger at, at men and say, you know, this is your fucking fault. You guys, you know, there, there needs to be a renewed conversation about men's sexual responsibility in, in their part of contraception. Because legitimately, it's the easiest and the cheapest to do. Yeah. And, and I don't know why that doesn't factor into things. Certainly, the least biological effects, like taking birth control pills and stuff, it really fuck with your hormones. It's oh yeah, not, yeah, yeah, it's not good for you. Yeah, um, you know, oh. it can be a helpful tool, but it's not good for you. Yeah, objectively speaking, it's yeah. not good for you. And we know more today about the yeah. negative effects than that than ever before. But there's and it's... also like people, Jordan Dixon, fucking Larry's wife, right, mm -hmm. is on zero contraception at all. She's but they don't have any children. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's very into, and I don't, Jordan has talked to her more about it than I have because Jordan, especially now, is she doesn't want to take birth control pills again. And yep. um, and I'm not going to get snipped at fucking 27 because you've got me fucked up. Um, there are a lot of people that I know are very young that, like, had two kids and then they get snipped at, like, 30. You got me fucked up. Not only because I'm only 30 years old, but there's all I, there's a question of testosterone levels and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah. It, that's, that's... Could always throw a condom on, bro. That's an aside. Um, don't get but snipped. There, yeah, no, but there's also, there there are ways outside of even just traditional contraception that you can 
not get pregnant. Yeah. You know, and they're yeah. not necessarily as reliable. But if you, again, are very responsible about what you're doing and make sure that you're on your mm -hmm. shit, biology is biology. Yeah. You know, it only can happen at a certain point in time. Yes. So, and that's actually something. Um, I had a buddy of mine in the Coast Guard whose wife did that. They'd never been, I think she had some kind of really adverse reaction to like birth cycling controls. or some shit like that. You yeah. Know? yeah. And, and there's apps today you can get on your phone. Yeah. And so you get up every morning, you take your temperature with a very, very precise thermometer that gets you down to like the, you know, the 10th the and the hundredth of a degree and stuff like that. And you track the thing in this app and it, it will show like your cycles and it shows, okay, this is the be caution weeks and this is the don't unless you're trying to have a baby you're ovulating right now don't just use a lot of protection right and then there's other days where it's safer and but i mean and it's amazing because that that kind of technology now is only it only exists because of how much of a better understanding we have of uh, the biology of right. women's re reproductive systems and things like that now and and it is a it's a strikingly reliable way to get around the use of any kind of contraception and i these people i mean they went for years and years and years and years yes just doing this 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 flow app and there, there's cycles of moons and blah 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 and and I, also, I can't pretend to understand it but they never had a kid but it also takes this is another responsibility factor of that 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 takes being a healthy person if yeah. you are consuming a lot of rhythm method thank you very much yes boom thank you so if you are using if you're consuming a lot of processed foods and a lot of thank outside God hormones here. and a lot of things that are fucking with your biology yeah you're gonna have a much harder time ensuring the your regularity of your cycle mm -hmm. and using a rhythm method like that you're gonna have a way harder time if you're living a healthier lifestyle as fucking everybody should be you're going to have an easier time in your general health, which would include your reproductive cycle. Yes. It's all, it's a whole so package same thing deal. with men. If you eat better, you're, you have better sperm mortality. Your, your actual sperm count goes higher, all that type of shit. Your underwear style can change how much sperm you have. Yeah. Like this. Those things are all real. That that's all people don't like it. You don't like to put it under the same umbrella, but that's all personal responsibility. That's yep. being responsible for the decisions you make in your life. Yeah. You know, like Zeke, I like that. Ironically being pro-life would encourage men to be more responsible. It 100%. Sure would. 100%. I mean, I hate to give the little, the, I hate to give the little Irish man, a, you know, some credit here, but Seamus on uh, IRL all the time, he's a very devout Catholic and, right. you know, he's uh, a virgin until after he gets married at some point And, you know, he preaches a lot about that. And I think it's, you know, he's, I wouldn't call him an incel, although I think he, he has some really interesting tendencies. He's kind of a nerdy, geeky little dude. But, but he's not an, he's not unattractive. If he wanted no. to go to a bar, find a random woman to fuck, he could do it. No problem. Yeah. Which shows his, his level of personal responsibility, yes. especially if you are a virgin. Those fucking hormones, bro, they're trying to get you to do it, man. And yeah, and I think him and I are like around the same age. If you're in your mid-20s, yeah. you know. Oh, dude. I can't even imagine. I'm married now and still. You're just... I know. Yeah. I was, I was on a regular basis back then because of how young I was, but I was <laughs> still married and all that stuff, so it wasn't an issue. Right. But I can't imagine trying to maintain virginity during that, no. during that period. That's got to be intense. No, and there's got to be, you know. No one here, obviously, but there's got to be Tim Cast sluts. You know that Seamus could just throw his fucking number into some Tim Cast chat room. Oh, he definitely and get could. some woman to show up at the Cast Castle to suck his dick in five minutes. He could, you know, he definitely could. So, and people don't Deadly like security might be tough. Like I don't, I don't think that there's. 
now we can just possibly about societal things. I don't think there's anything wrong with choosing to be celibate, you know, choosing to be abstinent, right? And there shouldn't, it shouldn't be made to be that there is something wrong with it. Yeah. And it's only now that I'm an adult and that, like, I think I was like 15 when I lost my virginity. At the time, I was like, yeah, I'm 15, you know, this is cool and this is whatever. And then I got to be married and, like, I almost wish that I would have waited. And it's a personal thing, right? Mm -hmm. But that's just it's not like a base physical level thing for me, you know? So after having those experiences, however many there were, I was like, this is like not as good as when I married. It's not the same thing, you know? And the, the trivialization of it to just a base physical thing. <laughs> that is hilarious. That is hilarious. Thank you. Deborah. God damn it. I'm glad you're here. Oh, oh man. So, I love Ian so much. But it, it's the entire perception of that, you know, especially with the introduction of incels. Message retracted. God damn it. <laughs> that means it was good. That means it was really good. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. No. So, it, but I, I don't. She's like, I don't want Seamus yeah, to see this the, shit. Give the me ideas. The social stigma of that is pushes people away from the responsibility of it, yeah you know it makes you more irresponsible about it, it makes you reckless about it yeah. and i i don't think it's a stretch to say that if society was generally more responsible we'd be dealing with these problems at the same level we are if we are a much more responsible society i don't know if we'd have this conversation yeah to be honest because there's you would have a good understanding of the consequences because you were raised to believe that to understand those consequences and to understand the battles and, and, you know, internal conflict, hormonal conflict, even that you would, you're going to have to battle to go through puberty and not right. make bad decisions like that. Uh, but that requires a massive social push. And I just, I don't see that happening in our current world today, which is sad, but, but it is possible. It really is possible to, to have a society with that level of, of responsibility. Yeah. I don't know how you put that cat back in the bag, you know? I don't of, know if you can. Of, uh, on a cultural level of like, uh, and I'm not blaming anyone, you know, when you have fucking songs like WAP, you know, <sighs> wet ass pussy shit like that. Yeah. Like when that's a whole persona of female rap music and again i'm not denigrating you're making money that way you're you're making your basket mm -hmm. i don't i don't or you're making your your bag it's, it's none of my business you know i'm not telling you that you're making your bed now lying no you're securing your bag like they're making money they're, oh, making, they're making their living that way i was like um, i don't understand that <laughs> no they're securing the bag they're making sense. their bag that way so i'm not hating because they're making money that's how you're making your living yep. but i don't necessarily think that that's a positive influence on society when we're talking about 862,000 abortions in a single fucking year in one country, you know, I don't think that's a positive influence on society no. when we need more personal responsibility and you're actively encouraging people, women and men alike to be less responsible. I don't yeah. think that's a good thing. And, and it's not to say that in a, in a responsible society, you can't have those cultural, uh, you know, items or something no, like that you can still inherently have bad yeah because otherwise you end up kind of going down this road where you get like the moral society type of thing right. and then you get the who was it that uh was it tipper gore that was kind of leading the charge for getting explicit lyrics you know yes. stamped on the yes. cds and and shit back then i mean I, I would really really not like to go down that road because i don't want the state to be involved at any level like that i don't want any giant 
establishment kind of mechanism to be involved at that point. People, that's wrong. That's how you get people banned from your from your country. You know. Yeah. Here's a really good example of this, right? Tyler the Creator, one of my mm-hmm. favorite rappers. He used to be in a group called Odd Future, right? Yeah. And when he was in Odd Future, they were supposed to go to Australia for a tour, and in one of their songs, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna say it on YouTube. Um, one of Tyler's lyrics is, wait, wait. "Don't get don't get us kicked off of YouTube." Wait, it's, a, it's a song lyric. What am I gonna say? It's a song lyric. Okay. And so his his lyric in this, it's song, it's made up, it's not real. So let me let me pre let me preface it with this, right? When they were in Odd Future, part of their whole deal was to make inflammatory music. Okay. Was to make music that made people upset. That yeah. said shit that was wild. It Push was, the line. It, yes. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the whole entire idea. And they said that throughout their time as Odd Future, and then again when they all became individual artists, they said we did that so that we can make a name for ourselves and then make individual projects and make our own music the way that we wanted. Get the attention. This, this was all a vehicle for us to get to where a platform that we wanted for us to do what we wanted on our own, right? Mm-hmm. So in that pursuit, they said crazy things, crazy, crazy, crazy things. One of the things that Tyler said, rape a pregnant bitch, tell my friends I had a threesome. Oh, right? Geez. This lyric and several others is one of the things that got them banned from Australia. They could not go to Australia for a tour because their lyrics were so egregious. It's a song. It's yeah. a song, right? Yep. It's a song. He, he, is, he has since then done half of the music for the animated Grinch movie that came out like yes. four years ago. Yep. So what are we really talking about, yeah. right? But that's how you get to that type of thing is when you, when you legislate morality, when you enshrine those things in law and you give that type of power to your controlling government. Yeah. That, you get in that position where people can't even come here to perform because they say things that it's just too much. You know, yeah. That's how you get Alex Jones fucking banned off of YouTube for shit. I'm not defending Alex Jones. You know, That's how that shit happens. Oh, yeah. You, get, you, you say wild, sensational, sensational shit? Sensational. Sensational shit like that. And... Yeah, you kind of become you get infamous, you know, it and and it's it's dangerous and people are interested in that and it's and it's controversial. So then there's you get uh, you know you get free press and you know people that listen to music generally speaking, I mean depending on what genre you're in, like it's not so much about the words that are said or the the I mean it's a whole conceptual idea. A song is a whole entity there's you can't take a line out of a, one line from a song and be like okay this song's bad this creator's bad the whole nine yards that, that doesn't make sense right but when you spend part of your career just doing nothing but controversial shit you know you're gonna get notoriety for that and then that that gives you the freedom to then do your more creative project to do exactly. what it was that you wanted exactly and some people like alex jones is a really interesting case because he's infamous for just saying crazy shit all the time because he always just says crazy shit he's got a lot of stuff going on milo yanopoulos is a great example his whole deal was to be a troll to say shit that made you upset the first time i fucking vividly remember the first time that i heard of milo yanopoulos was on joe rogan okay and i was before you and i worked together but like way before the podcast yeah because we still worked together so way before the podcast and so you can imagine my my mindset at the time right of of where i was politically and everything yeah. even not being politically active the first time i heard milo yiannopoulos i was disgusted i turned off the episode because i couldn't believe that somebody would say things like that he and and the 
example that I came home to Jordan with was he was talking about fat people in the gym and fat people shouldn't be in the gym because they're just disgusting and nobody wants to look at them and you know why in the fuck would they even be there if they're going to not make themselves respectable they should put themselves into a respectable form and then go to the gym <laughs> you need to get in shape at home and then go to the gym to refine your form right and that was like one of the series of things that at the time I was like this is just so fucking gross I can't believe anyone would say anything like this partially because I didn't know who he was yeah. so I didn't understand the persona he that doing. he had created for himself and joe knew who he was so he's only lightly pushing back and i'm like like why is this happening yeah. why is the interaction going like this um and so he said, said a series of those type of things until he's banned from everything you know leslie yep. jones that's the woman's name leslie, leslie jones, jones. Yeah, because, yeah, he had supposedly had an account, you know, that, like, was making fun of her and all, all kinds of stuff. So yeah. it's <laughs> that was the still the best. That's how people like that get banned from public discourse mm -hmm. is because we can't allow them to say things that we find inflammatory that make us uncomfortable that someone it finds triggering. We can't yeah. allow them to say something like this. That's the whole book that I read last month for the book club was uh, The Coddling of the American Mind, right? A huge portion of it is just about safetyism. The way yeah. that we are a big, uh, a line used many times is we are preparing our, the root. We should be preparing our children for the road and not the road for the children, but we're doing the exact opposite. We're yeah. trying to pad the road so that the children can be more comfortable instead of preparing them for the rough road that is ahead. Yeah. And you it, don't need to be putting the bumpers up on the bowling lane. You need to be taking them down. Right. And, and then guiding the right them yeah. through that. And so the whole book obviously is about from, from the way that we are raising our children to the way that they interact in, in universities and things like that. And it, it all about safetyism. Mm -hmm. That's the, the worst possible way that we could be approaching anything, particularly now, is just trying to change the world to make it softer and softer and softer for people to deal with. Yeah. That's how you get away from personal responsibility. When when the world is meant to cater to you, you don't need to be responsible because someone else is going to clean up the mess. Somebody else is responsible for that because I didn't do it. I am who I am, and I need to be free to be myself, and I need to be free to come in whoever I want and not be affiliated with anything afterwards and say that it's none of my business and, well, society should be taking care of all these children who need to be taken care of and the mothers who can't take care of their children that's how you get in this position that's yeah. exactly how you get there 800 plus thousand that's almost terrifying. 900 thousand portions and you can understand with the numbers like that why you know like the more devout people call it a genocide they call it a genocide on unborn children because those numbers are insane man and i'm not going to pretend to pass judgment on any individual case obviously but those numbers are insane you cannot deny that it's massive. Well, um, I do want to say this, though, because I do. We did kind of get a little far afield, particularly as to the Roe v. Wade thing. Um, let's just say tomorrow. discussion was going to be about it. Yeah. Think. But I think whenever the final decision does come down, yeah. it is important to remember that this does not immediately make abortion illegal throughout the country. No. And there are going to be many states where it does become illegal. There's going to be a lot of states where it becomes illegal at certain time periods. And then there's going to be states that are going to go whole hog and go the complete opposite direction. There are already states that do that, right? Alaska, Oregon, Colorado, New Mexico, um, Virginia. Oh, third trimester, sorry, in Virginia. New Jersey has no limit. Um, Vermont, no limit. And New Hampshire. All of those states. That's one, two, three, four, five, mm -hmm. six, seven states with no limit on abortion at all. That already happens even with Roe. So that number will 
definitely grow because Virginia is third trimester. Um, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, Nevada, and Florida are all 24 weeks. Um, and then you have a bunch that are 22 to 24. Michigan, Illinois, Missouri, Minnesota, Montana, Washington is 22 to 24. Idaho, Wyoming, California, Utah, Arizona, Tennessee, North Carolina, Maryland, Delaware, Connecticut, Rhode Island, New York, Maine, wow. Hawaii. Those are all 22 to 24. That's that's a long time. And that's, that's viability currently, medical viability. Mm. That's like what their limit is set at, which is what Roe obviously is what is set at. So yeah. uh, Casey actually, I believe, Casey is viability. Yeah, Casey so. said, I think Roe said it as a, uh, uh, um, they made it a, uh, what is that? The, the health. You couldn't do it. Yeah, and you couldn't do it before the first trimester. I think is what that mm-hmm. said it to, and then Casey pushed it out to, vi- to viability. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. We're not going to try to break down. No. Kofi no. <laughs> if you want. No. That, I, you yeah. To... I thought about it. Um. And it's not. You go to Ben Shapiro for that shit. Yeah. That's, that's not all I'm for saying. Us. <laughs> oh, like I said, all we could do is just postulate on whether or not we think that it's decided correctly. Yeah. I think that it's. I think this is worth watching because, and I will say this right before we end the segment, I will say this that. This is worth paying attention to because the one real concern I have with this is what the implications could be of removing these laid out uh, with the privacy statutes, right? Mm -hmm. Removing these from people. I don't know exactly what the overreaching circumstances of that could be because as as we know, some people might know Roe was decided off of. Um, what the fuck did I just say? Privacy between you and your doctor, right? Yeah. It's ruled on a privacy basis. And so if we're removing that, that, that privacy doesn't exist there. I don't know how far that goes. And with the two other, th- two today and other cases that we've talked about of growing power of the state and of the executive branch in particular, I don't know how I feel about removing privacy protections that we have in place. Even mm. if it's just this medical thing, if we're talking about even just living in a post-COVID world, I don't know how I feel about removing the privacy protections that exist now because we already have such limited privacy from the state, from the executive, with the Patriot Act, with all this other bullshit, COINTELPRO, all the things that we know already exist. Mm -hmm. The level of privacy that we have is so low already. I don't know how I feel about lessening that even more. That is an argument I have not heard pontificated before. I like that's something to think about. I like that. And that's my real concern. You know, yeah. abortion is kind of neither here nor there. I don't for me, it's not you can go enumerative rights and all this type of stuff. I don't know. People were getting abortions in seventeen seventy six. That that was happening. That's it wasn't happening the same way that it was now, but people were getting abortions at that time. In some people, form. It was happening, right? Mm-hmm. People were having abortions. I can say that. I don't know to the extent I know Certainly based off that book, the Daniel James Rum book that I read, people were getting abortions at that time. That shit was happening. Even if you're just throwing yourself down the stairs because you knew you're pregnant, yeah. you're getting an abortion somehow, yeah. right? I mean, they had dental services, but it's, it was just somebody with a pair of pliers. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. it was happening, right? Um, I don't I don't know about a whole federal thing about it. Not. Um, this is a really good example, right? We are okay as a society with states regulating firearms 
state by state, even though that is explicitly mentioned in the Bill of Rights as the base, the first 10 amendments that we have, the first 10 rights that the government definitely can't infringe upon, we allow that to go state by state. But for some reason, to the left, it's completely unacceptable for that to be, for abortion to be done state by state, which is not explicitly mentioned in the Constitution. No. It's assumed in the enumerative rights that are laid out in the Ninth Amendment of the Constitution, which, fuck me if that doesn't include my right to own a machine gun, you yeah. know? So I don't, I don't necessarily buy that argument of it's laid out in or assumed in the enumerative rights that are in the Ninth Amendment of the Constitution. I don't necessarily buy that. Mm -hmm. um, again, I can't say whether or not it's correctly decided, but I don't necessarily buy that yeah. on, my, on my end. Um, Any argument I've ever heard presented to me from like a, a, a decent legal mind, from a legal standpoint, I always walk away thinking that you know, for one reason or another, it was not a, it was not a good decision at the time, you know, and for multiple reasons, I've, I've heard different arguments for it, but nobody ever talks about that aspect of the privacy, you know, cause it's, you know, it's like women's health care is a privacy, right? Essentially. I think right. that's kind of what it boils down to. Yeah. And I don't know how comfortable I am. I mean, I would still hope that because it's, you know, a medical situation that it's covered under at least, you know, at least HIPAA, where, you know, the, the medical establishment can't blow you up for something like that. Right. But, you know, and at the end of the day, nobody's going to stop. Nobody's going to stop somebody from standing outside an abortion clinic trying to figure out who you are and trying to dox you and saying that you went no. in and had an abortion and, or vice versa. So, I, you know, but from a federal standpoint, I would be, it would be something to think about and to watch and, and maybe ask some people about that have legal minds you know i'd be would be really interesting talk to Ricardo law um in a world where you know the corporate media is telling us that we can't trust the supreme court the left is telling us we can't trust the supreme court why would i not assume that they would take this precedent of removal of privacy rights in a medical state however you want to state that and i'm not mm. trying to misconstrue it right i'm just trying to encompass it as easy as I can. Why wouldn't I believe that they're going to take that precedent and use it on something else? Yeah. If I already can't trust them, if that's what I'm supposed to believe, why wouldn't I believe that they're going to immediately try and use that to infringe on the rest of my privacy rights? Yeah. You know, I don't give a fuck about abortion. I don't care about that. Really, at the end of the day, I don't give a shit about that. Hmm. But if, if you're going to use this, if the long-term intent is to use this to infringe further on my rights to privacy, fuck you. Yeah. Leave it then. You know, if that's if that's what it comes down to, then fucking leave it. Yeah, I'd rather have the the privacy than than more open access or less access to abortion. I Patriot guess. Act, and that's what I'm saying. I, yeah, I, I brought up the Patriot Act 100. I I absolutely address that. Is that in the world with with the Patriot Act, with COINTELPRO, with all of that stuff? Yeah. That's why I wouldn't want to do anything else to further. I don't. I don't want to say I don't want to because I don't. I started this. I Bilbo Swaggin 117. He's, new so i didn't see you before if you're here but i started this line by saying um my concern would be i don't know how it would how that could be used in the future yeah and so my only concern would be the way that it would be continuing to strip away our rights to privacy in a world where they are already so slim yeah that's that's the concern that's true so no 100 bill by i absolutely absolutely the patriot act conto pro everything it's all yep. And also, I will say, this is, what's the worst time? We'll talk about this, I think. We'll go deeper into it, I think, in the next segment. But Nope, absolutely, Bill. Emotional, Thank you for, Thank you emotional decisions, emotional times. You know, when, 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 yes. when people feel very emotional yes. about things, that is the 
very, very, very last time where you should be trying to pass some form of legislation because that's how you get shit like the fucking yeah, Patriot that's Act. A, that's a great point. And it's every time. And we're going to talk about that, I think, more in part three. Definitely, yeah. But it's a great, and we can end on this because that's a great point for this too, especially mm-hmm. after the leaked opinion. People are, I mean, as inflamed about Roe as probably since it was decided. Yeah. Probably since Casey, you know? Yeah. About inflamed about abortion as it was decided. So, so fears these way. And if, you, if you're telling people, if you're Lori Lightfoot and you're telling people, not only is this a, a call against your abortion rights, if you're LGBT, they're coming for you next. Mm-hmm. This is a call to arms because they're using this as a door to come for you as a community. Which is fucking insane. Also, we're going to take your guns. Yeah. But they're coming. They're coming for them, you know. But they're, they wouldn't do that. The Democrats would never do that. But, but also, yeah. they are. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's not good. So, absolutely. <laughs> I want to thank everyone again for being here. We're going to take just a three-minute break, right? This uh, works. This is part two. We're talking about the leaked road, draft opinion, everything like that. In part three, we're going to be discussing the shooting in Uvalde. We're going to go over the things that we know so far, as everyone knows, and anyone here who is here from 10Cast or anybody who was watching the show before um, knows there's an awful lot of suspicious things that happened around Uvalde. So all we can discuss is what we know and the lies that have happened there. We're going to give a, a brief synopsis of it. There are other places you can go to get the full breakdown of it. We are then going to talk about some of the calls for gun control, the ways that those could affect us, and the new House bill the House that just bill passed. That we've already seen. We're going to talk about some stuff that came out of New York. Yep. We're going to talk about exactly what you can do to be qualified to wear body armor. <laughs> Hint. It's very, very easy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not saying that we're going to do the entire segment in body armor, but we might be. Uh, we might. So, <laughs> so with that, we'll be back in three minutes, everybody, for part three. Thank you very much. Salt of the Streets. And here we are. Thank you very much for joining us, everybody. Salt of the Streets, part three of episode 127. You're joining us here on the YouTube.com, Sold of the Streets. I want to ask you to like, subscribe, share with your friends, obviously. Obviously, especially everyone new. If you're enjoying what you're getting into, we love having you guys here. So thank you again. We also have our Facebook, fuck Facebook, our Instagram, our Patreon. Everything is at Salt of the Streets. We also have SaltofStreets.com where you can find all of this information, including our old episodes and everything like that, including an episode breakdown. Um, go to the Patreon. Sub- Go there, sign up, help us make more better content just like this. You can get some of our writing there. We put out a newsletter at the end of every month. We have a book club that we're doing every Thursday. There's a live stream. We have review previews on the YouTube there for all the books that we've done so far. It's fantastic. Colin does a beer show every Friday for the Patreon. It's also here on the YouTube. That's right. Go there. If you guys need a haircut, if you're in the local area, some of the guys that work at Swell Blended, it's the guy that cuts my hair. Um, Location Skate Shop is the skate shop in downtown Bremerton that we work with. There is also, of course, Lexi Kayo on Twitch, Colin's wife, for if you want to watch some gaming, and then Leggings and Aprons on Instagram. If you want to see some cakes, order some cakes. I believe that is all. <laughs> so, part three. We are going to be talking about the shooting in Uvalde, and is that how you say it? I don't know how you... I've yeah, heard, I've heard so Uvalde. many different people say it. It does I don't... Matthew McConaughey says Uvalde, and he's from there. There you so go. I go so, with that. Uvalde. So, the shooting in Uvalde, what we know from that, the insane suspiciousness that has come from that and then of course some of the after effects so we're going to start with an after effect so that we can in solidarity with our brothers in new york i'm I'm going to do this colin you don't have to we're going to start here so one of the after effects that we've seen is a bill that was passed in new york oh and actually have it up here um a bill that was passed out of new york that is jesus christ maybe i have it up here you got this. Oh, on my phone I do, of course. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to send it to you, and then I can pull it up on my stuff. It's a bill that does several things, one of them including banning body armor for civilian use. We have talked about this before when it was originally brought up, and we have a huge problem with this. There isn't 
any reason at all that any government or anybody should be trying to take your ability to passively defend yourself against violence from somebody else. There isn't any legitimate reason for it other than that they don't want you to be able to defend yourself. So I will... Just one moment here. There we go. I'm up now. I'm just sending it to you in our regular chat just so that I can pull it. Um, oh, well, you can pull it. It doesn't matter. Um, but it's there, and while you're doing that, I'm going to go ahead and get kitted up. Well, actually, we're going to talk about what makes you qualified. Because in this bill, it says that the only people who can buy body armor are those that have a qualifying profession. So let me go ahead and pull this up so that I can read it as well. So let's see here. New York to raise the age of for semi-automatic rifles and banned body armor. So you can see there's a picture here of uh, someone, I'm attorney general or somebody there of New York holding up an AR-15. Uh, and it's an AR pistol that actually has a pistol brace on it. Be a man, just put a stock on it. In the aftermath <laughs> of the mass shooting at Buffalo Grocery Store in Uvalde, Texas, and Uvalde, Texas, Democrats in New York dramatically strengthened the state's gun laws, raising the age to purchase a kind of devastating weapon used in both attacks. Lawmakers passed a package of gun control measures Thursday evening, a series of 10 bills that constitute significant changes to gun laws that are already relatively strict by U.S. standards. The legislation now heads to Governor Kathy Hochul's desk to await her signature. I believe... That she signed it. This is from the third. I believe that she signed it. Oh, I would, um, I would not doubt it for yeah, five and seconds. And if she hasn't, then I, be I believe that she will. Yeah. The new bills mandate the New York to be licensed to purchase a semi-automatic rifle and moves the minimum age of purchase from 18 to 21. In addition, the legislation outlaws the sale of bulletproof body armor like the one worn by Buffalo Shooter to anyone outside and, quote, eligible professions such as law enforcement or the military. Sellers would be required to conduct body armor vest sales to qualified buyers in person rather than online. Okay, so... I'm going to show you what it takes to be qualified to wear body armor, okay? So this, this is a play carrier. So what we're gonna do first, I'm gonna yell a little bit so you guys can hear me. So what we're gonna do first, we're gonna take this knife out so it's easier to open up, okay? It's the fixed blade that goes to my kit. We're gonna, we're gonna pull up these little straps, right? It's all black so it's kinda hard to see, that's okay. I'm gonna pull up the front flap, pull open one of the sides. We're gonna pull open the other side. We're gonna lift it over our heads. Okay, ready? You wanna put this right kind of where, where you can feel the dip in your sternum. You want the top of the plate to be. Okay, we're gonna bring this one around here. I'll stand up, bring it around here. Put it tight. We're going to bring this one around here. Make it tight. Tuck these. Okay. Straighten your shirt out. That way you look real good. Replace our knife. We're going to get a high five from Colin. <laughs> You're qualified to wear body armor. Done. You're qualified. Yes. <laughs> That's all that it takes. That's all that it takes. Don't. It's so dangerous. We are, we are, <laughs> we are now both fully qualified to wear body armor. It's amazing. Fuck the state. No one can tell you that you are not qualified to wear body armor. No one can tell you you don't have the right to defend yourself. No one can tell you you don't have the right to defend yourself in the way that you see fit. Yeah. If anyone wants to take your ability to passively defend yourself, they intend harm on you. They intend to do you harm. 
100%, whether it is tomorrow or a year from now or 10 years from now, if they are taking your right to passively defend yourself, they intend to do you harm. Yeah. That's, this is the biggest kind of like fuck me that is going on right now because I can't understand because one one person wore body armor to a shooting and he was and he was killing people like I understand so because one bad guy is out there with body armor nobody else gets to wear body armor so none of the people okay well let's just say just for sake of argument everybody at a grocery store was wearing fucking body armor <laughs> underneath their goddamn clothes or whatever probably less people would die probably less people would die if everybody sported fucking kid every day and we're not telling you that you should wear a kit to the grocery store. No. Because you shouldn't have to wear a kit to the grocery store every day. That shouldn't be necessary, right? No. Ideally, we would live in a world in which people were not killing other people because they were fucked up in the head, right? And no. I don't care. It's all this conversation about uh, mental disease. And, you know, that woman on the radio who was like, well, what we're really talking about is undiagnosed anger and shit like this. Oh. If you are murdering other people, you are fucked in the head. I don't, I don't care. It, I don't care. If we want to be PC about it, we want to qualify it so people don't get their feelings hurt, so that we're mm -hmm. not stigmatizing people with mental illness. I don't care. I have, I have dealt with depression and anxiety in my entire life. That's 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 a, a mild form of mental illness. And if it was too severe, red flag laws and shit would try and disqualify me from owning firearms. Yeah. Right. All, and I've talked about this on the show before. The stigma and the overreach of these things has made me more hesitant to reach out in certain times because I'm afraid of what the overreach of the state might do. Yeah. This is not the way to go. This is not the way to go. For us to try and be soft about it and try and make people feel good. No, of course, most people who have mental illness are not violent. That is not what we're saying. No one is saying everyone who suffers from some form of mental illness is violent. No one is saying that. That's insane. But if you are murdering other people, you are fucked up in the head. Yep. You have a mental illness. There is no question. There is no doubt about that. If you are yep. murdering other people, you are fucked in the head. Yep. That's all there is to it. No logical, sane person murders other people. There are crimes of passion. There are, there are all kinds of things. We can qualify it all day. Yep. Right? No one commits a mass shooting with any firearm, a pistol, uh, an AR-15, anything, unless they are fucked in the head. Yep. So let's... Let's not only be clear for those in the chat, but just just lay it out for everyone. We got to stop with the bullshit. This, yes. This conversation, and I wrote about this in the newsletter this month, right? This conversation has way too many far-reaching effects for us to limit it to certain things. For us to only be saying, you know, how many how many children, Colin? How many more children? That's all that matters, right? These things have gone on. It, this conversation is much too large for us to be pussyfooting around it like this mm -hmm. you know this this has got to stop yeah it 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 seriously has to stop because it continues to just get more and more severe to the point that you know they're banning they're making it legal for you to own a passive way for you to protect your own life how i mean there's only i mean i heard a clip the other day it was uh this you know what i have it in twitter let me pull it up real quick now absolutely that I think no i'll go over some of these comments um Deborah Mueller said, but now they can't kill you dead. That's exactly the point. If they don't want you to be able to passively defend yourself, they intend to do your harm. Yep. Bill Boswagon, it's not a gun problem. It's a pure. It's about pure evil. 100%. 1,000%. William Wallace, I will keep my various forms of body armor. Thank you. As you should. Zeke, it crazy that the government will raise the age to own a weapon, but have zero problem giving 18-year-olds enlisting in the military far more dangerous weapons of war. That is weapons or armor. That's a great point. And I'm really glad you brought that up because... Joe Biden, when addressing this same point, right, he says, oh, well, 
they're 18, but you know, they're, they're being very, very highly trained and they're supervised by the most well-trained people in the whole world. Hold my fucking dick. You were in the military. The people in the military are not the most highly trained, especially <laughs> regular infantry men that are walking around. An 18 year old is not the most highly trained serviceman in the world. That's, that's yeah, what I'm 17. saying. Like, that's, Get the fuck out of here. We've talked about this so many times. We're going to continue to qualify adulthood until it literally means nothing except we're taking money from you. You yeah. can have a job in which, a full-time job in which we take a good portion of your money. That's all that it means anymore. And and we want you to vote at 16. So 18 doesn't even really mean anything anyway. You know, it's we're just going to continue to qualify this that unless you are acting as an agent of the state, all you can do is give us your money. That's the only right that you have is to give us your money now because that's what we're going to continue. It's fucking ridiculous mm -hmm. you know this shit fires me up bro I, I i get so excited when you get fired up no i'm just letting you cook baby just yeah. go it takes years of experience and training to become a well-trained soldier 100 100 mm. and there is no shortage of of people who youtube guys that will acknowledge that they train with regular civilians that are better shooters than people they serve in the military with oh yeah and it's the same thing with police officers if you're someone who's a responsible and i'm Fuck it. If you're part of the militia, you train more than a cop does. You are yeah. most likely a better shot than most police officers yeah. because that's not even part of their job. No, they got to do that shit on the side by themselves. Yes. Except for like the the annual requalification yeah. at yeah. the range or something so like that. All this, and we talked about even even uh, Brian, right? The only thing yeah. Brian, Officer Brian, has to train is shooting offhand. That's yeah. the only thing he's required to train is shooting offhand. And isn't that because that's the only thing that might happen is maybe your right hand might get fucked up. That's the only thing that might happen. That's all. And if I remember, was that because of some kind of special unit he was getting into, or was that standard operating procedure? I think that's procedure? just when he was just on the state. Like oh, okay. that's to okay. just be a regular beat cop, he had to just train offhand. I should train offhand too. I'm not. I, I don't think I've ever shot any gun i've ever owned offhand that's a good thing I to think about though i want to try that let's take a small break right i don't train offhand just like i don't train switching my rifle to my left shoulder because i am so much less likely to do that in a regular scenario mm. that i would rather just make myself proficient in what i'm more likely to do and especially if i'm in an active firefight my brain is not going to be working in the same logic that it is right now mm -hmm. so i'm probably just going to be thinking i just need to shoot and make sure that i'm safe so that's a good point. Yeah, why waste uh, precious training time on something that you will, at the end of the day, probably not use, I guess? I've and... trained more without my left hand than I have without my right hand. Like, trained mm -hmm. more shooting with one hand and having to reload with one hand than I have shooting with my non-dominant hand. And that's maybe that's stupid. We could debate about it all day. To me, that's a more realistic scenario in which I would have to reload with one hand than which I would use my left hand. I don't fucking know. Yeah. You can't you can't predict those things, but I also can't prepare for every a scenario, no. you know. You don't have that much so, time. That's, that's I think that's probably I what I prepare it comes for the medical to. shit. That's me. You know yes. what I'm saying? That's, that's are, what I prepare for. Yeah, you for. are the squad so, medic. And I like this one, uh, Hunter of Truth. Uh, this is the first time we've seen you in chat tonight, so thank you for stopping thank by. Thank you for said, joining us. FYI, there is more to military training than just being an accurate shot. And a amen. Percent. And it and it does. You've like, been through boot camp. Takes, you've been through school. So yeah, yeah. It, it takes years, especially if you're a warfighter. It takes years to become proficient at warfighting. It's yes. constant training. There is so much more about, like, the small unit tactics and how to go about certain scenarios in certain situations. It, it's way, way, way more. Learning how to shoot straight to your base. You need to learn how to do that so you can build off of that and go other places. Right. I love it. 
I am proudly Ambi with firearms. Oh, fuck William, you, William Wallace, Wallace. Of course you are. Fuck you. Let's pick these beers real quick, and, right. then we'll, and then we'll do this uh, <laughs> clip that you have here. I'm going to go with the 1947. Ooh. This is the craft beer, the premium lager. Hot dog. We're it's got an elephant up. on it. It does have an elephant on it. We're going to open this up. So. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to use the yep, old thing back there. And I got, uh, boop. I got this one from Rogue. Hazelnut Brown Nectar. Very interesting. I like a nice brown ale, man. They don't. They don't come out that often. It's not a huge, especially out here in the Pacific Northwest. It's just all IPAs all the time. Yeah. When I went to, if you, so small little plug for uh, Beer Time with Big Bird, our yep. beer show right yep. here. Latest video came out yesterday yep. um, about the beer that I had talked about a few months or that a couple collab. months ago. This multiplayer collab. So I swung by Rainy Days on the way back home yesterday, stopped in there, had a beer, did a little bit of show prep. I could tell. And then, yeah, it was, it was a thing. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but um, anyways, yeah, I did that. And then, you know, when I was looking at their menu and I, I always kind of like to get something, you know, not the IPA is not going to be the first thing I order no. on a, in a local brewery because yeah. I want to see what else they got going on. And like six or eight of like the 18 beers they had on tap were some form of an IPA. Yeah. You know, so I had one and it was, you know, it was good. But I mean, it's, you know, I like... I like a brown ale sometimes, you know. Yeah. Sometimes I, I'm a real big Belgian beer guy too. So, all right, you so, pour that bad yep. boy. Let's see. This is the 1940s. That's going to be real light. There we nice go. Nice lager. Premium lager. There's a little bit left over from the red that I drank, but it should be washed out now. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that is real light. Yeah. Lagers are really nice and clear because when they uh, when they're brewing, they brew at a very low temperature, and it keeps a lot of that cloudiness down. Most like light beers are lagers, right? Yes. That... Yeah. Generally speaking, we'll most light beers beer. are lagers. Yeah, that looks good. Salty streets plug. That there looks go. good. And then let's go ahead and watch me screw up this pork because I'm Ooh. good at that. You should have seen. Did you watch the beer show last night? I have not. No. Um, yeah, it, it was. There were rough pours, man. No, I over. Almost as bad as this one. I overate yesterday, and I really struggled to stay awake. It was bad news. Oh, yeah? Jordan told me to put Reason down at one point because I was sitting on the couch falling asleep while I was bouncing here. So my hands would drop, and then I would wake up. She said, just, just put her down. Just put her down, <laughs> man. Like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, gosh. No, that's too good. funny. That's Yeah, that's nice. It was nice and clean and crisp. Yeah. Yeah. It smells like a little sour is not the right way to put it, but. So what, what did you eat yesterday that you overate on? Uh, well, I finally went back to the gym, right? And oh, so, yeah. You were mad hungry so, after that, I bet. Yes. Um, so I had, like, those two burritos at work. They were pretty much just, like, all carnitas. Um, oh, and, like, yeah. a little bit of beans in there. And Very then protein I, heavy. Yeah. And then I went to Silver City, you know? So I had mm -hmm. a fucking pizza when I was there. Um, what, like, what kind of pizza did you get? I just had just a pepperoni pizza. Oh, just went classic. Solid. I had, like, three or four beers. And then I went and got my hair cut. And then I got home, and Jordan was like, oh, I want to have teriyaki. And I was like, oh, just give me, you know, whatever. So then I ate that when I got home. So I just ate just too much. Just That's a lot, ate man. way too much. Oof. I didn't eat all of any of those things other than the burritos. You know, mm -hmm. I ate half my pizza, brought the other half home. I like half the teriyaki. It was just, but it was all too much. Just too much food. So I definitely, even even per the app, yeah. over on the calories yesterday. Ooh. Well, That's you know, okay. Every now oh, and again. Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't. Even, every now and again. This is not what I was hoping not it would good. be. I'm not enjoying this beer at all, but we're going to drink it because, you know, may taste like a warm tobacco chew cup of spit, but it's oh, still no. beer, damn it. This it's not pretty, that bad. This it's one's just, pretty okay. It's kind of interesting. So, anyways. It tastes a little bit like honey at the very end. Ooh, nice. A little bit like honey. A little, little, it, there's a possibility there's yeah. some in there, to be honest. 
It's a relatively... I think there probably is. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way it tastes like that, and there isn't at least a little bit of honey. Yeah. Well, that's dope. Okay. That's the nut flavor. That's, about... <laughs> that's the nut flavor. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Okay. So I would like to open up, essentially, we'll continue the conversation about yes. guns and all this, but I wanted to yep. show this video. It comes from Crooked Media, our friends over there from Pod Save America. God damn They it. sat down with the, uh, the lovely dictator of Canada, Justin Trudeau, talking about um, gun laws and gun violence. And some of the things they, that he said, they're, they're relevant now because Pod Save America is a, it is a, la it's a leftist home for ideas and so on and so forth these what comes out of psa will generally make it into the mainstream left rhetoric at some point that's because they're the influencers exactly bro. that's because they were at the top yes. they were the top of the top yeah and they were all incestuously involved with the obama administration but so i just want to open it up with this i feel like you'll have some fun afterwards so it's about a minute 20 seconds so just hang out and listen i mean obviously the u.s and canada we have very different political systems we have a different constitution but any lessons that you might have for demoralized Americans about how to actually get something done. One of the big challenges we have is illegal guns flowing across the border from the U.S. into Canada. Uh, and our proximity to the U.S. and the, the gun numbers here has always meant that we have more guns than, than perhaps another equivalent country would in Canada. Right. So we've been really cracking down on the border. Last year we seized uh, more than twice the amount of the previous year of illegal guns smuggled across the border and there's lots more to do. There are debates and we have a, a, a culture where the difference is guns can be used for hunting or for sport shooting in Canada and there's lots of gun owners and they're mostly respecting and, and, and law-abiding. but you can't use a gun for self-protection in Canada. That's not a right that you have in the Constitution or anywhere else. If you try and buy a gun and say it's for self-protection, no, you don't get that. You get it for hunting. You can get it for sport shooting. You can take what it the fuck? Rest. And we'll go ahead and just stop it What there. the fucking fuck? I thought you would enjoy that clip. Okay, so, Jesus Christ. The mm -hmm. last time that we talked about Joe Biden and the shit that he announced, like two months ago, right? We, mostly is the key word. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we talked about that the last time and we discussed um some pushback that i had on twitter about what the most important right was right and i said the most important right that we have would be the right to to, to self-defense is what i said mm -hmm. this person then goes on about about voting and all these things voting is the most important right and to which i fucking owned his ass not only then but also on this show because he started talking about amendments and well voting is you know uh there wasn't even guns weren't even in there originally it wasn't until amendment so no one's talking about amendments so we're talking about rights then you have a natural right to self-defense that precedes the constitution by fucking centuries so all of this nonsense about rights to do all this and the constitutional rights the constitution doesn't define shit for me especially when we're talking about my right to defend myself my friends my family the other people around me even if i don't fucking know you it's my responsibility as another human being around you to defend your life if i have the ability and someone is trying to do you harm yep. if unless i'm trying to defend my family so we've talked about this talked about with my wife if I'm with my wife and my children, my goal is to get, get us out of here. That's the end goal. Get everyone home. Get everyone out of here. I, I can't worry about these other people right now. I have to worry about my family. Mm. And I don't want to get any farther because I'm not trying to postulate about like, oh, I would do this. I would fucking whatever, you know. Yeah. But the circumstances are different when you're by yourself. If you're a, a single individual, you, you have a responsibility in my mind to defend the innocent people around you that can't defend themselves. Mm -hmm. So all this this bullshit of trying to define things in the constitution and also 
of the intentional twisting of laying things out with the rhetoric of the way the Constitution defines your rights, right? The Constitution doesn't tell you what your rights are. We've talked about this a thousand times. The Constitution tells the government what they cannot do to your rights. That is all. It doesn't define what your rights are. It even says in the ninth one, we are not even saying this is all of your rights. This is the 10 that we are telling you, you definitely can't do anything about. You definitely cannot, as the government, infringe on these 10 rights. But there's way more than that. Way more than that. It's... It's, it's horrific. Yeah. It's horrific the way that the rhetoric is used in such a calculated way to try and convince you that you don't have these rights. To convince you, you don't, you shouldn't have the right to defend yourself. Nope. It doesn't matter if you're in Canada or whatever you said, an equivalent country next to Canada. What the fuck does that even mean? Oh. It, does that not mean America, where you're now complaining that we have so many more guns than you? What else is an equivalent country? What does that even mean? Yeah. Equivalent in you... size, in population, because you don't have that many people for how big your country is, right? Our country is smaller than Canada, I think, by like land mass size. Probably. We have fucking more people than you. So what are you what are you even mean? Mm-hmm. Right? You are in as tyrannical as that constitution will allow him to be, limiting people's rights as much as they can. You don't oh, have yeah. the right to defend yourself with a gun in Canada. Yep. All of those people have a right to defend themselves with a gun in any part of this planet. Yep. Amen. That's my stance on it. I mean, if you cannot defend yourself, what do you have? It's the, it seems like the most basic right to have is the ability to defend yourself, to defend your life or the life of your loved ones. And any infringement on that, it's, it's, it's over. I mean, that is 100% pure tyranny. And if you're saying to your citizens that you cannot protect yourself, that's our job then that just means that they have the ability to they have they have control over life or death over your own life. You don't have any control over whether or not you live or die. It's up to the state and whether or not they want to protect you and how they will protect you. Other than that, that's it. That's it. You cannot use a gun to defend yourself in Canada. And this motherfucker's getting on there and talking about him because he wants those same policies here. It's the stuff they've preached for so long. They call us gun nuts and all this shit when all we want to do is make sure that we can take care of ourselves and, and our own. Let me, and that's it. Let me read a little piece from my newsletter this week, right? Um, I have... Um, let me pick exactly where I want to start here because it addresses that exact point. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking about the good guy with the gun theory and things like talked a little bit about Uvalde. This is also the 31st this happened, written the week of that. So yeah. things have changed since then. But this still stands true. Those that completely dismiss this idea, and for everyone who is new to the show, this is part of the newsletter that we put out at the end of every month as part of our Patreon. For our $5 Patreon subscribers and everybody above that, $5 gets you the newsletter. It's an article written by me and an article written by Colin. So this is the one that we put out just this month. It's also never too late, obviously, you can get access to all of them at any time. So those that completely dismiss this idea seem to be extremely confused, and because of this argument falls into the same category as last. These people don't want real progress, nor are they open to a compromise position. Their position has been expressed and defined by many, including the president himself. They see no use for quote-unquote assault weapons other than killing people. Deer don't wear Kevlar vests, he says. So so what possible use could someone have for an an AR or an AK in civilized America? They fail to mention that in this civilized America, the brave police officers you are expected to rely on for your defense are only a reactionary force. And sometimes that reaction is waiting outside of a school for an hour while your children are murdered, threatening to arrest or tase you if you try and save them yourself. 
those are the people they want you to depend on to save your life. Yeah. Those are the people that they want you to depend on. The people that willingly sat outside of a school for an hour in more than one circumstance and waited and listened to your children die while they threatened to arrest you and charge you with contempt of whatever the fuck, impeding an investigation. Handcuffing you when you're trying to get inside because no one will do anything about it. These are the people they want you to depend on. The people that can't show up until you are calling them to tell them you are in trouble. Those are the people they want you to to depend on. Yeah, that doesn't make any fucking sense to me at all. It's disgusting. Like (laughs) Patreon, hashtag worth it. Shout out William Wallace. Thank you, William Wallace. So let's yeah. talk about Uvalde a little bit, and then we'll get into some of the other things that have gone on. So the shooting in Uvalde happened a few weeks ago, um, and obviously it was horrific, right? So we found out kind of in the middle of the day that there was a shooting that had happened. All we can kind of go over is what we know now. I'm not – it's not the, the, the complete details. This is what we know now rough off the top, right? Mm-hmm. There's a kid we're not going to name. We don't do that on this show who – Turned 18 years old, purchased two two rifles and a bunch of ammunition, and uh, dis- he didn't have body armor. He had a plate carrier, right, mm-hmm. that did not have armor in it. Is that, that's my understanding. That's what we understand now. Yeah. Um, he also apparently, I didn't realize that he had purchased the truck. I believe that that's what the story is now. He also purchased the truck. So with his part-time job, he purchased all of this equipment, um, shot his grandmother in the face. She didn't die. After he shot his grandmother in the face, he drove to the school that was a few minutes from his house, crashed his truck in front of the school. There was a guy that worked at a funeral home across the street that tried to check on him to see that if he was okay. Mm-hmm. And um, the kid then, the shooter then took some shots at this guy. He missed. He ran away. The shooter then, and this is, again, this is rough. It's off the top, right? Um, it's all also extremely muddy with deception and intentional lies yes so uh, forgive from me the authorities if, exactly and f- so forgive me if any of this is not accurate i'm not trying to mischaracterize it this is just off the top of my head and so at this point uh a teacher from the school goes outside i think because she hears the car crash there's like an open door that she goes to shut the door she has an interaction with the guy and she runs inside the door doesn't lock is supposedly what the story is now the, the, she took the door out of it because that was the story at the time that she didn't lock the door she didn't close the door the door didn't lock when she closed it the shooter was able to make his way into the school i think it's still unclear whether or not anybody talked to him on the way into the school right is it that a school resource officer saw him on the way in the school it's, I think it's unclear. I'm so not totally sure. There may yeah. or may not have been an interaction with with a school resource officer at the school. The guy made his way into the school, began to shoot. I believe a team tried to make their way into the school. There was a brief altercation with gunfire, and they backed off. And then as more and more police officers showed up, they continued to wait. Oh, I believe 70 minutes is what yeah. the number is now. There were parents that began to show up to try and save their children they formed a makeshift line the police officers did to keep the parents away from the school while they chose to do nothing they sat and waited sat and waited sat and waited arrested a woman 19 event eventually went into the building um at some point oh, right and waited they were yeah. sitting in the building and waiting um and yeah because when that mom went in there even now that's dispute yeah. because she said she didn't see any police officers in the building so yeah. even now the 19 is in dispute um but they it, Full disclosure, they could have been in a different part of the school that she wasn't in, and she just didn't see them. That's, again, the the deception is horrific. Um, Because it's all, at this point, been done to cover the ass of the police officers. It's all done to cover for law enforcement uh, ineptitude. And, oh, God, 
in the head while of- that's happening there's the one mother who is, tries to make it into the school she's arrested she talks her way out of handcuffs she does make it into the school she saves both of her children gets them both out then leaves she's then threatened by the police afterwards um, oh yeah that's that's kind of a, an aside there is eventually an off-duty border patrol agent that shows up and there are other border patrol agents part of the border patrol tactical team right mm-hmm. and they are there also on scene waiting being told not to go into the school because it's not their crime scene they're just kind of responding they're there they're there and eventually they decide to go against what they're being told and go into the school and they end the shooting mm-hmm. the police saved their own kids also that is correct there were also police officers that went in and took their own children out of the school while the rest of the team was waiting to go in and stop the shooter jesus yes. man as they're being as they're evacuating children they're evacuating their own children it's like every time something else comes out some new piece of information is more and more damning yeah it's disgusting. Yes, Bortac. Yes, so the Bortac team were there. They were there. They were being told to wait. Eventually, they said, "Fuck that." They went in. They dispatched the shooter and saved the children that remained. There were nine one one calls being placed by the children in the classroom that the shooter was in at the time. The police were still not going in. Um, it's horrific. Yeah, it's absolutely horrific. And since then, like I said several times, the amount of deception that has come. This is all what we've learned after the fact yeah. you know in the beginning it was very cut and dry this is what happened it's done they couldn't make it into school because they were taking too much fire eventually they made it in and they were able to save however many kids they want to save we couldn't do anything about it you know yeah. we found out since then that that is not the truth no there is more and more information like you said all of the time that continues to show their ineptitude and their willingness to lie i smell a false flag zeke says kids obviously died but all of this seems very sus i would be lying if i said to you i did not feel very weird about the entirety of this scenario yeah there this, are a lot of things that don't time. make sense there's this is like probably one of the first times somebody's talked about false flag on this one and i i go back and i look at all the things that have happened and then all the things that came out afterwards and i don't I'm hesitant to jump to that type of claim, but this one gets me really, yeah. really, really and cautious. And I definitely, especially being on this show, I would never, I would not say that is what happened. I yeah. would not say, and I am not saying that here as a representative of Salt of the Streets in this YouTube channel, I am not saying that it was a false flag. I am not saying that. That's for the YouTube people, so that there can, there can be no mistake. But, it's awfully fucking weird. Yes. It's, awfully weird and that's bilbo swag and the department is very hesitant to release anything on top of that the police chief of the uvalde police department because they have their own or the school district has their own police department right i don't remember what his name is he's also in their city council now that guy has refused to say anything at all he was on the scene didn't bring a fucking radio didn't have a goddamn radio during an active school shooting won't talk to the fucking police. CNN went to his house. He said, "I don't have shit to say. I don't have anything, I don't to, have say. anything to say." And, yeah, and then they're locking down the they're they're locking up the city hall building when they're in business, and like it it's all incredibly sus at this point. Yes. Nothing this, about this sounds this that, legit. This that Bilbo swag and Pete Arredondo. Thank you very much, Deborah. This, this excuse me that Bilbo's saying. I've just begun to hear about this just in the last two days. So yeah. I have not done that research, and I'm not saying that you're wrong. I just haven't – I don't have the details on that. Mm-hmm. I have begun to hear that the FBI 
surprise surprise <laughs> the fbi had knowledge that in 2018 there were teens they were planning an attack very very similar to this in yeah and it was planned to take place in 2022 yes. and there is and speculation at this right. point that this guy might have been involved in that one, and the other guys did not rat him out. Right. Um, again, that's all speculation now. And at this didn't point, take but... part in the actual plot itself, yes. just in plotting the event, but didn't take pl- didn't take part in the event itself. Yes. And, and just learning about this in the last two days. Yeah, I think I heard it on. I don't even remember which show yeah. now, but it was very very recent. And then the, there's a lot of weird things about this. The there I, I forget. Again, we listen to too many shows. When I started to take notes at work the other day, I was putting on the program of the note I was taking. That way I could make the reference back. But it was either commentary or, you know, commentary. I don't think it would have been Shapiro, so I'm going to go with commentary. But, uh, oh, and Tim Cast talked about it a bit. So it was probably on Tim Cast. I'm a pretty devout yeah. listener yeah. to that. So, um, But, yeah, there was, a, there was some weird speculation there. They, there's some talk about how this kid could have afforded all these things. And um, after looking at it, apparently he didn't have to pay for anything in his life. He was young, so he worked a part-time job, was just saving money, just saving money. But then you hear about, I mean, you know how much an AR costs. And you're going to go out well, and buy two of them. That's had, a lot. And a lot of ammunition. more specific, he had two Daniel Defense rifles, which are like two grand plus. Daniel Defense is a very high-end brand. Yeah. So those are $2,000 plus. And, and then the idea of, of the truck being Plus, stolen. Or I've heard being anywhere bought. from one thousand to sixteen hundred rounds of ammunition. You're talking about five to six hundred bucks just in ammunition, mm-hmm. you know. And that's like if you buy a bulk, five to six hundred bucks bulk. The sixty thousand dollar truck that I've also just learned that he bought. Yeah. I originally heard that he stole from his grandma, and so yep. that didn't seem weird. But now supposedly he bought a brand new truck. Yeah. And these rifles and all this ammunition, and uh, I didn't have body armor, but he had, um, body armor is not super expensive. But um, either way, to have all this stuff before your days after you turn 18 years old. How do you even buy a truck before you turn 18? Yeah, I don't think you can. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you could probably a private sale or something and like, like that, what, I his guess. his family but... didn't think it was sus for him to buy all that shit? In, I mean, they don't know about the guns and stuff, but like a 60K truck when you turn 18? You yeah, know, and, and you're working weird. like some small-time Like I've heard Wendy's Burger job. King, I don't know, some fast food place. Yeah, you know? I heard so a fast not, food job. You're not making fucking $20 no. an hour, $25 an hour, you know? Yeah. You're making minimum wage, maybe a little bit more. And so it's with, in Texas, so yeah. minimum wage is shit in Texas, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, and none of this stuff really makes... It, you know, once you start to put all those things together, logically, it becomes hard to put together and have it make Apparently any rational sense. Apparently, since he was 16. So, potentially two years of, like, if he had literally no other spending, you yeah. know, so potentially. That's a commitment, um, though, The man. truck is the weirdest part. The truck is what, like, yeah. really doesn't make sense. Because you also don't have credit at that point, so you're not going to get approved right. for a massive loan unless you get co-signers or something like that, which, again, I guess could have happened, but... <coughs> I mean, when you're 16 and you could drive, I mean, you don't hear 16-year-olds going out and buying new cars. It's always like your parents buy a new car and then give it to you or something like that. I don't know if it's possible for a 16-year-old to purchase something on credit. I don't – it doesn't seem like it should be possible to it's me. It's not. You can't have credit before you're 18 years old. Yeah, and that's when you get your little starter credit card and then you start to build up you know, credit over time and then you – and then when you're like 21 or something like that, you've got a great credit score. You go out and buy yourself a massive vehicle because you got a fucking sweet rate on it. And yeah, I, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. And the hourly wage in Texas, thank you, Deborah, seven sixty-five. 
I think that's the national. I think that's the national minimum. I think. Uh, yeah, but I wouldn't. Yeah. I, Texas being Texas, I wouldn't imagine they have it any higher no. than the national minimum wage. No. It's only Washington yeah. and fucking leftist ass states that we do shit like that. Yeah, bro. What is it fucking here? Like thirteen now. I mean, on the books, probably, but realistically, it's 15, 15 now. Yeah. Every single fast food joint I drive by now has a big-ass sign on there. 15, 16. 15, yeah. 16 dollars, immediate openings, daily interviews. Plus, most of them have sign-on bonuses yeah. from just a couple hundred bucks to like a grand. I saw Wendy's a couple hundred bucks, plus free meals when you're there. You get to take home a meal and like discounts and shit. Um, all fast food by me is 16. Yeah. Whoa. So that's, I don't know where you're at, Bill, but we're out of Washington state. Um, and so we're like an hour from Seattle. So yeah. obviously things are fucking expensive here. Um, Zeke, I worked in two jobs, one high school and had no expenses. I never came close to having enough money to purchase a vehicle. And that's, and, Word. and Zeke is, is a hustler. Yes, he is. A hustler. Can confirm. Yes. Indiana. Okay. Word. So Bilbo, Bilbo and Zeke. Right. So. They'll know what's up. Um, yeah. And that, that's funny, too, because even when you are that young, even if you got, like, a part-time gig at a fast food chain. Can't work you know, full-time. It's only part-time. Yeah. And you're, comparatively to, like, the rest of your friends, you're making fucking bank. Oh, yeah. And you're, you can buy all the magic cards you want. And, you know, for me growing up, it was like. Put gas in your car. Uh, yeah, I didn't have to worry about that. Thank goodness. Well, Zeke didn't have no fucking car. You know, no. Not to my knowledge. I know. I, we oh, yeah. You now. guys grew up yeah. together, dude. Zeke didn't have a car. No, we rode the bus together. Not yeah. on the same bus, but we rode the bus together. He used to ride his fucking bike to football practice. Making so, money. Yeah, he didn't have no fucking car. No. I bet you were living good, too, man, for a fucking 16-year-old. I love that stuff. But there's still no way I can logically put these things together in my mind and have it make sense. Don't make any sense. And so, obviously, there's going to be... I, I highly doubt this is the end of any kind of investigations. Oh, and the FBI is going to say, more, yeah, more he's stuff. super weird, but that's nothing. Yeah, and also, I don't... Yeah, I don't trust the FBI to do their fucking job here. No. Not because, yeah. If, if, the FBI, if the FBI ain't compromised all to hell at this point, I don't, I don't know what you're thinking at this point. The, the track record is pretty fucking clear to see if you got two eyes and want to look at it. Yeah. It's not good. So, since Uvalde, we have heard all of the trash takes in the world uh, come out of this. Yeah. All of the trash takes, right? So... First one, we've talked about a lot of these before. We'll, we'll go over them again real quick because why the fuck not? That's what we do on the show. This is an investigation that won't get investigated as it should. 100%. 100%. I think the, the investigation into the leak done by the Supreme Court will be a better investigation than into how 19 children died while police officers stood outside and listened. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is pretty fucking horrific. That sounds really fucking cold when you put it like that, but that is what happened. But that's what I think That is happened. exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, so let's see. One of the things again that we've heard, ban AR-15s. You got me fucked up. There, yeah. there is no fundamental difference between your right to. Chad, will you hand me that rifle, please? There is no fundamental difference in your right and your ability to own one of these. Right, this pistol here. Fun, no fundamental difference between that and that. Much. And this here. There's, there's no difference. These are all. It's no difference. The same, it's the same tool. No. These are different tools used for different jobs, mm -hmm. just as any other reasonable person would tell you. There is no difference. Don't let anybody convince you there is a difference. They are different tools for different jobs. Yep. This one can fit under my shirt. This one cannot. This one will put a bigger hole in you than this one will. Yeah. 
they don't like to tell you those things. They like to have all of these weird conversations about the way that, you know, nine millimeters blow people's lungs out and that two, two, threes disintegrate people's bodies and decapitate people. And I, I have to take a, a brief break on that, right? A brief moment on it. It's a really nice rifle. Isn't it? <laughs> we've heard a lot of things about, you know, these people were, were, were ripped to shreds by this and they were decapitated and they were, and I don't, I have never shot anybody with a rifle. I have, I've never shot anybody at all, right? But I, from the knowledge that I have of firearms, if the type of damage that they are describing was done to these children, it is not simply because he shot these children. It is because no. he chose to brutalize them with this weapon afterwards. If the children were decapitated by this gun, he chose to brutalize their bodies afterwards. Yeah. Okay? I don't. I don't see a world unless you're, I don't even want to like, unless you're shooting an infant that you are decapitating somebody by yeah. shooting them. Unless with the physics just don't do that. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, you could go so, on and watch uh, YouTube videos of like these different gun people on YouTube ballistic gels doing shit. ballistic gels and you could see. It doesn't make any sense. You could see all the various damage of different types of bullets, different calibers of bullets and all this stuff. And really the only caliber that i can think of offhand that essentially can turn somebody into like pink mist is like a 50 cal you know i mean you can take off you can destroy somebody without even hitting them with the 50 cal you get close enough the concussion around that round that is moving through the air can fucking destroy you from the inside out right and that it happens i mean but the, other than that caliber and i mean and that's a 50 calibers are not the same. We'll put it that way. They're not That's the same a, as anything. Totally Every different beast. Yes, it's a totally different deal. Yes, in the audience, sir. Remember the size of the hole in my deer from a 653 mark? I remember the size of the hole. And that's, again, yep. the things they don't tell you, yeah. you know, that they want you to have your hunting rifle, but they don't want me or Chad or anybody else to have these things here. This this that I'm wearing here, this special threat plate, right? That's like, maybe you can hear that. This this will stop the green tip AR rounds and the brown tip AKs, right? You could shoot me from your maximum range, and it would go straight through this. They Probably. don't tell you these things. They don't yeah. want to tell you these things. They. I would doubt they even actually know that. Oh, I, bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. There's no way someone doesn't tell them that. There's no way someone doesn't tell them that at some point. Yeah. Even if they've never seen it themselves. You don't say things like that and no one tells you, right? Maybe if you're Joe Biden because you're fucking senile. <laughs> and when right. you say 9, nine millimeter will blow the lung out of somebody, what's anyone going to say to you about it? You know? Yeah. No, I, I, don't, I don't buy that at all. I think there's well, definitely yeah. some people that don't. But I think there are tons of politicians that know that what they're saying is bullshit, but know that regular citizens don't know. People that are afraid to even look at or handle a gun don't mm -hmm. know. Yeah. And so when you tell them that a nine-year-old or 10-year-old was vaporized with an assault rifle, they're going to believe you. They're going to believe that you're shooting fucking laser beams out of that thing because they don't know. Yep. They don't know. They yeah. don't know. You know, they think that you can shoot 100 rounds in five seconds. They think that you can do these things. They think that you can own an automatic rifle right now. They think that you can go and buy an automatic rifle with no background check from a guy at a gun show tomorrow and no one can stop you. That's what they think. So they say these things because they know that you don't know. Yeah. Or they think that you don't know. They think that we don't know. And they know that they don't know. And they don't care. Yeah. Because as soon as they hear that a 10-year-old was killed with a scary-ass rifle 
Take that shit away. I don't need it. Why the fuck do they need it? You don't need yeah, it. I don't, you don't need, need it. it. More money to Ukraine. You don't need that shit. Ooh, I love oh, that one. Oh, isn't that Let's weird? send some super lethal weapons over overseas to go fight another proxy war. But it's, Isn't that weird that we're going to talk about how badly we need to defend the sovereignty of Ukraine because someone else is attacking them, but there isn't any possible use for an AR-15 in America? Not one. Nope. Not I a single use. But we definitely need to defend the sovereignty of another nation with our money and weapons. But there's no use for you having an automatic or a semi-automatic rifle in America. Yeah. No use. None whatsoever. No Unless use. you're hunting deer with Kevlar, I mean. The police will stand outside and arrest you while your children are murdered. There is no use for you to have an, a, a semi-automatic rifle in America. Mm -hmm. No use. Now, I'm not going to contextualize it in the exact terms that just happened. But let's say school shooting. Local community shows up. There's a line of police says you can't go in here, and every single citizen is armed to the teeth. There's no way the police are stopping them from going in there and taking care of business. That would not happen. That would not happen. I don't know that if I were in the position of those parents that I would have been able to stop myself from drawing that day. I don't, I don't, again, it's the same deal as earlier. I'm not trying to self-aggrandize myself, right? I, I, but I don't. I don't know that there's anything that would stop me from doing everything I could to save my children, yeah. especially if I'm being told by someone in body armor with a rifle that they can't do anything. Fuck, Fuck you. you. Yeah. Fuck you. And I, I obviously don't have any children, but I feel like as if I did, I, I would assume I'm going to think the same way. Yeah. Fuck you. Because there's nothing to, there's nothing that can stop a parent from. I mean, that one gal went in there. She didn't have nothing. a gun. She didn't have nothing. She yeah. just, she went in. I would sooner draw on an, on an armed police officer than stand around while my son was potentially murdered. Yeah. Absolutely not. Oh, fuck that. Absolutely not. There's no way. No, there isn't a single person on this planet who has the right to tell me that I can't do everything I, in my power to defend my son. Fuck you. You're no. not going to stop me. You will not stop me. Yep. You will not. And nor should they have the power or the ability or the ability to threaten you with further legal action or legal action oh, if God. you choose to take action yourself. That was so disgusting. If you aren't willing to put yourself in between a child, a 10-year-old, and an AR-15, get the fuck out of my way. Yep. Get the fuck out of here. And head straight towards the gunfire. Well-formed militia. Leave your fucking badge and go. Yeah. You don't deserve to be here. No. You have no business here. You, yeah, you have all the tools this, that you this, re refuse to use. The social contract thing that everybody's always talking about that, you know, oh, we, we, we allow them to have this control, this power, because they're going to defend you when it comes down to it. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. You're obviously not. So fuck this social contract. Fuck this nonsense that we're going through that we continue to prop up all the time that we're going to allow people to have power and control over us because they're going to look out for us. We've seen for the last two years, none of these people care about you. Nope. From the government down to the vast majority or a, a good portion of the police officers that are walking the street. They will stand by and watch your children die. They don't care about you. What is that line you used to always say? Uh... Every, Every major, major institution hates you and wants you to die. Boom. There's no question. Yep. Every major institution hates you and wants you to die. We're not talking about the individuals in them. We know teachers, right? Kara, Josh. I have no reason to believe that they hate me and want me to die. No. The bodies that they work for hate me and want me to die. Yep. They would rather me be gone so I can have kids and they can take their tax dollars because I've got two kids already. That's already more than I'm putting out. Why the fuck do they want me here? If I'm going to be a problem, 
They don't fucking want me here. Yeah. Every major institution hates you and wants you to die. Yes. I love that. I like all the new people, bro. I was like, you got to say the line. We got to get that line back in there. Uh, let's see. Let's catch up on some comments here. That's right. William Wallace, what about the weapons and equipment left after the Afghanistan plot? Mm, <laughs> isn't that weird? They look a whole lot like that rifle I was just holding. Right. Said they've got a real fancy switch on the back, so they shoot really, really fast. Yeah. And isn't that weird? And what is that uh, that line Dave Smith always says? Um, if you if you want to find out who the next war is going to be, look at who we're you know we're funding now or we're we're getting I, guns to said, now. And I've said the same shit about Ukraine. That yep. that's my biggest concern about this whole deal. We're giving them billions of dollars worth of weapons. What about the people who don't like what we did there? What about the ones that are upset? What about the guns that we're already seeing sold, the javelins we're already seeing sold on the black fucking market out of Ukraine for tens of thousands of American dollars? What about that? Yeah. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about all the things that look just like this that we're banning in New York, but we left hundreds of, thousands of in the desert for the terrorists that we just spent 20 years killing, torturing, removing their human rights. Those guys can have them now. Don't worry about yeah. that. That's going to end up real They can good. keep them. All those nods, all those beautiful night fishing, oh, they can have them. All the Blackhawks, oh, they can have them. All the Humvees, oh, they can have them. All those Toyotas that we brought over there, oh, they can have them. Don't worry about that. I just want to have the right to the weapons we left for the Taliban. Michael Malice. Amen. Michael Malice. Michael Malice has said, I don't make the. it's paraphrasing slightly, mm -hmm. I just want the right to own the weapons that I paid for the Taliban to have. <laughs> yeah, no fuck shit. Yeah. Yeah, fuck you. Yep. I'm not going to be told by some man who's willing to stand around and talk about how 9mm remove people's lungs, tell me how I can defend my family. Yeah. Fuck you. Also on that, uh, the 9mm uh, being a high high caliber round and stuff like that, you know how like police stations and you know police departments all over ha have switched out from the 9mm to the 45 ACP? Yes. Because the 9mm doesn't have enough stopping power? Because it's not enough. Amen. Because if you have high someone, caliber, you have even a regular person my size, let alone if they are hopped up on goddamn methamphetamines, you can shoot them 12 times in the chest and they will continue to walk. Yeah. Yeah. I've fucking seen it. it. So it happens all the time. I don't want to talk about lungs being blown out of people when wow. you you could shoot me multiple times and I could still walk at you. What are we talking about? Not you know, reality. The military did their own their own study with five five six, and it took an average of five rounds to take down a grown man. What are we talking about? I would believe it. But nine millimeter takes your lung out, right? Yeah. Takes five rounds of a five five six bullet. To, to take down the average person. And I think that's what it was. That even sounds small now. Yeah, right. It does sound small. Because, yeah, I mean, what you're talking about is a totally... We, we understand a little bit about calibers. But the, the normie that has no idea what a gun is or how they work or anything like that is going to hear something. You know, they're going to hear it from a trusted political advisor or a, you know, a politician that they wanted elected or something. And they're going to believe it hook, line, and sinker because they don't know any better. Sure Shot placement is important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm saying I carry a 10 millimeter every day. That will put a bigger fucking hole in you than than that right there. That's a big boom boom. Put a big fucking hole in you. That's right. I don't worry about that. I carry no. it. 10 rounds of it too, even if we're being sketchy about it. 10 Dude. rounds, that's fine. You know, it's no big deal. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm so I'm so tired of people and I guess when you're not talking about the politicians who, you know, you do make a good point. They they absolutely know. They especially cuz they've all fucking been around long enough. They understand what all this stuff does, but the average person has no idea. The average person that argues for gun control, 
is not somebody that generally is going to have a gun or have any any fundamental understanding of what the second amendment is for it's they may they they may know that it exists they hear it and then they they land on that one little say for the well-regulated militia and then they say okay well that's that's what that means done but they don't have any foundational principles centered in liberty to actually understand the true meaning of why that amendment exists and it is it has nothing to do with hunting no matter which way you slice it everybody in early America hunted because that's how you got meat right for the most part yeah there you could you could raise cattle and do that stuff but nine times out of ten if you're raising cattle back in the 1800s you're not eating those yourself because that's your livelihood that's your fucking money that's your bank account out in your field like that you're not using that yourself you're going to go out with your kids and you're going to give your small child the fucking musket to carry while you carry the other one and you walk out in the woods and you're going to go hunt bambi for some food so that your family can eat you're not going to dip into your fucking your life savings essentially just to try to eat some food there was no thought about hunting when it came to the second amendment because everybody did that all the time there was a way to survive and to live to make any correlation today otherwise you're selling you're selling something to somebody and you're lying to them obviously either that or you're just an absolute idiot who has no idea what they're talking about and probably should shut the fuck up yeah i'm so tired of the common man who who supports gun control telling me about my second amendment right you don't get to tell me what my rights are period that's what that's why i like the ninth one so much my, nobody gets to tell me what my rights are period 100 percent. that is not the way this works and that's i think it's a great point right it speaks to you know, my newsletter this month right yeah. at the end of it i the active call is for people who don't understand this situation mm. this entire scenario this discussion to remove themselves from it mm. i and I, I i even addressed in there and said i'm not calling for technocracy right because i even as we started this we've referenced it a thousand times we started the show and i said no american citizen needs an ar-15 i said that on the show yeah. you can still go back and hear it right yeah, if you for all you new people if you really uh like the practice of self-abuse you should go back to the podcast the actual audio podcast because we didn't do video back then the early days check out some of the first podcasts because we both have changed very 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 much um not to mention the quality of the show has changed a whole lot but you can get some very base knowledge of what our what our views were back then i think our first few shows were like well let's hit one right. issue at a time or something like that and go through and so i we've a lot of growth here i say that to preface that i understand what it is like to not understand yeah. i know what the mindset is to think that you know and actually truly not understand the situation so i don't blame anybody right and even one of the things i learned in this book that i just read is the there is no inherent feeling in the difference of being right and being wrong the only feeling is when you realize that you are wrong mm. So I understand right now you, you think you're right. You think that you're right. And I'm not trying to, oh, I'm better than you. I know, I, but I, I'm telling you, I've been on both sides of this argument. I've been there. Yep. I am telling you you're wrong. You yeah. don't know what you're talking about. And that's okay. I'm not telling you that you should hate yourself. I'm not shitting on you. It's okay that you don't know because especially with something like this, a lot of times it takes a really fucked up scenario to open your eyes to why we need this. I understand if you live a comfortable life and you've never been truly, really uncomfortable in a safety scenario, I understand how you don't get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. And it's okay. But if that's where you're at, 
I believe it is incumbent upon you now to remove yourself from this conversation. If you truly think, if, if you believe that we should be supporting Ukraine and also believe in an AR ban, you need to remove yourself from this discussion. You don't know what you're talking about. That's, okay? yeah. that's only one of several examples I laid out in the article. That if that's what you believe, you need to remove yourself from this because you don't know. You mm-hmm. don't get what is happening, and that's okay. It's okay to not know. You need to accept and understand that you don't know what we are talking about. And you've got to shut the fuck up. You've got to get out of this conversation. Because all you're going to do is mess it up with emotion and with scenarios, with horrific things that don't make any sense. With with children being vaporized and shit. That's all you're going to do. You're not adding to this scenario. That's not to say that a conversation about school shootings isn't a part of this discussion it Mm -hmm. absolutely is yeah absolutely is because that's a factor in the reality of of these rights of this liberty right it's absolutely a factor yeah but if that's what your focus is you don't deserve to be in this you shouldn't be in this discussion not that you don't deserve to everyone should be heard everyone deserves to be heard everyone deserves to speak their own mind you shouldn't be in this discussion you should be aware enough to remove yourself because all you are doing is fucking this up and when we all need this and it's gone because you chose to help take it away, it is your fault when you are left defenseless. Yeah. It's your own fucking fault. And if you don't get it, that's fine. You've got to take a step back. Yep. And it's it's not so much a shut up, get out of the room, you're not in this conversation. No, it's no. a shut up, it's it's time to quit talking, you've said your piece, and here yes. this is why you're wrong. Now it's time to listen. Time to and listen, you listen or remove yourself. And you internalize and you think about it. And then you go back and you have a new, you have, you have a, you need somebody to challenge your perspective. You need to listen to that perspective. You need to think about it. And then you re-engage. And when, and then when you re-engage, you might get more pushback because there are going to be things, especially in areas that you don't know shit about. There's a lot of facets, especially when it comes to the Second Amendment and guns. There's so many different facets to this thing that... Not everybody is up to speed on, even if you're up to speed on one, there's going to be more things to do. And when somebody challenges you, you respectfully listen to what they have to say, and then you think about it. And then you, again, you, you re-engage and then you have a, you have an engagement of ideas back and forth. Maybe the person you're talking to is going to take some perspectives from things that, that you had to say, even if, even if you were very ignorant on the subject. Sometimes that's a plus because there's out of, you know, the out of left field ideas that can come in and yes. might shape someone else's ideas. Yeah. But the minute you're just trying to shut shit down, make yes. shit illegal, you're doing the wrong thing. That's not how this works. Yeah. That's how democracy works. That's why democracy is so fucking dangerous. Yeah. No, I D- think I think that that's a really good point that 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 point that side the gun control side has has been argued it gets argued every time there's a, oh, yeah. every time there's a shooting every time there's anything it's we, so tired we get it we i understand mm-hmm. i understand that that children are being killed i mm-hmm. i get it i understand yep. that it, i don't i'm not ignorant to that fact because i, I like guns right and i'm not unsympathetic I, I either no yeah. i have children of my own I, yeah. I get it i understand right we're we're past that now mm-hmm. and i understand Oh, that sounds horrific. You don't care about children. I, I absolutely do. I have children of my own. I absolutely care. I absolutely do. Mm-hmm. We're past that now. This conversation is bigger than that. We're, it's way bigger. We're past that now. Yeah. So if you're not prepared to listen, right? Because like you said, your side has been argued. I understand it. I understand. I understand the magazine bans. I understand the safe storage. I understand all of these things, right? I, I get it. If you're not prepared to listen, it's time to remove yourself. Yep. Because the conversation is past that. We're, we're way too far past that now.
Yeah, man, it's exponentially at this point. I miss the days when... No, no, I don't even know what I was going to say. But I I, uh, I had a whole other point, too, I was going to bring up. Hmm. Uh, nope, there it goes. Yeah, no, I got nothing on this one. Damn it. Yeah, no, that's fine. I think the last real thing that I want to cover of what we're... What, what we could see, right? What could potentially come in the future? Um, there's been all kinds of different legislation being thrown around all over the place, all mm-hmm. kinds of different ideas and everything. Um, we saw the House legislation come out yesterday, right? That comes that covers it, or two days ago, maybe it covers a couple of different things. Um, yeah, it's really basic, to be honest. It's... Yeah, and we've heard even senators come out and say, whoever, Chris Murphy, I think, is the one that's working on it, say, like, you know, we're not going to try and pass something that's an assault weapons ban because that's not going to happen right now. Yeah. That's not a realistic goal for us. Yeah. So it sounds like they're trying for Senate sounds like they're trying for a red flag law. They're that's trying they for a national like. red flag law. Yeah. Um, what was in the House one? The House bill, H.R. 7910, which just passed the other day, is raising the age to 21. For, um, which, for again, assault weapons is what for they say. Assault for semi-automatic rifles. Semi-automatic yeah. rifles. Yeah, semi-automatic. States, it's already 21 for handguns because... Yeah. Shocker, most murders are committed with handguns. <gasps> surprise, surprise. It's not centerfire most rifles? gun crime is committed with a handgun. Isn't that fucking yep. shocking, Chad? I will say this. Um, in the one of the conversations... The easier thing to conceal is what more people get killed with. Isn't that weird? That one rocks the brain, doesn't ah, it? <laughs> you fucking got me. You fucking got me. Uh, one of the things that was interesting about this one, though, is because there's been a lot of talk about shotguns when it comes to... You know, uh, you can have a shotgun, you know, old man Biden out, go oh, out there right, and unload right. a few rounds. But Shoot one a of the shot in the air. You'll be all right. Yeah, right. One of the things that is involved Criminal with the raising guns, of right? the age for center center files, they put it. I'm going to man, I'm really tongue tied around this one. Center fire semi-automatic rifles. They also included s- center fire semi-automatic shotguns. In oh, that so as like well, a combat shotgun. Yeah, when you can have a yeah semi-automatic shotgun, which again, or a hunting shotgun, a hunting right. shotgun, boom, boom, boom. Shit. Yeah, just higher quality hunting shotguns. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that one over there, mine's not semi-automatic. I got a pump action motherfucker. Right. I like the pump though. That's a personal yeah. choice. It's, yeah, it's just a preference. You know, it's just a preference um, thing. And I'm pretty quick on that shit, too. That's all I'm saying. Warning shots deal. are not authorized. thousand percent. You're getting in trouble <laughs> for shooting at somebody. A thousand percent. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> if you're shooting at somebody, you better intend to kill them. Yes. Sorry, you um, continue, and then I want to talk about Bilbo's thing. So we've got uh, preventing gun trafficking, which is some kind of intercommerce, interstate commerce Fuck lines. You. It's some bullshit. Um, untraceable firearms is now they're starting. They're they're defining ghost guns essentially as any firearm that is untraceable, and they they want to have every single firearm, including high capacity magazines which comes later on traceable I so they, they want everything to be traced one of the other things that in new york will just to, on that point right mm-hmm. one of the things from new york is they're going to implement create and implement a micro stamping system for to put a tracer or a tracker or some type not a tracker like an electronic thing but a stamp on every bullet or cartridge that is fired out of a gun to make it easier to track back to an individual gun so New York is going to go ahead and spearhead this yeah. new program. That seems to, like a great way yeah, to um, track every single human being on the in the country. A micro-stamp, I think, is what they call it. You keep going. I'll oh find it here. Then we'll talk. Um, the other one that is really interesting is there's been a lot of talk about safe storage laws, if you will. Yes. And then the big question is, well, how do you enforce a safe storage law? Safe storage. In this, and then, that, sorry, go ahead. And I'll say in this particular bill, it's not so much about uh, 
that that type of enforcement. It's it's about on the front end when you purchase a rifle. There's a requirement now in this bill, anyways. It's it, it's never going to get approved in the house, but in this bill, it would be required that all manufacturers put a big fat sticker on it and say, you know, like guns are dangerous. I can't remember the actual verbiage. I can find it, but like a, um, like the Surgeon General's warning on a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, or uh, I think a more if you don't know a gun is dangerous, then they shouldn't sell you a gun. Yeah. And I think the more apt analogy is the explicit lyrics stamp on a okay. CD. This is like a real, it's stupid. Of course, guns are dangerous. Yeah. That's no So shit. is a fucking chainsaw. Right. But anybody can go buy one of those. You hit yourself in the face um, with a hammer. Yeah. And then it's a bunch of like grants and money to help support the the programs that, in, that uh, 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 like push for. Oh, uh, more taxes? Uh, well, it's definitely more taxes, obviously. It's got to come from somewhere. Nice. It comes out of your pocket. But, we definitely don't have any room in the budget already. we got to no. draw new revenue. We should have had more COVID money is what we should have done. It's to try and charge the manufacturers so they eventually run out of business to do legal fees. They want manufacturers to be tried for shootings. Yes. Yeah, 100%. that's insane. Um, they want to close the bump stock loophole, which, again, Did I don't, it? it's... I'm sorry. Donald Trump already banned bump stocks. It's from the... But it's an NFA regulation. It's not an actual law. So they want to make it a fucking law. Um, the Keep Americans Safe, which is the Title Five, and that's kind of the uh, that's the high capacity magazines. They don't want anything more than fifteen rounds. Um, if it's higher than a twenty-two, can't be more than fifteen rounds. Do you know the last time I checked, twenty-two is the deadliest caliber in the United States? It certainly is. More people die from twenty-two than any other caliber in the yeah. United States. Yeah. That's because it's such a pussy-ass bullet. And maybe so, even the world. Maybe so even the world. I'm pretty I sure. Would, I would question it just because of how common AKs are around the entirety of the planet. But 22, I think, definitely the United States. Definitely Potentially the, United States. the entire world. Yeah. It's because, yeah, I mean, you get shot with a you get shot with a 22. Odds are there's not going to be an exit wound. It's going to go in there. It's going to hit bone. It's going to hit density. And it's just going to bounce around. Stuff. Yeah. And it's going to get some fucking JFK magic bullet type shit going on. And that's, that is more dangerous than a, than a pass, pass through. Blows lung right out of you. <laughs> Blows lung right <laughs> out of you. Die instantaneously. So my father killed himself with a 22. Oh shit. My grandfather. I'm really sorry to hear that. I'm just a cover. So I'm 22 assassin weapon of choice. Yeah. Yep. That's what, what uh, the night stalker killed every 22, 22 yep. revolver. Yeah. What, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? We're talking about insanity. Bro, a 100-round twenty-two drum mag is about this big. Yep. Like, it's it's very, very small. You can put that in your pocket. Yeah. You could put it in your pants pocket. It's so tiny. What are we talking about? You could break apart a Ruger twenty-two and put it in your pants and put the magazine in your pocket and no one would know. They, they you purposely... you could kill 100 people. They purposely make collapsible, what they call them, survival rifles. Yes. Collapsible twenty twos that can be compact down to something about that size. And it's, it's essentially meant to, like, throw in your backpack if you're going to go into the woods because now you got a little vermin rifle you can bring with you. Or, you know, if you need it's, some way to hunt or whatever it is, you, you right. have that tiny little thing. That you can and shit, birds. And, yeah. yeah I'll, and it's that, that's the type of stuff that I say you don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. That's the shit that you literally don't know what you're talking about because all you're going to do, anybody who wants to kill people is going to do exactly what the fuck I just said. Put the shit in their pants and put the goddamn magazine in their pants and walk into a crowded building and shoot a bunch of fucking people. Yep. It's exactly what they're going to do. Could definitely do that. It doesn't make any sense. It's a great hiking gun. Amen, bud. I'm not trying to pack in a big ass old school wooden fucking 22 into the woods for fucking 10 miles. No. That's why I make my brother do it. But, <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, it's everything. I was going to make, I remembered earlier um, when we were doing the compare and contrast of like the rifle and the pistol, right? Yes. We're talking about a tool. 
yeah. like a saw. I always I always make the reference to a saw. Because a like a wood saw. There is, well, because one could be considered, you know, there is a saw, which is there is a gun. There is a, a handsaw, very standard to have. That might be a pistol or something like that. And then you have a more specialized tool, like a pipe saw that you use specifically for doing that thing. It's the only difference between various styles of rifles, various right. styles of firearms all through it. It's the same tool that could essentially be used in the same fashion right. in different capacities, but it's the same exact tool. I think that's a really good metaphor because all of the nuance that exists around different types of guns, you start to get in, like you said, table saws and shit like that. So now you're talking about a short-barreled rifle, right? That's more preferable if you're going to be in a house or some shit like that, right? That's what yeah. you'd want that. You don't want a fucking 16-inch rifle doing that. If you're going to go hunting, that's why you have a completely different gun. That's a very good, that's a very, very good analogy. Yeah, you know, very good. Bilbo Swaggins agree with you. Thank yeah. you, sir. I appreciate it. No, that. I, the saw in particular, too. Like, that's yeah. very you also good. have a chainsaw. Yes. Yeah. You have a fucking, exactly. You got a yep. shotgun. This is for you want. You got a big job. <laughs> I got a yeah. big job. That's, a, that's very good. I'm that's not trying to very, chop down a fucking good. tree with a pipe saw, bro, but I am going to use a goddamn chainsaw. Is that a metaphor or an analogy? It's a metaphor, right? Let's or go with analogy? that. Maybe both. Maybe it's an idiom. Metaphor is when you say <laughs> something is like something else, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. An analogy is when you just compare it to a larger thing. So I think it's both. Yeah. Right? Yeah, let's, let's go with that. I'm not smart enough well, to get really to the end of that right one. We're really smart right now. We sound really <laughs> smart. Welcome to all the new people. I got go, yeah, right. to us. I'm getting my grammar Jesus book out. Christ. <laughs> I promise. Just read the article. I promise it's good. You're right. <laughs> you don't need to worry about what a metaphor or analogy is. Don't worry. Just, just read that. I swear it's good. No. Uh, um, okay, so yeah, we saw that house, but oh, this is uh, from New York. The legislation would also establish a micro-stamping program that would require newly manufactured guns to mark its bullet cartridges with a unique code that would make it easier to trace it back to the original weapon. So you're talking about casings, essentially? The That's casings, what it sounds like. So when they pick up the casing, they yeah. can find the gun and see which gun fired it. Well, they and can, can, they can, they can find the person who is registered to. Say so ballistics will get you there anyway, right? It's just a harder road to... It's a harder road to hoe. Yeah. I love that turn of phrase. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's the same deal. I mean, ballistics can be... I mean, they do it all the time now to figure out where where the most likely spot was that the shooter stood. And right. I mean, they do that shit in uh, like uh, poaching cases and stuff all the time. Right. You know, there was right. a good scene in the beginning of Yellowstone where they kind of talked about that a little bit with like the game warden and shit and trying to recreate this one scene because they're trying to hem some dude up. And, you know, that kind of stuff. You Yeah, if you got somebody that really knows what they're talking about, you can look at an impact area of a round and more or less kind of determine where it was fired from. Right. Like, you know, the book depository, of course. <laughs> you, I was like, that you didn't, you no, didn't no, pick no, that one No, no, I got you. <laughs> I, read, I read Bilbo's comment again. I was just thinking about oh, your yeah. saw analogy. It's, it's so good. Hot it's dog. so, so good. Every now and again, bro. No, that's every now and again. You're, <laughs> you're too much. You're too much. No, so those are things that I think that we're potentially going to see. We've already seen these uh, different state bills come out so this is going to continue to happen in our own state of washington right we have the magazine ban that just happened we have the kicking uh, in next month home manufacturing ban that just happened um all these things so only if there's a bullet to pull ballistics oh okay so, that, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. so that's what i thought that's i yeah. if you have the actual bullet out of the body that's that's what i thought so but this is going to be if the casing is there then you can use the casing because the casing will just obviously tell you what kind of you can see on the case what kind of bullet it came out of yeah so that's yeah. If that's not a lesson in police or brass, I don't know what it is, man. Right. right. <laughs> I do kind of on the on the you know on side note. I 
it drives me nuts when I go to a place and there's just steel casing left everywhere. Every time I go to any, like our range spots and stuff, I yeah. always try to police up more than I brought. Yeah. Which is just, because that shit pisses me off, man. And I always, I go so back and forth, you know, on just on that stuff. Any other trash, I'll always take. Yeah. Like it's casings are the only thing that I'm like, which I should, you know. It's a little bit hypocritical. It's definitely but. an undertaking, though. I'll say that. And much. that's it's like know, especially if you... we run around so much, bro. We're out to if you're talking about you're starting out just warming up, you know, like 15 or 20 with the pistol and stuff, and yeah. then we're going out to fucking 125 and we're running in from there. Yeah, like that's a yeah, that's a big that's a big job. Yeah. To I think the general rule of thumb here from William Wallace is to say you know leave the area cleaner than you found it, and yes. I think that's and then even if you miss some of yours. You brought, I mean, we know how many rounds we expend every time because right. that shit, I mean, you're basically counting dollars every time you fire. You'd be so. blasting, bro. Yeah. You'd be blasting. And so, you know, you could you could do your part. Yeah. But um, anything else we want to hit right now? Um, I don't know. How long have we been things, going? Different state bills, uh, New York bill. I want to talk for a second about celebrities, right? Because we oh, have Matthew yes. McConaughey show up at the White House. Yeah. And always celebrities are always saying things, you know. They're always going to go out and make their, their points and donate and do all the shit. And, you know, uh, what every town was like tripling donations for the first week after the Buffalo shooting. And, yeah. they're, and every town horrific. is... Every town is Mike Bloomberg's anti-gun organization. Yeah. And they were tripling people's donations. Um <sighs> Yeah, like double matching uh, yeah. people's donations for the weekend immediately after the Buffalo shooting. Um, so I want to talk about the celebrities for a second, right? Because I posted uh, a clip that I saw. I didn't watch the Matthew McConaughey thing, and I'll, we'll explain that a little bit more as we get into it. It will make more sense. But I saw that he was there at the White House, and I posted a clip of him on my Instagram story, and I said something to the effect of, I thought that we already learned that we shouldn't be letting celebrities run our country. Right? <laughs> right. And I had a couple of different people question me about that. I'm like, what does this have to do with celebrities running the country? Well, first do of you all, remember? just like I said to you, right, I don't know what makes Matthew McConaughey uniquely qualified to be discussing the Second Amendment and gun rights with me. Yeah. Right? He's not a Second Amendment scholar. He has never shotguns for any type of real reason outside of making movies right and things like that in his own anything other than i've done yeah. so there's no experience other than that there isn't anything i don't even want to qualify to there isn't anything uniquely that makes him uniquely qualified to be discussing what we should and shouldn't be doing with our gun rights and yeah. what my gun rights are right what my second amendment rights are mm -hmm. so i was extremely irritated that he was not only able to walk through the Capitol and knock on doors to discuss anything that he wants regarding gun legislation with, with any representative or senator that was there. Mm -hmm. Not something that any, any American can do. You can make an appointment, right? Yeah. But you can't reasonably expect to just show up at their office and just get to sit down. Matthew McConaughey, some guy who's in the fucking movies, is able to go there and do that. Yep. After that, he's able to go into the White House press briefing room and read a prepared statement to the entirety of America. Why? Because your name is Matthew McConaughey? I don't give a shit what you have to say. Because you're from Uvalde, Texas? I don't give a fuck. When I yeah. was in high school, there was a shooting at Arbinger Elementary School and a first grader died. Should I have then? I asked you, should I, should I then have spoken about that? Was that my opportunity? Was, is that when we should discuss it? Is because I was there? Or because not because I was there? Because I live in this town? Mm -hmm. And so at that point, I was uniquely qualified? Why do I give a fuck 
what Matthew McConaughey has to say about what my rights are. Why does anyone care about what his take is on what the laws should be? Mm-hmm. He's not a he's not a government official. He's a fucking yeah. celebrity. And even then, he, you know, when he was there, like I have no, I don't ne- necessarily despise a celebrity that comes up and talks. It's you have first if you, rights. I don't care what yeah, you say. If you have something of substance that you can say, and you have a principled position to take, and you want to talk about that, cool. That's fine. We'll listen to you. But that's not what we had with Matthew McConaughey. No. This was a due to the circumstances of where he was born. They decided he was a good voice. He got up there. He told, uh, you know, it's what I call tragedy porn at this point. And he because told, they know who he is. Because they, yes, they didn't take they a have, random person from Uvalde no. and let him talk. Nope. They took Matthew McConaughey, who doesn't fucking live there, right? He's from there. Yeah. They could have taken uh, someone who works in a grocery store whose neighbor died in, in the school shooting, right? Mm-hmm. They live next door to a kid that was murdered in the school shooting. Why not let that person talk? Right? They're a little bit separated. They still live in that town. If yep. that's the only qualification is that they live there. Yeah. Why not let that person talk? There isn't anything that makes him uniquely qualified nope. to be there. Yeah. It's just that people know what his face looks like. Exactly. And if that's all. And it sucks because when it comes to Matthew McConaughey, he has over the last couple of years, I mean, he's been very outspoken, I guess, just about political matters and trying to he's think about certain things. Yeah. And, stuff like that. and you know, and he's he has, I think, more than the average person tried to kind of think about certain things um if if the statement that he read the other day was any reflection of how he truly what he truly believes as far as second amendment rights then he has nothing is not exactly and we don't you know if that was the case though even then he doesn't make any principled arguments about anything it's all appeals to emotion and like i said in earlier in the show the the worst, the absolute worst time to try to craft some form of legislation is when you are in emotional pain or if you are in, if there's been some kind of emotional trauma done to a society at large, because nobody is thinking rationally at that point, And you're going to make some fucking Patriot Act decisions and really live to regret them. And it's not the time to be doing that. And if, if the demand from society is action. We need to take action. You hear fucking Crystal Ball talk about this. We have to do something. So you think we should why just do nothing? The f- why do we have to do something? Right. Why? Why? You know, you know what we should probably be doing is making sure the goddamn police are going to do their fucking job if something like that happens. When they literally just did a goddamn active shooter drill like the week before this thing happened and everybody's just sitting around with their thumb up their ass as kids die. That's what we should be talking about. Not about trying to raise the, the gun buying age to 21. That'll do it. That'll do it. It may. I'm gonna less bullets per magazine. That'll do it. Yeah, I'm gonna write this down real quick because I got something uh, we could discuss in the grab bag a little bit. Yeah, that's 100%. semi close to this thing. Um, something we've talked about before uh, about uh, the age of adulthood and you know the yeah. your prefrontal cortex yeah. and shit. Um, I'm gonna write that down. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm. I'm just. I'm. I, I hate the tragedy porn that gets put out after a legit tragedy happens. Because it is so blatantly transparent that they're trying to sell you something. And they're going to use the emotional manipulation to do it. Well, and they can't even... They can't even... You're spitting on these kids' graves is what you're doing. Can't even get somebody who's going to speak in a genuine fashion because he's standing up there. The one clip I saw was from Crystal and Sagar watching Breaking Points. We need to restore our American values. It's... 
you're not even just talking. You're delivering a speech. You're give, you're, it's not genuine. You're yeah. delivering a speech that someone, maybe you wrote. Someone probably wrote a lot of it for you. I would you hope know? so. I, why? Why are we letting this happen? Yeah. Why are we allowing these people to have this type of influence over our popular culture, over our society in general, yeah. over our act- the legislation that's going to happen, the way that you feel about our rights and the laws that we live under? Right? No. Why? Why? It is it is evil to use this as a political talking point. A thousand percent. Yep. A thousand percent. I hate to keep pumping it. I'm going to do it. You guys are new here. That's one of the things that I said in this newsletter, right? If you, if you are using the so recent death of children, especially after this one, right? Immediately after it happened. Immediately. There were talking points before we even knew what the details were. We didn't even know what type of gun the guy had used yet. People are already talking about bad AR-15s. We didn't even know what he used yet. Yeah. If you are so willing to use the the freshest death of children to my, try and make a political talking point, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. You, you are, are a evil. horrible, horrible person. You're fucking evil. Yep. You don't care about these children. You don't care at all. Right? You don't care about this. That's why our social media, we were posting shit about guns immediately that day. About like, don't take our fucking guns away. Because it's not the goddamn point right now. 90 kids just died. Let's give yeah. it a fucking minute. Let it breathe for a minute right when we know something then we will talk about what is potentially actionable and what we maybe should do yep. right at this point like you said the only actionable thing we need to figure out what the fuck happened with these cops and get that shit handled yeah because two weeks ago they did a drill in the, in this same school or a school that like what are we talking about yeah what are we talking about here and we're just going to allow this guy to not say anything the chief of police to hide from everybody and not do anything about it right Greg Abbott, the attorney general, the deputy, the deputy governor aren't going to do every, they're not at this guy's house saying, what the fuck happened here? Yeah. What happened here? 19 kids are dead and you guys sat outside. What the fuck happened here? Where's the accountability? No one, just no one gives a fuck. We're just going to let them not say anything at all. Get the fuck out of here. Greg Abbott, wheel up to his goddamn house and say, what the fuck happened here? You lied to me. What happened here? Wheel up. I don't. House. I'm not trying to. I'm. That's the yeah, reality. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not trying to be a dick. It, yep. it is funny, but I'm, I'm. The reality. Go to his house. What the fuck happened here? He's a public official. You're a public official. Make what that shit happen. happened here? Yep. Member of the city council who just got him on there, who chose to not take him off. Go to his house. Say, man, what the fuck happened here? What is going on? Man, where Where are what you? What is going on? Why are you lying about things? Why are you lying? You, if you fucked up, just be honest, because it's too late now. The kids are already dead. They're already dead. It's too late. Oh, yeah. What the fuck happened here? God, I instead, hope he gets civilly sued into fucking oblivion. Instead, we're going to grandstand. Oh, you can't, because the police officers don't have a constitutional... They are not... What the fuck am I trying to say? They don't have a legitimate requirement to protect and serve you. Mm-hmm. They don't. There is no nope. constitutional authority that requires them to protect and serve. There is no... You can't sue them. Yep. Because they don't have, they are not required to. You can't sue them. Yeah, they may late. have a, they may have like a local protocol or something, but that's not law. No. So yeah, I guess no. you can't. Yeah, sue they them. wrote it in the policy that you you need to go in first, so you'll lose your job. Yeah. Oh no, you won't be a cop anymore. Fucking good. You shouldn't be a cop anyway. <laughs> yep. Fucking good. You get to walk free, and people lost their goddamn kids, and nothing is going to happen. You get to lie and sit in your goddamn house. I get caught caught up sometimes looking no, at the that's chat. Fine. It's it's horrific, man. <laughs> it is. They also had an AI program to help with training for this type of situation to make exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They were they they should work for us. They that is supposed to be how it is. Yep. But 
But yeah, sadly, I think uh, in the the concept care. that any government official works for the people anymore, no, I think gone. is it's it's gone. No, they don't. No, care. The republic is dead, and we all watch it happen. No, and that became very apparent to me when I sat in that that Facebook town hall with Derek Kilmer and he was able to shit on my question and then everybody in the group chat was able to talk about how I was a gun and a crazy person yeah. and he's just like, ah, it's fine. Ah, don't worry about it, you know? Nothing's going to happen. Nope. Nothing's going to happen. I'm just going to continue to post about how we need to continue to restrict these rights, but nothing's going to happen. It's fine. It's fine. They don't care. Nope. You know, when I waited a month for a, for an answer from Drew Hansen until after the con- the legislative session already closed, they don't care. Yeah. None of these people care about you. Nope. None of them. They all hate you and want you to die. And on that note. Yes, on that note, we can uh, go ahead and we'll take our three-minute break at the end of this part three. Mm-hmm. And, uh, after this, we will come back for part four, which is the final part. We have our grab bag segment. We have some random topics to go in there. I don't really have any sports today. Um, it's leading up to football season. We're getting there. Sports is really football on this yeah, show. Right. Football is about the only sport <laughs> I care about. I know like the basketball playoffs just happened. I think that... Probably the finals are going to happen here pretty soon. I don't know. I'm not following that shit. Um, so much fucking money, man. Yeah, I don't no, care. Football, football is about to, get, about to be happening. So I've just started the fantasy listing. I'm starting to dip yeah. my toes back in. So yeah. we got it's it. fine. I'm fine. It's fine. fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in part four, like I said, we have the grab bag. We're oh. talking about uh, some of the effects that have happened from parts two and three, like the shooter, the attempted shooter outside of Kavanaugh's house. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about January 6th. There's some good things going on in part yeah. four. So with that, we'll be back in three minutes for part four. Thank you, guys. Back. Thank you for coming back or joining, joining, re, rejoining us, everybody. Thank we you up. For, thank you for coming back. We're here for staying with Thanks. Thank you for staying with us. That's that's what I'm looking for. Boom. Thank you for staying with us. Ah, don't worry about it, Bilbo Swaggins. You're new. No, it's perfect. Upper left. Um, they make a lot of fantastic music. They also make music as individuals. Mm-hmm. Denzel 2AM is the singer. He does most of the singing. The Candy man, dropper. The man rapping in that particular song. His name is Mac Rays. You can find all of them also on our through our Instagram. You can mm-hmm. they're linked in there, obviously. Um, PNW Nils. They've all also been on the show before. So yep. you, if you search that on YouTube, you can find them. And there we're linked to their stuff in their episodes. Yeah. And also one dot, right? One dot. One dot. RJ. Yeah. So all them. Yeah. No, they're fantastic. Um I have to criticize myself to become better. That's Amen. The only dude. way is success. I fucking understand yes, that. Yes. <laughs> I want to thank everyone again for staying with us. You are watching us, obviously, on our YouTube.com, Salt of the Streets. We also have our Facebook, our Instagram, fuck Facebook, our Patreon, everything at Salt of the Streets. You can find all this at saltofthestreets.com along with our personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Call us at Big Bird Offy on both of those things. Make sure that you like, subscribe, share this content if you guys are into it. Tell your friends about it. We are trying. We're trying to make a better and bigger show all the time, so make sure you also go to the Patreon. You subscribe there. You can get our newsletters there. We have the beer shows. We have the book clubs. We have all this stuff. The book for this month is, I should have said this earlier, is Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. This is the one for this month. We are we had the pages page, I think it's like 11.8 pages. So it's not too late. It's only yeah. 11 days in. If you're a quick reader, you can totally still catch up and stick with us. And we'll be there live streams every Thursday on our Instagram to go over what we've read that week. Then there's a review preview at the end. It comes out on the first of the month. It's fantastic. The only good part of Facebook is trolling the NPR page with my stupid top fan badge. Oh, my God. I love that so much. That's so awesome. Good for you, Bilbo. Good for you. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. Dude, yeah, because I listen to the NPR 
podcast every morning. I think you do too. Up first, yes. right? I just got back into it. I listen to NPR a lot in the car. Oh yeah, that's I'm right. A lot in the car of, of KUOW is our local mm-hmm. NPR affiliate. Oh man, so and how of, woke is it? It's not good. It's so woke. I remember my first equal pay day. Yes, every year they have an equal pay day that's all day on KUOW, and they continually, just just what you think, to continually discuss the plight of unequal pay between men and women. Yeah. So the entire day is, it's equal pay day. It's all about equal pay. Yeah. Because you know how we subjugate women in this country. Like, I wish it wasn't so easy to find, like, for lack of a better term, the oppo research, because it's everywhere. It's worth a duck, duck, go. It. Uh, you can't Google it. You can't it's Google worth it. Duck, duck, go. Eh, I don't. I don't. They. If you think it's true, it's worth it's a true. Duck, duck, go. That's true. Use a you use a brave browser at yeah. this point. Because you remember, I don't know if we talked about it on the show at all, but DuckDuckGo had made some statements about censorship, and they're on board with censorship. And now I'm like, oh, okay. Well, fuck off, DuckDuckGo. Oh, uh, I think I'm, it's now still... I use the Brave search engine. Oh, yeah. I still fuck with DuckDuckGo, but I also have I still have my uh, what's it called the VPN all the time. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say it is still nice, though, because, yeah, DuckDuckGo is still pretty good. Like, if you're looking for a document and you're not finding on, on, it still works pretty well for that. Or just stories that aren't from the big corporate media. Yeah, the corporate fucking press. Usually, yeah, I'll always, if I need something from them, I'll hit a Google because I know I can find a number one. And if I need something that I know they aren't going to cover, then I'll just hit a DuckDuckGo. That's (laughs) the only way that I'm going to find it is through DuckDuckGo. Yeah. So... Well, before we start diving into our fun little grab bag show, yes. let's uh, let's grab a, a beer chacho. Yes. Okay. You so, take your pick. Um, we got a Saison and a Marzen beer, a.k.a. October. Oktoberfest. Give you your favorite. I oh, like I do love me a Saison, man. The tall boys, so they're not going to fit all of it in here. DuckDuckGo still uses Google to search. Yeah. Then how... I'm a fucking computer idiot, Bilbo. I, you, you will <laughs> learn that here. I am oh, I'm not a, to be pouring this on camera. I'm not a computer person. Right, I'm fucking this one up anyway, so you don't need to see right. it. No, that's okay. I'm going here. here I'm going to hide my shame. Here, I'll put you on camera. Oh, <laughs> you want some wood? Yeah, have some. That's fine. That's a Go good tan. color. That is a nice color. Mm. It's not as dark as no. some of the Marzins. I expected it to be a little more brown. Yeah. 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 Most of the Marzins I have are generally a little darker than that. Oh. Kind of pretty close to the beer we were having last time. Yeah. All right. Oh, man. I love... I don't know what it is about these Saison beers because they're kind of soury, but they're also kind of spicy. Yes. Yeah. This one's definitely a little sour. Oh, I love it. I love Belgian beers, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Well, cheers, buddy. Cheers. It's a great show. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here. This is such a fantastic show. I can't tell you how happy I am. This is my first... For anybody who's... Who's new here? This is my first show back from paternity leave. Our first show back. I just, my wife just had our second child. Her name is Reason, and she's a beautiful, beautiful baby girl. And named after Reason Penelope Tucker. That's right. Named after Reason Penelope Tucker, of uh, the Donner Party fame. Yeah, the so, indifferent stars above, I believe. He yes. was featured great, greatly in that book, which That's is also right. That's you right. can watch the review preview of that on our on our YouTube channel here. The review preview I got so heavy into that I delayed our show that day. It was because so I talked good. about it so much because I read that book twice in one month because it was so fucking good. Yeah. And so I talked yeah a lot about a man named Reason Penelope Tucker. Fantastic, fantastic person. He saved so many fucking people, dude. He made three different trips into the mountain to save members of the Donner Party. He 
had no family members in the Donner Party. He had no affiliation with them. He even paid other people who volunteered and then got scared halfway up the mountain. He paid them out of his own pocket for them to continue on the journey and do what they agreed to do. Yeah, and we talked about the equivalent about the amount of money he was paying them. It, it was, was like 115 like, bucks a yeah, day. A person a day yeah. out of his own pocket that he paid like five dudes just That's to do something crazy. they agreed to do. Yeah, right? Yes. <laughs> They thought they were they thought they were real, and they agreed that they would hike up this mountain to go and save people. And when they got up there, it got really difficult. And they said, "Oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do and this. It's too said, hard." Y'all are pussies. I'll pay you 115 a day, a dude, to keep going. There's children up there. There's women up there. Horrific. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I remember too. It was like uh, a couple months after you did the book for the book club. Um, Rogan was talking about it on the show. He was talking about reading that same book, and I was like, oh, I know that one. That's a great book. That guy and his brothers named all their sons George Washington, Lafayette, John Adams, so that they couldn't forget where they got their liberty from. Mm -hmm. And he told us his family and his sons, everybody, your liberty is the most precious item that you have, the most precious possession that you have. Reason Penelope Tucker was America wrapped up into a dude. <laughs> a short, bearded man. Yeah. A real hero, unlike the police in Texas. Yeah. Holy shit. Hot. Bilbo's Hot out take. here dropping fire. Yeah, I'm out here. That's a good take. Yeah. Yeah, you can find that review preview. So you have one that you want to start the yeah. grab back off with. What do you I'm kind of working off what we were just talking about yeah, a little absolutely. bit. There's been a lot of conversation over the last uh, year or so about raising the age for this and that, raising the age for this and that, particularly around purchasing firearms. Um, and we had a case at some point, and I don't remember which shooting it belongs to, um, where some guy, I think he was he was an elected representative, if I if I recall correctly, was talking about possibly raging raising the age limit of purchasing any firearm to twenty five, okay. because that's when your prefrontal cortex is supposedly fully functioning right. and, and fully formed and all that. And even with the arbitrary, you know, let's say you 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 stake your your flag in that you might have some kind of scientific basis for that right. but then at the same time if that's what you're going to say is required to you know that's when you are a, a responsible adult because your prefrontal cortex is fully formed then why do we call everybody an adult at 18 if you wanted to vote at 16 you get to and you can't even buy cigarettes and shit anymore now unless you're 21 which is also strange um, fucked up right i forget right? about that because i yeah. was already past it it was a whole deal I, I remember when i first joined uh the coast guard and i got stationed up in alaska they had a really it was like you had to be 19 i think to buy tobacco products in alaska for some arbitrary reason and so you had a whole gang of like you know military folks that like you couldn't buy cigarettes at 18 and you had to get people to buy them for you i mean i of course not you i would never, never do that, that. especially never not when you're representing that. the federal government god the, no the great military of these this united states exactly you would never do something like Could that i would never do that death um, before dishonor like william wallace said you would never me. dishonor the u.s coast guard would you Hard never enough. i actually do have a I, i'm a huge fan of the coast guard and everything they do yeah. i understand that just like most military branches now they're just as woke as anyone else but you know I, it's the only military branch that doesn't make a living killing people. They make a living saving people. Right. That's what I like to say. Which it was a good is, unit. It was a good outfit when I was in it. Yeah. And it's definitely changed now, but, you I'm know, not, respect, on, bro. Come on, Nico. Um, is he trying to... Yeah. Class. Oh, he's yes. humping the dog? Yeah. The show dogs are Classless, in it. Classless, Nico. Um, so anyways, uh, on, that, on that topic... Um, yeah, sorry. 
what are your thoughts on the arbitrary nature of raising these age limits to for whatever reason? I don't know. Why does 21 make it more okay to buy an AR-15 than it does at 18? It's, it's absolutely arbitrary. And I've heard, speaking specifically on firearms, I've heard a lot of people, Lucas Botkin from T-Rex Arms is a great proponent, or is a great example of this, right? He's, he is, maybe not a proponent of, but he has questioned the arbitrary nature of even 18, mm-hmm. right? There are probably a lot of 14, 15, 16-year-olds that you could find in this country alone that are more capable and more mature probably a better candidate to carry conceal carry a firearm than a lot of adults who are allowed to do it even in constitutional carry states they just have the right to do it Mm -hmm. right probably a lot more kids that you can find not a lot more but a lot of kids that you can find that are more responsible than a lot of the adults that are allowed to carry around with no question right yeah so even at 18 it's it doesn't really make that much sense it's only Mm -hmm. because that's the age that we've decided that someone is an adult that's just the level that we've decided and and like you said what does that get you what is you're an adult in America? You're 18 years old. What does that get you? Yeah, the two things now, um, well, at least certainly if this is passed, right? If the age was no, yeah. was to be increased to 21 to buy a rifle, then the only things that you would really be getting would be taxes, like we talked about earlier, and to be drafted, like Chad talked about. So yeah. you would be, as we discussed, you would be fulfilling inevitably the only two things that are actually definite in life, which would be death and taxes, yeah. and it would be death in favor of the state and not for yourself. So mm-hmm. those are the only two rights that you would actually have at 18 death and taxes which are not rights those are horrific inevitabilities that you cannot avoid yeah in, you can't in escape America. it no so <laughs> there's i think bilbo's right the only things that you can do is it's about or it's it's about control that that's it you know uh register for selective service yeah and that's right get drafted that's that's all that you can do and yep. a lot of things i think this in washington i don't know if it's nationwide but in washington when you register to vote if you're a man you're automatically signed up for the selective service yeah. so you don't even have to go to the actual like website or anything and do it there's a lot of shit if you get your license selective service it's it's there's no question and i think it's the same for being registered to vote in Washington. If you get your license, you're also registered to vote. And so you're also signed up for the Selective Service. There's a whole host of things that they give you as soon as you get one thing. I remember when I turned 18, I had to, I didn't have to go into anywhere yet. And, but the internet wasn't to the point where at least the government wasn't on the internet like that when I was uh, 18. But I remember I had to fill out the paperwork the day I turned 18 and mail it in and then sign up for selective service, even though at that point I was already accepted into active duty military, which yes. was strange. But because uh, I also like my brother was on the he, you know, he went to boot camp when you were 17. Right. And I was what on what was called the delayed entry program, just right. waiting for a slot to open. And then, right. you know, went to Europe and Russia and all that shit after graduation, then came back and got shipped off over to boot camp there. And that's oh, what I was yeah. just going to say that you can yep. do that. And then as soon as you get out, then you're just, in, you're enlisted, right? Or mm-hmm. you're already technically enlisted. You're just yeah. waiting to you be. To school after you yeah. yeah. It's a very interesting deal, but I'm getting really. Well, sign you up at 17. Get the fuck out of yeah. here. But then, yeah, you can go over at 17, get, go get fucking shot up in a war, go partially blown up in a war, but you can't come home afterwards and have a beer yet. You got to wait your time. You got to wait till you're 21 to do that. Or hopefully you get flown to another country, and yeah. then you can drink when you're there, but not when you come home. Yep. 
Yeah, and even if you go to a weird state, you can't buy cigarettes. Oh, man. Well, now nowhere now here, nobody. you can sign up and be, in, be enlisted for three years and still not be able to buy a fucking cigarette unless you go to another country. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, it just there's been a lot of talk about raising these age limits now arbitrarily, and I don't understand what the point is. You're just assuming that after another three years, you're not going to be as stupid or maybe you're not as attached to... I don't know. There's no rationale to me and I don't understand why we're doing this. And I just see this continual creep where you're, like I said, death and taxes is about the only thing you could do until you reach, you know, at the rate we're going, you could be 25. And yeah. like, I, when I was growing up, the only thing that you got when you were 25 was you can like go fully rent a car without any kind of like extra liability payments. Some places wouldn't even let you rent a car unless you were 25. Right. And that was the big deal. But now it's like, if we're talking about this, why, if we're going to change all of these, all of these ages up to 21 at the, bare, at the bare minimum, right? At the lowest age everybody's talking about, minus voting, of course, because they want to get the young folks. But then I don't see how you can legally call somebody adult anymore until 21. You don't need to pay taxes anymore. No, if, if you go get a job and you go work, then you're not, you're not 18. Why, or if you're not 21, you're not technically adult. Why should you have to pay taxes? Why should you have to be involved in all this shit? You should be treated as a minor because legally in everything else, we don't trust you enough to call you an American adult that has the freedom and autonomy that liberty provides in this country. I, it doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm, right. I'm, I'm so tired of hearing all these arbitrary, you know, let's raise the age limit to buy an AR-15 because then the 18-year-old won't go shoot up a school. No, but the 21-year-old can. Right. What are you talking about? What is this? This doesn't make any fucking sense to me at all. And it doesn't, it doesn't fight at the core of the issue that they're referencing, you know, that we're seeing all this violence and this aggression in all these young males. So that, that doesn't solve this issue. No. It may creates another avenue for them to go, like we talked about, a fucking hunting 22 with a big old drum magazine. The, not even a drum, it's just like, I guess that's still what you call it, but it's like a cylindrical magazine yeah. that you can fit in your pocket and walk into whatever other building that we haven't hardened yet because that's what we're going to just do you yeah. know if we harden schools at all right and I, yeah. i'm not right i'm not trying to like start a whole thing of or a proponent of that but that's yeah i'm, I'm real know. mixed about that right yeah i know when we've talked about it before i'm in i'm in favor of teachers who want to carry guns being able to carry guns mm -hmm. if you have a concealed pistol license and you want to carry a gun and no one's going to know about it none of the students are going to know about it then do it yeah. If someone finds out about it, we got a fucking issue. I feel you like know, that's you gotta, your right as an American. You got to be concealing that shit here because you're, that's the whole job. That's the whole idea is no one knows. Anyone could be carrying. You have to conceal that shit. Yep. So if someone sees it, then we have a problem. But if you, no one fucking knows, why does anyone give a fuck? Yeah. You know, pay for that person to get it if they want it. If they ask you, say, I would like to seek some training to be better at it. Pay for that shit. Pay, I'll, I'll pay taxes for that. If you want to be hmm. a teacher, a good teacher who's not a weird ideological piece of shit right yeah that's, like, that's a whole other one i'm you know yeah it's a larger discussion but obviously oh bilbo i'm so, really glad we showed up in your feed too buddy god damn we're glad you're here yeah yes oh so, man um no I, I i completely agree it's very arbitrary and i the only thing 
I'd have to think about it very, very hard. But the it, the easiest thing and the quickest thing, it's about power. It's control. Yeah. It's all just about control. We're we're going to continue to push the limits farther and farther and farther until you have to be 25. Everybody has to be 25 to own it, you know? And now uh, you have to be 25 to own any gun, you know? And now you have to be uh, 30 to own any gun because, you know, that's when people start to have kids. That's when you're most likely to have kids, and that's when people really have something to protect or whatever you know whatever the comfort whatever the point is going to be then well that's when more people have a house so that's when you really have property that you need to protect you know you can hear it now you can hear any type of random bullshit fucking justification that that's when you really need it oh most people say that they need it for self-defense or home defense this is when people first buy a home is when they're about 29 (laughs) so let's just set it at 29 you know I can hear it now. Yeah. I'm like, I could literally hear that coming out like Elizabeth Warren. They're just waiting until this step has been taken, and they're going to wait some time, they're going to wait some time, and they'll keep going, you know? There's arguments that Crystal is making, you know, about, oh, we haven't seen meaningful gun legislation here in decades, so there's no way that we're going to see guns get banned, you know? There's no way that people are going to come to your house and get them. Oh, right, because it just happens like fucking that, right? I forgot. I forgot that one day... The Jews were happy, and I'm not even going to go down. Right? <laughs> oh, I'm not going to go down anything. I'm not going to go down any of that shit. But everyone knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Yep. Anybody who's ever been disarmed, I forgot. One day they were perfectly happy and had all the rights in the world, and the next day they were hemmed up. Australia. I forgot. I forgot that's how it happened, yep. right? And it always happens like that. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. And even, even Sagar on that same episode, he yeah. said there's no denying that if we're talking about safe storage or even doing background checks for... For private transfers, you're talking about creating registry for all firearms in America, which was undoubtedly, unquestionably, the first step or the step right before Australia banned all these guns. Right? There's no doubt that that is the reality of the situation. She is not able to even see past the one step because it's crazy. That's impossible. It could never happen here. It could never happen. And and she makes you feel like an idiot if you are trying to take the other point. She's like, are you serious? My my favorite line from that, that episode when they were going back and forth was like, so you're just like a full-on libertarian now. And yeah. he's like, I mean, maybe a little bit, for fuck's sakes. That's not what we're talking about, man. Just because I don't, that I believe that our rights should be protected and not infringed upon, now you're going to call me a libertarian. Because I lived in Washington, D.C. and watched armed soldiers walk around the Capitol for months at a time for literally no fucking reason at all. Oh, yeah. That, uh, yeah. that's... Doesn't have does, guy doesn't have any reason to to question authority at all, right? Not even a little bit. It's ridiculous. She lives and she works in the same area. Like maybe you live in a rural place. He lives there. He's telling you that. Yep. Doesn't matter. You're crazy. You're libertarian now. You're libertarian You're ridiculous. now. Yeah, yeah I, it's power. Yeah, it's I think I power. told you this on Friday, but I don't, I don't see that relationship working out long term. Ever since she got involved with Kyle Kalinsky, things have kind of just. Uh, nosedived and he just hasn't stood up for himself yeah you know it, it bothers me but i will say after that episode i had a little bit more respect for him because he like he uh you know he didn't acquiesce right away and that's good yeah and it's and it's important to do that man if you're if you have friends that are are lefties or they're counter to your you know your worldview you can't shut down conversation you can't allow them to shut down conversation you you have to find a meaningful way to have a conversation with them and remain cordial get your points across listen to what they have to say don't attack them whatever it is and and go back and forth have the the battleground of ideas if you will over a period of time and you both will probably be better off in the back end if there is one thing i would love to do it's give my very very liberal friends the I want them to take a second thought when they before they jump to conclusions because they have an emotional response about something. 
when when something tragic happens and all of a sudden they jump to a conclusion, they say, we should, we should do this, we should do that, I just don't understand, blah, blah, blah. Pick your poison as far as the topic goes. It could be damn near anything. But to give your friends the benefit of the doubt, even if they don't agree with you, it's – and after a while it gets really hard when it's only coming from one side. I'll yes. say that much. But yes. if that's all I – if I – if I could get one thing done, it would be to have a lefty second guess their initial gut reaction on something and trying to try to think in a more principled fashion. Yeah. You know, if there's one thing I'm, I'm probably the most, the number one thing I'm probably most thankful about after starting this show is I've learned to, I don't want to say think about ideas and topics and things without having to like put all my chips on it and that's where i'm at remember we used to do the hill to die on back in the days um like i am so glad that just by the nature of having our conversations and having conversations with our guests my ability to put myself in somebody else's moccasins as dan carlin would say (laughs) and try to think a little bit about where they're coming from and then be able to come back to to a, a, a principled position that I know I hold yes. and then factor that into it. And yes. it may not change my point of view and it might change my point of view. Right. And that's probably the thing I'm most thankful about this show is like, it's taught me how to fucking think. And I think that that's a, you're, you're setting me up. I know you are setting me up. Perfect. Um, that we, so we referenced earlier, right. And Bilbo Swaggins, this was before you got here, but this this episode was billed initially as the Women and Children's Show. Indeed. Right? And it still was. We talked a lot about women and children on this show, mm-hmm. so we'll still call it that. We initially intended to have two guests on here, right? Um, one of them, friends of both of ours, and one of them, a uh, person that I know, like, from school. And I'm not talking about any of these people personally. I want, if, you, if either of you are listening, I don't, this is, I'm not taking, you don't want you to take it personally. It's not, I was, these, yeah. these are larger points at this point, yeah. right? That, because we've, we've had... Many people we've tried to get on the show, and we've had heard many different reasons as to why they would not come on. Yeah, some better than others, and but it, it is what it is. It's it's not more just, just these two people. It's many, many lots people, of people. Right? And the thing that's makes started to bother both of us. Right? I don't want to speak for you, but I will a little bit. Um, you said the the inability to, to, to have a discussion, right? mm-hmm. to have an open discussion, and that's why we put together the document that we start sending guests and stuff like that to lay out very clearly, like, we don't want you to debate with us. We, we're not asking you here for a debate. We're not asking you for an argument. We're asking you here to have an open discussion, mm-hmm. you know? And I find to be, debates to be rather fruitless at the end of the day. It becomes like a pointless battle. And especially now, and I'm starting to find, especially with people from the left, you know, you start to cure a lot of shit and lived experience and fucking these type of things that mm-hmm. that to me as i take a step back seem like qualifiers for a conversation they're qualifiers and they're intentionally exclusionary to to particular topics mm-hmm. right i refuse we refuse everyone on this show refuses to live in a world in which you're prohibited from speaking about something that you've never personally experienced that's, that's insane a ridiculous world to live in yeah. right i'm not going to be told nor accept from anybody from a logical standpoint that we can't talk about something that we have never been involved in yeah right we've talked about uh, abortion today neither of us can have an abortion i can get someone pregnant i can never have an abortion right men can't have abortions i'll say that on this show amen maybe, maybe we'll get banned for that men yeah. can't have abortions what right? is a men woman cannot get pregnant Right, so we 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 can't have that discussion. We don't have the lived experience. Yeah. Right. We've talked about 
um, when we talked about the the don't get, the don't the don't say gay bill, right? Yeah. The the, the, the parental parent- rights and education bill. Yeah. Thank you. That's I don't like to call the don't say gay bill, but I couldn't goddamn corporate media. I couldn't remember what it was called. So So we talked about the parental rights and education bill, right? And we heard a lot of the same thing about that, of lived experience. You know, we're we're not trans. We aren't gay. We don't know about these things. My response to that is I, I have two children that I could very well send to public school. I feel that I have every right in the world to discuss what they could potentially learn in their curriculum, particularly that I have more of a stake than someone who will never have a child. Mm Mm-hmm. That's right. That's fair. I refuse to be told by somebody who could potentially never have a child that I don't have a say in something because I don't have the lived experience to discuss it. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Right? Well, how about this aspect too? Uh, the the common term these days is um, uh, uh, stakeholder involvement, right? If you can you can have opinions if you're okay. a stakeholder in something, right? Oh, well, congratulations if you pay taxes, you are a stakeholder in the school system because portion of your money goes to how your school is run. Even if you don't have kids, if you own property. Yes, if you own property. Or if you pay rent someplace, that property owner is paying into the system as well. So no matter which way you slice it, you are a stakeholder in the education, in the public education system. You therefore have the, in your world where lived experience and is a requirement and you know you have to be a stakeholder in things to have to have um say in things and even if if you're a stakeholder and you don't have a say in something that's wrong in their point of view generally in their ideological framework everybody is because we all pay taxes so in that particular case when you don't have to have kids to have a say in what goes on in the public education system because you live in the community. You deal with the people that go to public school. You'll deal with the teachers that go there, the administration. If you want to have kids, you want to know that the school system that you're putting money in is doing what you – that your voice is heard when it comes to how you feel the education system should be run. Right. Because just because you don't have kids doesn't mean you don't get a say in that, man. You, you put into the system, you right. have a say. I, I think that's just a, I wanted to bring up that because that's no, another point. Percent. That's another point that they always use is that stakeholder capitalism for one. Percent. And it's in their language. That's how you do that. Yeah. But, so I so I think the conclusion that I've part of the conclusion that I've arrived at with this difficulty of finding people to come on and have these discussion with us, people that that come from an opposite mindset, right, to come on and have these discussion with us from very open perspective mm-hmm. so that we can identify what are the pros and cons, what points stand up. I think that. A lot of these points from people that we're asking to come on from the left, right, don't stand up scrutiny. Yeah. And I think a lot of people know that. And when they're put in a position in which their ideas are going to be openly scrutinized and not only in a closed discussion, but in an open discussion on the Internet where potentially people are going to watch. Right? Yeah. And they're going to ha- they're going to be able to make comments about what this person is saying. I think that a lot of those people realize their arguments come from emotional places Mm -hmm. and not from logical places. And so they won't stand up to scrutiny and not, again, not a debate, not an argument, not a dissection of of your whole life, but just a a discussion about that standpoint, that viewpoint. I think they know deep down that they don't stand up to scrutiny. They can't defend the positions that they would like to defend because, I mean... It's because they're based in emotion and not logic. Yeah, they're, they're... Would it be too much to say that it, it comes from an unprincipled standpoint? No. 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 Because it wouldn't be too far. No. It, because, again, to use guns as an example, right? It, 
we talked about the last time that I was here when we talked about the the parent of the child who lost who was killed in a school shooting that spoke at the White House, right? I can only hope that if my child was taken from me in any type of accident like that, that I would be able to see through the emotion to what I believe to be the morally superior position. And that's not like I'm better than anybody, but the, the higher moral position of, of people's need to be able to defend themselves, yeah. right? And I don't question anybody whose emotion takes that over, especially if you lost a child to gun violence. I don't question that. Nope. That's... Like I said, I can only hope that I would be able to see through that to what I believe to be the morally superior position of people having the ability to defend themselves the way they see fit. Mm -hmm. I don't know for sure, you know, but if you're if you're basing your emotion, your argument in solely emotion, it's not based in morals. It's not no. based in any type of legitimate argument. Sometimes yeah. that's understandable. Sometimes it's OK. Hmm. A lot of most of the time it's not. Yeah, you know? it's pretty unfortunate because you could you could take a principled position. I don't know what it would be or what it would look like because I don't obviously have that, you know, I'm not a part of that ideology. But, I mean, if there are principled positions to be taken, like, you should take them and you should stand by them. And you and if you think them. it's right, then you should stand up for that. Because if you're not standing up for what you actually think is right and not just saying, you know, it's it's the it's the in the Internet age, right, the, the anonymity of of the ease of anonymity, even if you have your name and picture thrown up next to your fucking thing, like on your Twitter or whatever social media it is, if you leave a comment somewhere, something like that, it's so much easier to just write something out third party and just walk away because there's no real consequences there. You don't have to interact with the other person on the other end of that. I mean, right. we see that carried on throughout social media, obviously just any, oh, yeah. on the internet in general. And if, if you can't, I'll represent my position, but I won't defend it. Yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, I will represent my position in a third-party, hands-off way, and then I'm not going to be able. To, I'm not going to defend that for yeah. whatever reason. I'm not comfortable with that. Nor will I put myself in a position where I might have to. Yeah, and that I don't. I don't understand that. I un, I can understand the fear of consequences if heard. But I also think you should be better than that if you believe in it. You should talk about if it. That, those are your principles. That's, if that's yeah, if you really believe in it, you know, if that's what you believe in, and that's what you, if you want to take a principled stance, then let's do it, man. And it's, it's particularly as it relates to this show, our show. Yeah, we are never going to have somebody on here where we want to. We're not going to come at you with a gotcha moment, nothing like nope. that. No, nope. no, we don't debate. We don't debate here. I, I like I just said a little while ago. I'm not a fan of debate. I think it's. It's kind of like a... We uh, share sources. We send articles to the people who are going to be on. Oh, they, yeah. They know what we're going to talk about when yeah. they come on here. And we'll tell them, like, which avenues we're looking at talking yeah. about, too. I the mean, guest leaders show the topics and even the subtopics underneath them. Exactly. It shows everything. And it, and it just does, it does bother me that a lot of people are willing to just throw some shit out there and then walk away. And it, it you know, screw the consequences to that. And it's... It is, I don't want to say it's morally wrong, but it, it's just, it's useless. It's it's hot air. It's empty. There's no, you should be able to sit down and have an argument, or not an argument, but a discussion with somebody that you disagree with. And, you know, particularly here on this show, there's not going to be any hard feelings, no. period. No, we're interested in people's takes and we're interested in, in finding out why people think the way they think. And then we like to have a little back and forth, an open conversation, an open dialogue 
no judgment, just talking about stuff and trying to trying to understand other people's point of view. And if you're not doing that, you're doing it wrong. If you're if you're only operating from an, a place where I can't be challenged on my ideas in any fashion whatsoever, you don't actually have any ideas. Right. If you, if you're not willing to do and I understand not wanting to have a discussion but then why are you having a discussion on the internet you know and that that veil of anonymity that the internet offers i think is god we've talked about it a thousand times before it's incredibly harmful to our society yeah and it's i think you could see it in every day and it's it's a big disappointment um but also i mean we watch a lot of timcast obviously they invite tons of lefties on and they will tacitly be like oh yeah yeah i'll come on and then they never do Mind you, that's a, I think that would be a much more like a, a more grilling show to be on if you're yeah. because they're really going to push you on your ideas. Mm-hmm. It, we would do that obviously a little bit here, but we don't. We don't. I don't think we go that hard because I'm you know we're interested in just having conversations and we don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. No, you know, no, God no. That's that's it happens. It says in the diary, it happens in the course of regular conversation, exploratory yeah. conversation. Yeah. but it's never you know like I said, we're not trying to gotcha anybody. We're not. We don't do any of that shit. And neither does Timcast. But no, you know, but yeah, no. there's nobody trying to get gotcha moments, and, and it's just sad because it is so widespread these days. Have, and I want to say, just kind of thinking out loud here, obviously, but I want to say it. it the internet, obviously, is part of the culprit, but um, it it allowed a lot of people to pretend like they wanted to have conversations. Yes. When in real life, if the internet didn't exist, odds are they're not having those conversations with anybody in person. Right. But the deep political ones. Yeah, yeah the deep political ones, and nothing drives me more crazy than somebody says, "I don't like to talk about politics." That just means that you don't like to talk about how society is shaped and how you like to live your life that's what that means right and because politics has a dirty word because we'll put it this way there is washington politics right there's there is governmental level you know horse trading and elections and representatives that's not really that's government right i don't like to talk about government either because government is shit and i think it's an absolute fallacy that it's a requirement in this state i think we've talked about anarchy before but I don't believe that anybody has a legitimate authority over me unless I give them that authority. Right. Um, and, but to not be able to have any basis of a, a regular conversation about how you think life should be lived, I think is a tragedy. I think it's a, it's a, it is an absolute tragedy and a disservice to yourself, Yes. much less society at large. Even if I don't agree with some of your points, you might have some, some, you know, you might have some spice in the sauce there that I want to add to my chili. In pursuit of making the best society that we can live in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I made some yeah. elk chili earlier this week. It was really good. Yes. I don't know why I had chili on mine. But, yeah. No, that's... <laughs> Shut up. That was my thing. No, I wanted... I want... That was my piece. I wanted to speak about that no, because I like it, it. it drives me nuts. No, I like I just, it. I just wish if you want to have a conversation, have a fucking conversation. Yeah. That's it. That's all we want. And especially... You said with us, you know, it doesn't matter for us where we have the conversation. You know, it doesn't matter if you talk to us here or if you talk to us in your dining room. The conversation is going to be the exact same. Yeah. The difference is not with us. It is with anybody who comes here or maybe 
this environment. It's no different. You no. Know? My take will not be any different. The way that I approach you will not be any different. The way that I receive you will not be any different. No. It's all going to be the exact same. Yeah. That's the whole point of why we're the country that we are. Exactly. Amen. Long form conversation is the best way to get it was actually happening. And that is why we do this show the way that we do. So mm-hmm. and that's we do this show, Bilbo, since you're new. We do it every other week. And we have obviously other content that comes out in between. And then over the next two weeks, the different parts will get released. They'll get broken up and released. Yeah. Um, and actually, we haven't really clips and stuff like that. For but. all the new folks, just the way it generally works. Um, Mondays and Wednesdays, you get a full part of the show dropped part one, on part YouTube. Two, part three, part four, yep. And it goes through for a two-week cycle. We're here in studio every two weeks. Monday through Friday, there is daily content dropped on the YouTube. You get, uh, We cut these episodes into shorts. We call them salty shorts. They come out every day, Monday through Thursday. Friday's the beer show. Thursday is the Instagram live stream for the, the book, book club. club. And what else do we do? I don't know. We, and and end of every month we have our newsletter which we've talked about a few times today sunday's family um, day so it's always quiet that's right sunday, sunday is, is family quiet day on social media and stuff yeah it's, it's family and uh mental health day <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you want yeah. to call it that the review preview for the book club comes out on the first day of the month which is obviously the review of the previous month's book and the preview for the following month's book mm. so mm. <sighs> so yeah lots of content lots of stuff lots of stuff Lots of stuff. It's beautiful. It's good so, stuff. Um, we will continue with the grab bag. We're talking yeah. about uh, Justice Kavanaugh. Right? Yes. Earlier this week, I believe Thursday, maybe, um, Thursday. we got news that there was a man arrested around near the house of Supreme Court Justice uh, Brett Kavanaugh, yep. who, this is this is the story so far, hmm. right? A young man, I, um, I'm not going to say his name, but a young man. I think he was like 25, so he's super yeah. young. He's a young guy um, from California. From California, went to Maryland, where Brett Kavanaugh lives, and decided that he was going to shoot Brett Kavanaugh, just Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh, um, because he was afraid of, he's 26, because he was afraid of what he was going to do with the Roe hearing, or with the Roe decision, and with firearms. So he flew to Maryland. Um, and we're not sure yet how he got the gun or anything, if he flew with it or if he bought it. Well, he had to fly with it. You can't get it there like yeah. that same day. So he had to fly so with it. That is a really long road trip. wouldn't be a surprise because motherfuckers be flying with guns all the time, right? We talked Madison yeah. Cawthorn last time before. Yep. He, he got caught twice with a gun in his bags flying. He got caught twice. He's definitely doing it every time he flies. He just only got caught twice. Yeah. That's just how that works because the ATF... The, t- the TSA. TSA. Yeah, fuck the ATF, too. Yeah, yeah the TSA <laughs> the, the TSA sucks dick in their job. So, <laughs> oh, my God. And it's not a joke when they say they failed, like, 90% of their, in- nope. their security no, inspections no, or whatever. No. Real. No, that's just a part of control. Yeah. Uh, oh, 85? Oh, nice. hot dog. Nice. Good for them. Showing some gains. <laughs> On Wednesday morning, uh, this guy was carrying a suitcase and a backpack filled with a tactical knife, a Glock 17, two magazines, ammunition, pepper spray, zip ties, and what they also called uh, burglary tools. Yeah. Burglary I've been very unspecific yes. about that, what that so means. The story apparently, right, is that he flies from California to Maryland. He takes a taxi to Brett Kavanaugh's house. Because of all of the protests recently, there are U.S. Marshals stationed outside the home of all the Supreme Court justices. Mm-hmm. And so he... Shows up, gets out of the cab with his items. He's dressed in black. I heard a chest rig at first. Now I don't know, but in black clothing. And he sees U.S. Marshals outside of Brett Kavanaugh's house and decides to walk away. Doesn't feel like he can accomplish the job that he set there for and walks away. Mm -hmm. He then calls 911 
and tells them uh, the call, the 911 call has been released now. I've not oh, listened has. to the audio, but the 911 call has been released. I've not listened to it. Tells them that he's mentally ill, that he came there. <laughs> the TSA and... training course is two weeks. Oh, God. <laughs> That's right. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, go he, ahead. No, it's fine. <laughs> he, so he calls 911 and he tells them, I'm mentally ill. I came here and I was going to kill Brett Kavanaugh and now I was going to kill myself and now I don't think I can do it. No. And then he gets hemmed up. So political assassination of a Supreme Court judge was attempted. That's where we're at these days. And where? how did he get the address to Brett Kavanaugh's house? Because the activist group... I think you could just Google it, yeah. Yeah, you can Google it now because the activist group that organized the protests, the federally illegal protests outside of the Supreme Court judge's house is... They doxed the Supreme Court they, justice? They doxed at least one that we know of, Supreme Court justice, but I've heard that they've also tried to... Uh, Protests outside Gorsuch's house and yeah. uh, Amy Coney Barrett and stuff like that, and it's which already is illegal, right? And you because you're interfering with justice at that point. Right. Um, I don't know if it's an obstruction of justice charge or what how the is charge it is, but how it, is it not? If you are protesting obstruction outside of Supreme Justice, yes, <laughs> the Supreme, Supreme Justice. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little yeah. more authoritarian than I want it to be, but so obviously. Um, the temperature is, is, is very high right now to the point where there's a legit assassination attempts being uh, plotted and attempted to be carrying out. And that is not, there is no Supreme Court decision that I can imagine in the world that would, that would, that would allow that to be morally okay. I, d I don't know. Um, you'd have, that's, that's not how anything works. We'd have to have like a, I don't know. They, yeah. would, they would have to decide it was okay to kill babies, like actual real babies, like yeah. like a nine-month-old baby. Yeah. And they would have to be like, it's okay now. Yeah, now it's okay. Yeah, it w there would have to be some real raw shit. Um, yeah. I think Bilbo Baggins has a, a pretty decent point. The Cold War started, or the Civil War started because of the way federal law was being unjustified to the other side, along with the, a few other key points also. And that's like a point that I think, Tim Pool was driving. I was watching the episode this morning. Right, mm -hmm. he's saying that we are in a civil war. It's happening right now. I, I think agree. there's yeah. a. I think there's a very solid argument to say that we're in, the very least, like a soft civil war because no, no mm -hmm. one's dying yet because some people are. Yeah, I. That's true. That's true. We had the Trump supporter that was shot, um, mm -hmm. like 2020. So, so yeah. I guess that's not true. I, I mean, I, how many people died during the you know the Great Summer of Love? Right. A right. lot. I mean, I mean, we're talking two digits, but still. That's way more than it, that should be allowed. I would have to think really hard about the way to qualify that, yeah. right? Because there aren't two organized armed forces that are fighting each other, yeah. right? There are definitely armed factions. There are many armed factions mm -hmm. that are getting after each other for many different reasons. Mm -hmm. So I would have to, I would say there's a very good argument for for us being in a soft civil war right now, right? And we've talked about the civil war of the civil divorce a few times yeah right? yeah and i've actually jordan's asked me about that a few times um just in the last few weeks so i said that to her divorce. yeah trenton too i've been talking to him about that he wasn't sure what i was talking about trenton's eyes are opening up to a lot of stuff so he's been asking about a lot of things and then i told him i said i think that we might be at a, a good time now to hmm. amicably try and decide that we should be maybe three or four different places before it starts to get really bad mm -hmm. and it's decided by warfare I think that now would be a better time to decide that mm -hmm. than to just let it progress 
until we have Americans killing Americans again in really rapid numbers to choose where those lines are. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. And it's scary, and people don't like to think that way, and that that's okay. Um, but if things, will, if things are going to continue down this same type of divisive, chaotic route, mm-hmm. people will die in mass numbers yeah. for whether it's done by the government or it is just open violence that's happening because of politics and disagreements. It, it's not good either way. Yeah. And it's also important to remember that everybody's kind of colloquial understanding of what a civil war looks like is not the typical civil war. Our American civil war was very atypical when it comes to the grand spectrum of what civil wars generally are. And it's usually, I mean, you look at civil wars that break out in like African nations, um, very common in a couple places. Uh, When you look at, say, like Mogadishu, that whole involvement that we had there. Um, these are these are armed militant groups fighting against the government in those places. There's all sorts Syria, of... Syria, Rwanda. There's no shortage yeah. of, of African countries in which there have been... Exactly. For groups. some reason, I got... Oh, no, Black Hawk Down. That's good. We're in part great four. Movie. It's been a few weeks. You're right. Good. I got you. I got you. Don't worry. We're back in Somalia again. Yeah. We are back in yeah. Somalia again. Yeah. Actually, yeah, Biden just sent more troops there. So um, we had the troops killed in Somalia during Trump. Yep. And that was where all the regular of us were like, I'm sorry, we're in fucking Somalia? Like, what yeah. the fuck is that about? Amen. And they're like, oh, no, it's just a couple guys. Don't worry about it. It's just yeah. a couple we're guys. We're not really there. We're just yeah. hanging out. It's just know? like we're not in Ukraine, right? Yeah. No. <sighs> yeah. You try to convince me otherwise. But, yeah, I just, I don't, I think people's conception of what a civil war is, I think, is skewed. Because I think a civil war is, by nature, handled on a societal level it's not necessarily governmental level the when it becomes the standard civil war is when there are two governments or two governing bodies that wage war against each other in some formal fashion but realistically that's not how most civil wars work it's armed militant groups attacking other armed militant groups and it is it is strife within the society it is a civil war and it may not be open warfare at this point but i I cannot, when one group of people, one ideological, you know, driven by ideology, one group of people are forcefully, through governmental means and through law enforcement means, removing and restricting the rights of another group of citizens that are not them. Right. That is civil war. On a partisan basis. 100%. If you're not part of our club... And you don't believe exactly the way we do, we're going to come down on you. We're going to throw you in jail. We're going to try to make it illegal for you to do all the things that you want to do that you normally can do. And this thing that we have called the Constitution, that we don't we don't care about that anymore. We're just going to we don't think the democracy has spoken and said it's not it, it's not for us anymore. You can't even sue if we if a federal agent infringes on you. Yeah, not and that's unless, not unless we say so. Amen. And if that's not Civil War. I don't know what is. No, and I think that's a really good point because at the same time, to I'm not, I don't know, whatever. I'm not going to qualify it, but at the same time that this is happening, right? Mm-hmm. That the, the what what I think you could really argue is a legitimate beginning of a civil war. Yeah. While this is happening, the left, the dominant in power Democrats are arguing that the real civil war they defeated on January sixth. Right. Yeah. That was the real attempt at civil war was when there was an organized attempt to overthrow democracy. That was an attempt at civil war. That was it. Right. Even though we have the FBI ruled and I have documents here, I have the report and everything. 
the FBI, when they did their investigation, they said 95% of it was unorganized. Yeah. There's 5% maybe between the Proud Boys and the Oath Seekers that was organized. But even then, they didn't have a plan for what they were going to do when they got inside. No. They just had a plan to get inside. Yeah. But now we're having public hearings, right? They're totally underway. We had the first day on Thursday, another day on Monday, and then four days of, of private hearings in which we're going to lay out how horrific the organized plot was to try and overthrow our democracy. They've said that. They already said that. Right, that that's their intent. It's maybe I do have my notes. Oh, maybe. Oh, oh, no. Here, I'm gonna do this so I can. See there you go. Rifle around my bag. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's it's a it's it's gaslighting, right? To tell you that this civil war isn't happening because the other one they already got rid of. Five twenty nine. That's I right. I think it. that's a great May twenty ninth. I think that's a great great point that was here yesterday on Timcast. Yeah. We go. There you go. You do have them. We got some. We got some paper notes. Everybody, paper we're, notes we're, from work. We're legit. Uh, but Liz Cheney. Yes. Because she's obviously she's the ranking Republican on the committee. Um, I think we'll just kind of shift into Jan Six talk. I think that kind of naturally works its way in there. But uh, yeah, Liz Cheney is kind of the she's the leading Republican. One of I think believe, believe two uh, on the committee. And yes, um, on the committee. They laid out. They said they will. And take this with a grain of salt because this, they said the same shit during the impeachment trials that they were going to lay out how this happened. And here's a, here's a bullet point plan of this is, this is why we should impeach, blah, blah, blah. So they're going to lay out a seven-point plan to overturn – well, they're going to show that there was a seven-point plan to overturn the election and that Trump oversaw and coordinated that's what they're going to attempt to prove even though, during these hearings. Even though the FBI has already proven, already said through their investigation, that both of those things are false. Yes. Yeah. And that's why I say take it with a grain of salt because they, they said the same thing. Fucking, uh, what's his name? Adam Schiff said the same thing during the last impeachment trial, and then it had nothing. Just like, so I don't trust that they actually have the goods here. They're just going to try to prove it through narrative. Um, but from what I gathered... Uh, through the first right hearing. after the primaries, eh? Yeah. Oh, uh, imagine that. I didn't say yeah, that. Yeah, the, the timing is way too convenient yeah. to uh, take with any seriousness. Just like all these arrests that just happened, right? Who was the GOP candidate for governor in Michigan was arrested yes. Thursday morning on okay. misdemeanor charges. Again, to talk about civil war, four misdemeanor charges, a, a somebody that is running for office, a GOP front runner, so a, a front running candidate of the opposite party, has been arrested for his connection to January sixth. Supposedly, now I don't. They may attempt to to prove his the average his guilt or something like that. Days. The average sentence for people being arrested for January sixth is forty five days. Yes, I don't. What the fuck are we talking about? Yeah, we're talking about some fucking bullshit. They tried to overthrow the government. We got to give him forty five days, <laughs> except yes. for the people that are locked up in solitary. Yes. Zero guns. Zero guns were used. The only person who died, shot by the Secret Service. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that weird? Isn't that fucking weird? The only person that died via violence was a protester or rioter. If, if you want to get really legit, like, I will say that this, this was a riot. This was 100% a riot. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I saw, I watched the whole thing go down. I was, if I was that's not a fucking riot. 
I was literally at home watching it. I went home for lunch, and Jordan Ooh. was Jordan had an appointment or something, and so I happened to be at home. Man, and I turned off Dax's movie. I turned on the news because I got some type of notification on my phone. I started watching. And I was like, "What the fuck is happening here?" So I stayed at home for over an hour just watching TV because I couldn't fucking believe what I was watching. Yeah, it was a wild deal, man. And obviously, not a not a good look. For America, it was a yes. bad deal. We, I think, we can all say that like you shouldn't be going up there and smack. You know, that of was bad. Not. Of course not. That was not. bad. And that, I, I hate of that. Of course, we don't support. If you're no. not going to do it, I don't support it. Exactly. If you're not going <laughs> to do it, I don't support it. If you're going to pussyfoot about it, then fuck you. I don't support what you did. All you did was cause a bunch of fucking problems. Got yourself hemmed up. You're fucking costing me tax money. I don't give a shit about that. Nope. If you're going to do it, then do it. And I said that that same day. If you're going to get the fuck after it because you think it's the right thing to do, I'm down. If you're just here to fuck around, get the fuck out. Yeah. Get the fuck out then. If you're not here, if you're here to pussyfoot, then get the fuck out. I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. If you, if you're going to overthrow it, then overthrow it. Let's reset the bitch. But if you're not going to do it, then get the fuck out. Why are you even here? Yeah. Because you want to yell? Because you want to punch the motherfuckers in the face? Get the fuck out of here. You want to steal a podium? Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here, bro. Still the best picture ever taken in yeah, Gen 6. That I don't motherfucker. Care. I'm not doing that's it's ridiculous. If you want to do it, then do it. I stand up for the the message of what they did. You know what I'm saying? I'm here for it. And that's actually uh fuck this bullshit. You guys fucked around. I don't care about that. Yeah. There there was a bunch of dumbass bullshit that happened. Pussies. That's pussy. But the 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 excuses we hear about anybody that was at the rally or even around the Capitol that got let in by the by the police and all this stuff. None of those people, like these grannies that are getting hemmed up and like thrown in jail and some shit for just walking in the door as somebody, you know, that there was a that... cop from here. We've had cops from Washington State get arrested. Yeah. And brought to the Capitol. Remember that gal up in Alaska? They arrested. They broke in the door. They arrested her and found out it was the wrong person. Yes. Like this stuff has gotten that right there. If that's not civil war, I don't know what is, man. The guy from Michigan, they raided his house. Yes, they that raided GOP his house for four house. misdemeanor charges, none of which include actual violence. I think there was, like, attempted... I can't remember the charges like at this point. Like, attempted assault on, like, a peace officer or something. Yeah. Like, maybe because he was in it. Because he was near. Excuse me. Get the fuck or he, out of he, here. Or he, like, some, one of the guys was, like, climbing up a piece of architectural as they call it, an architectural feature, and, you know, he held onto the back of him so that he didn't fall or whatever. And so they're, they're hemming him up. This dude is the front runner for the GOP in Michigan. You, you tell me that's not a political arrest. You convince me that it's not. For what? For, for a, a riot that got out of hand, or a, by definition, a riot is out of hand, but you had a, you had a massive riot. And it, you know, they everybody got pulled out. They let they, it get out of hand. They asked for it, man. There was, I mean, they chose to not reinforce. They, it, uh, I forget who asked for more security, and they the, were denied. It was the mayor. It was it, there was the secret service or the Capitol police asked mm -hmm. for asked for additional resources, and then eventually the mayor of D.C. also asked for them, and then said, "No, we don't need it," or was offered it and said, "No, we don't need it." That's yeah. what it was. She was offered additional security, and she said no, and the Capitol police asked for it, and they were denied it. Yeah, you tell me they weren't asking for that because it would have been a great piece of political fodder to use. And boy, howdy, did they get what they asked for? Because they know Donald Trump is going to say some stupid shit. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I mean, when does he not? That's that's the whole There's thing about T. Dog. They just know he's going to say some stupid shit. He just says stupid shit. Yeah, he says stupid shit, and they know they can get him on it because he says something stupid, and they're like, okay, well, that obviously we're caused it. Chop this shit up, and we're going to fucking 
release it. Send nope. it, boys. Send it. Send it's it. chopped up. Send it. We cut the second half off of his statement. Send it. We're yes. ready to go. Constantly. Fantastic people on both sides. Send it. Send it. Send it. <laughs> Clip is done. Send it. We're done here. There's nothing else. Nothing else that's relevant. Send it. Send it. Yeah. So I'm I'm just I'm okay. not I'm not on like even the commentary boys, man, have been hard on for the Jan Six committee because they're like they want the truth. They want to know what happened. And yeah. there's this uh time period where nobody I, apparently nobody really knew where Trump was or what he was doing. Anything there's like like a few hours there where everybody wants answers. I mean, I'm I was, getting high for the first time ever. Like, this shit is crazy. <laughs> exactly. Like, I did not know it was going to be like this, but this is crazy. What the shit? Where's the presidential weed garden? This is insane, he says. Bro, if I was president, that rose garden would be replaced. Yeah. There's something a, a little bit more. Uh, just chilling on the inside. Yeah. More friendly to capitalism. No. So anyway, my biggest concern, right, I think mm-hmm. speaks to Bilbo Bag and Bilbo Swaggins' point, is my biggest concern is that if if we are in this civil war, and I told you this as soon as I saw the GOP guy from Michigan you get him, yeah. right? That this is really starting to make me very uncomfortable. Yeah. That it's starting to seem like they're just widening the net, yep. right? And my concern is that they're going to keep arresting everybody who's involved with January 6th in really any capacity. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to kind of redefine and expand what involvement means. Yeah. And that's going to just kind of grow and grow and grow. And it will turn from january 6th to involved in the attempt to overthrow the democracy and then involved in the domestic terrorism that took place on january 6th and we all know that that definition of domestic terrorism is real real muddy right now real right we've talked about the people they're considering domestic violent extremists you know Mm -hmm. the parents that are protesting about the the books that are being put in their children's libraries the parents that are protesting oh i don't know their their daughters being raped or sexually assaulted in schools those are the people that are currently defined as as domestic Domestic. violent extremists yep so that's what worries very very concerned about this the way that this is turning out and on this show we don't like to be super conspiratorial um that's how the third r word took power i don't understand what that means (gasps) oh word yeah so it's it's very concerning to me Mm -hmm. um yes sir Loud and proud. Honest question. I yes. Remember shortly after January 6th, they were talking about spreading the jurisdiction of the Capitol Police. Yes. What happened with that? Uh, I'm fairly sure they did it. I'm, I'm fairly sure. I, I believe yeah. now there are offices in multiple cities throughout the, the nation now. Yeah. So we would have to fact check that for sure. 100%. But yeah, I would not be surprised. So. That's and like I said, I don't, we don't like to be too conspiratorial on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll we'll obviously tour with it, but even being hesitant of that, right? That's how this shit happens. Yeah, that's how things like this happen that Bilbo Swaggins is talking about. That we've expanded with the definition of these things. Anybody who's a domestic violent extremist, we're just hemming them up now. It's not nope. worth it. We don't want to take the risk. There are too many children being shot. All these assault rifles going around. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we can't get the legislation done to ban them. So we just, yeah. we just can't have people like this running around. Yeah. Why would you have an AR 15 unless you're a domestic terrorist? The only thing to do with it is kill people. So That's why right. else would you have it unless you want to kill people? That's right. right? So we better take you out of yep. society because yep. you are a terrorist in the making. 
Don't even begin to look at the leftist terrorists that are legitimately firebombing no, fucking, no, you know, never. you know, birthing clinics and, you know, the the entirety where they like burned Deborah down an said, entire fucking city. Like Dever said, 529, trying to burn down the, the church, yep. right? They're literally yep. trying to get into the White House on May 29th, 2021. No, I don't worry about that. Yeah, nope. Don't worry about that. Don't say that. No, no, no. Don't worry that they lit it on Shush. fucking fire. Shush. Yeah. That's, Shush. Shush. And like I said, that's, that's what really makes me uneasy about this stuff now is uh all it's going to take is one supreme court decision or two in the wrong direction and things will go sideways and let me add this because i didn't we didn't talk about this yet but there is also apparently a kind of a, a very solid second amendment case running through the supreme court right now particularly um i'm not that familiar with it i've heard tim cast talk about it a little bit and a couple other shows but it's it involves new york's um, essentially lack of ability to conceal carry, yes. right? And how do you think a Supreme Court judge is going to vote on that issue if he just got, he, there was an assent, attempted assassination on him and possibly his family. Right. The zip ties and duct tape doesn't say that he just was going in there to off one person. If someone was prepared to break into his house and murder him and his family. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the massive protests outside of his house. How do you think he's going to rule on that thing now if if there is going to, if his decision is going to be swayed some way, it's not going to go in your direction because you people are trying to kill him. Literally. How do you think he's going to fucking react? And that's, hey, man, I hate to say it, but I mean, I'd be down for a nationwide, you know, a Supreme Court ruling that says, hey, nationwide, you have the right to conceal carry, period. Constitutional carry. It's right there in the documents. Pretty short. It's an easy read. I don't see, I mean, if that's what you want, that's a surefire way to get it. Terrify a fucking judge. Yeah. That'll do it. And there's all sorts of other judges that are getting murdered these days too. Like, you know, Wisconsin. small time. Yeah. Yep. It's like small time. It's it's not good, man. This is yeah. this is the shit that makes me uneasy because that's it's only one direction this thing goes, man. I don't I don't know how you turn it down. No, one hundred percent. Whew. And I was gonna talk a little bit about Elon and Twitter, but I feel like I want to save that for another day. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. It is an interesting thing. It's very interesting. Um, at the end of every show. Um, we used to do kind of a, a goofy line from a show where, you know, you guess the line and you might get a free t-shirt, but we've, we've shifted now to a more powerful line being dropped at the end. And this is how we, how we do it. Is the, is the deal still going? I don't, I don't think we really doing that anymore. Um, I am not sure. I feel like you kind of set the rules on that one though. <laughs> I'm yeah. not about to overrule you. Um, I don't care if, if someone can. No, no, not yet. I would have to think of a new way to go about it because yeah. at this point I'm just telling people where they come from. So, um, yeah, it used to be from a particular show and it was like if you could guess where the show comes from, then we'll mm-hmm. send you a free t-shirt. If you, I'll send you this. Anybody who watched this show today, right? Anybody new who watched this show today, if you find me on Instagram, shouldn't be hard to do. If you go to our website, if you go to our own social media, all that stuff, if you find me on Instagram, you follow me on Instagram, I will send you a free t-shirt. That's where you can do it, right? right. I'll send you a free t-shirt. No cost, no nothing. I'll ship it to you myself from work, from my own work. We're calling and I work together. Whoop, whoop. I'll send you a free t-shirt 100%. No, no questions asked. So you find me on Instagram, you hit me with the follow, you hit me up in the DMs, we'll I, will you send you, I will send you a free t-shirt. Yee. No question. So 
there anything else that you want to add to this episode? This has been a fucking great episode. It has been. No, so, I'm, I'm, I'm good with this one. So before we close, I want to last comment Bilbo Swaggins. Look at the Reichstag fire. Oh, we are well acquainted. Oh, yeah. We, we, are, we are well acquainted. So I want to thank everybody who watched everybody. this today. This has been a fantastic episode. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank, thank you, guys. Who followed. Make sure. Excuse me. Sorry. You tell everybody about it. Like, comment. Everyone has been doing that. Subscribe. Share this. Tell everyone about it. There will be lots more content over the next few weeks. You can find all of our stuff, obviously. We're at Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, all these things at Salt of the Streets. We have saltofthestreets.com for all the information, <laughs> including our personal social media. I'm at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. That's all you need. Find me. Follow right. me. Hit me with the DMs. It's all yours. Colin is a big bird off you on both of those things. Make sure that you go to the Patreon. You become a patron. Help us make more, better content just like this. You have the newsletters, all those things. It's fantastic. Swell Blended for these haircuts. Location Skate Shop for a skateboard. Lexi Kyle on Twitch for some video games. She'll be and streaming course, later tonight. That's right. Of course, leggings and, in, leggings and aprons on Instagram. So, this is from... Oh, Jesus Christ. This, this is not the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, have, you have to vamp for a minute. That's so funny. I will just say on a personal note, thank you guys for hanging out. It's been amazing to have everybody active in the chat. Bilbo Swaggins, Deborah, I mean, of course, the returning William fucking Wallace, Freedom Extraordinaire right there. Everybody, thank you. Zeke, Zeke, my main man right there. Great show today, guys. Thank you so much, everybody, for hanging out. Um, can I ask Donovan, what book are you looking at anyway? This book that I'm looking at currently, this is The Coddling of the American Mind. Oh, I'm perfect. I'm looking for... By Jonathan Haidt. Um, yes. And another guy that I don't quite remember off the top of my head. Um, it's a great book, though. I got that shit on Audible. Greg Lukianoff. Lukianoff, that's yes. right. Um, so I'm looking for, there's a quote here that is actually from Chief Justice John Roberts from a speech that he gave. Um, it was a commencement speech. Oh. And so I'm looking for this because it was so perfect. And I thought that I had it marked off. Um, Fucking books, here. man. They're and big. <laughs> and they're hard to, it's hard to find like uh, features, key features. In books to be able to come back to. Yeah. Sticky notes are so a wonder. That's, that's my fault. I'm really sorry. That that's all right. And I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just tell you how much I've enjoyed going back to work with you this week. It's been fantastic. First full week. We're back together. The team's together. First time actually we've worked together when we actually did the show. It's been an interesting thing. Yeah. Um, for those of you who are new here, uh, a little bit of background on Donovan and I. Uh, we used to work together back at the same spot we work now. Um, I left for about five years and, and just recently came back. But funny enough, we never really had these types of conversations too deeply when we were there. We got into a few little things, but we found, you know, we work right across tables. We're like, I don't know, 12 feet apart, those long ass tables. But, you know, we work real, real close to each other. And so we found out, you know, we were listening to some of the same podcasts and some of the, 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 the normal, what we call daily shows. You know, the NPR podcast, start here, like all these various different yes. things. Then we then we discussed some of the things that were happening. And it wasn't until after I left that we were like texting back and forth. And we're like, man, we should just like, we should like just grab a microphone and then just record these yeah. conversations. And then boom. How many years have we been in this now? Four. Four years year now. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. Thank Let's God. Let's do it. You're, you're, you're great. Okay. So in June 2017, John Roberts, the Chief Justice of the United States, was invited to be the commencement speaker at his son's graduation from middle school. Like Van Jones, who was quoted earlier in the book, Roberts' outstanding 
Roberts understands anti-fragility. He wishes for his son's classmates to have the sorts of painful experiences that will make them better people and better citizens. Here is an expert excerpt from his speech. From time to time in the years to come, I hope you will be treated unfairly so that you will come to know the value of justice. I hope that you will suffer betrayal because that will teach you the importance of loyalty. Sorry to say, but I hope you will be lonely from time to time so that you don't take friends for granted. I wish you had bad luck again from time to time so that you will be conscious of the role of chance in life and understand that your success is not completely deserved and that the failure of others is not completely deserved either. When you lose, as you will from time to time, I hope every now and then your opponent will gloat over your failure. It is a way for you to understand the importance of sportsmanship. I hope you will be ignored so you know the importance of listening to others, and I hope you will have just enough pain to learn compassion. Whether I wish these things or not, they're going to happen, and whether you benefit from them or not will depend upon your ability to see the message in your misfortunes. Powerful words from Chief Justice John Roberts. Thank Thanks, you, guys. Bye.